The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Big boss, huh? One in the other room. You like his man bun? No. I've been trying to shave his head for <laughs> yeah, six months. I don't like it either. <laughs> Why don't you get a pair of trimmers? You look like one of the guys from Gentle. Mortal Kombat, that movie I just fucking watched. You look like one of those... Uh, Buzz that motherfucker and wear cool hats. What's the deal? Why are you growing it out so much? Roll the, roll the film on this. We're going. Roll on it. Why? why? Yeah. yeah, when yeah. I walked in and I, I didn't even recognize him. Well, I was like, who's, who's that cutie? Who's that cute girl over there? I actually started working for Joe. I had hair this long. It's actually longer when I started working for him. There's something about when it gets all gray, though, that you're supposed to cut it real short. You can't have gray, long hair. Then you're... You know, you're either a drug dealer or you're running a cult. You do look like you sell coke. Is not there not a moment? Riley. Is there not a moment in the morning where you're embarrassed that you have to put a little like tie up every time? Every time. <laughs> Why don't you shave your head? Just get some trimmers that like give you a little buzz. A buzz I want to do it. Why not? Because it's easy. I know. That's the thing. It's like you do. Like I, I shaved my head today. I just got the little trimmers. Buzz it out. Gave myself a buzz. It took about five minutes. I didn't. I know you didn't. That's what I'm saying. You got to put a rubber band in your head. That's preposterous. All right, look. This is the last I'll say about it. I'm yep. being real. Okay. okay. I love you. I'm not making fun of you. I love you, too. Because you know I love you. I love you, too. But let me say this. What's up? Do you do it because you think chicks like it? No, no, no. I just haven't been to a barber, literally. I, I went to do it before the pandemic started. Yeah. We went to Vegas, and I planned on doing it in Vegas. Right. I just didn't get a chance to go that day. Right, and then we came back the next week, and like, there's no barbers available for what a boring ass excuse. Let's go out and get lit up tonight, and let's shave your head. Yeah, come on. Dude. I thought about doing it the last couple of days. I'm just I haven't let's done do it. Let's do it here. I bet you they got a razor. Let's do it here, nah, baby. I can't, yeah, let's make history right yeah, now. Let's do some razor blades. That in there. Let's so, NFT your hair, Jamie. Okay, let's, now we're <laughs> talking. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, carve some lightning bolts in there and shit. Hell yeah, bro. I'm, I thought I have a pretty cool mullet if I cut it right right now too, <laughs> but that's uh, taken by some people. Yeah, you don't. Want, you don't want to step on Theo's toes. Yeah. Hey, man, Jamie, I saw that mullet, man. Wait, you can't claim a mullet. You don't see, own a see, mullet. Theo owns the mullet right now. But he doesn't. He's like the mullet king of the comedy world. Yeah. In our comedy world, who can com- who has a mullet that can compete? Foxworthy was the original. Yeah, he had a mullet, right? Yeah, Foxworthy was the original mullet god. Who else has one? Um, Any lesbian ladies? As opposed to what? Lesbian the old men? School, the old, yeah, lesbian dudes. There's <laughs> a couple lesbian dude comics. What is the old, well, the old, who, who had a mullet back in the day? Did I'm Larry trying to think. Did the Cable Guy have one? No. No. No, he always had a baseball hat on. Yeah. No, Foxworthy was the original mullet king. And man, if for some reason he pulled it off, he always, he still looked cool anyway. It didn't matter for some reason. Well, he, he's got great jokes. That's what it was. See? If the, the jokes, jokes. if the jokes are good, it doesn't, nobody yeah. cares about all the other stuff. If your family tree does not fork, <laughs> you might be a redneck. Yeah. Stack a TV on a TV. Yeah, he was he he was great, man. Well, I mean, he, still he is. I don't a, know what he's doing. He had a shtick, and he was a really good comic. Mm-hmm. You know, like he had a lot going on there, and it was also like it was they figured something out with that blue collar comedy tour. There's like a whole untapped market. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they well they had they, he was kind of the, that was the first like click of uh, oh Seinfeld, Seinfeld mullet. Kind of a mullet. Um, that's yeah. like an '80s cool guy look. Right. Yeah, they said it's a cross between a mullet. Oh. Between his mullet and chunky sneakers. Can we? Can we? Can I make fun of that? Can we talk about that? 
What? He wears he wears like he wears like a suit coat and jeans and then like the biggest Nikes. He wears like the Nike shocks all the time. He mm. loves those. He loves those. Get these guy. Get this guy some Stan Smiths or something, man. It's so What's weird. A Stan Smith? Just the old school. These like these. Just regular sneakers. Oh, okay. Just like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a dude. I never understood that about Seinfeld. He's he's dressed up, but he's dressed down. He wants to be like I'm business, but play, but still playful. Well, there's some guys who can pull off that shoot the suit with a nice pair of sneakers look. Yeah. Though, but those are chunky. Show pull up the pull up the ones you know the Nike Shocks. He wears those yeah. all the time. They're just too big, and it just looks like a, a white guy from from Long Island who wants to. <laughs> that is a, there's a weird look, right? The the yeah. suit with sneakers on. I just it's not my. I just just put on get on some nice dress shoes. Or, or by the way, they make dress shoes that are sneakers now. Right. The one they're like transitional. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can get both ways. Can I say that transitional shoe? They're trans shoes. Yes. Transitional shoes. You can say that. You're allowed okay. to say that about I didn't shoes. Know. Yeah, they're just shoes. for now. For now, yeah. But it might change. Don't you don't assume the gender of my shoes, Joe. You don't know. Are there girly shoes? They're, but right though, there's aren't there? N- there's gender neutral shoes. How come when I buy shoes online, that says women's shoes and men's shoes? Sizing. Right, but it says. But even still, because they yeah, give you man sizes on there, don't right? they? Like a girl's, but why do they make girls feel like they have bigger feet? Because a girl's size nine is a man's size seven. Correct. Not to just make it size seven. All the same. Yeah. See? Because like Chucks, like, which are probably my favorite, mm-hmm. th- that's what they do. They look, you know, girls size nine. Guys, is like it's a seven. guy's size seven. Right. Yeah. yeah. So my size is 11. The girls would be, that would make a girl feel like she's got giant ass feet. Well, they- it would be a girl <laughs> size 13. You know? Like them basketball player girls, they must have like 20, complex 20s. Yeah. yeah I because lo- if a girl has a Le- LeBron sized foot. Right. Right? Imagine. Well, probably nobody does, but if well, they did, he, what does he have? Like an eighteen or I don't some know, shit? Be a LeBron-sized girl, probably. Well, yeah. what does like Shaq has like a 20 twenty-two? Yeah, very big. Very twenty-two. Big. Twenty-two. Okay, is so a girl would have like a twenty-four. Like what the fuck? That's man? massive. Leave her alone. Two feet. Two feet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm not gonna lie. I love when girls have big feet. You some, like that? Something so hot about it. Really? I, big feet is crazy hot to me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I've always like when I, especially when I was young, I liked big girls with big feet. Wow. Yeah, I was into it. I liked thick chicks with big feet. I had a thing for thick ankles for a while. Oh, yeah, you like yeah. ankles? Well, I dated a girl in high school that had thick ankles, and she was pretty hot. Where it looks like her calf just goes into her shoe. She just had large ankles for right. some reason. She was sturdy. <laughs> yeah, she was grounded. She's pretty be- beautiful girl. Right. But she had sturdy ankles. Was she a ball? Did she play softball? Did she play? No, volleyball? she did gymnastics, and she, oh, I think yeah. it was just the way she was built. She right. was just, you know, some girls are just sturdier. She looked like she might be able to put up a good fist fight against you. Yeah, she'd probably fuck you up if yeah. you got her mad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't piss her off, dude. You ever see that video of the drunk girl in the bar? She's like uh, short, but like really wide and fat, and uh. she's throwing some dude around. She throws this dude around. He falls down. He gets back oh, up. Oh, she, she throws, throws him again. Him again. Oh, Have you yeah. seen that? I love that. I think that. it's on Snoop's page right now. I'm, it, it's, I am uh, such a giant fan of Snoop Dogg's Instagram. The best. I go there every day looking for nonsense. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Freddie Gibbs have the oh, best yes. Instagrams by far. But doesn't far. Freddie Gibbs keep getting kicked offline? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> they ban him for being too fucking funny. He always puts white PPO, white people, white people. He's Whenever some white guy's doing something, like there was a guy, he put up a video the other day of a, of a dude at a hotel. It's like a Marriott Suites or some shit. And he's like, and he's recording. He's like, why did you hit the computer? Why did you hit your computer? Why are you freaking out? And this like, this weirdo white kid is like all like inside of himself. And he starts hitting himself in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you not seen good. that? Yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. <sighs> That's a disease though. That guy's oh, got yeah. a mental Something's illness. Something's wrong. And he starts got... bawling and the dude's oh, like, this is who dope. works here, huh? And oh, then Freddie just boy. wrote, white people. <laughs> 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 I love that shit. 
Why What do you up. got there, Jamie? Oh, that's it. That's there. it right there. There that's she is. Her. That's her. That's her. Fucking it. that dude That's up. what I'm talking about. Look at the ankles on that girl. <laughs> it's a thick lady. Look, look at, at how hard how she throws she that dude. That, she knows how to throw her fucking weight around. Look at her pushing that guy around. Look at the throw. And look how the other dude slams into her and nothing happens. She doesn't That's doesn't my even favorite part. Watch. What's guy slams into nothing. her? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> sturdy base. Very sturdy base. Like she did judo or something. Yeah. She threw him around like Steven Seagal. Look at that shit. That's what you get for cutting in line. She was pissed. She's like, you motherfuckers are not getting before me. It's hilarious. That yeah. dude went down hard. I love it's Snoop. I love Snoop's Instagram. Snoop Snoop has transcended so many things. To go from a guy who was like, uh, uh, had a murder charge, a, a, in a in a gang, an actual gang member, right? Growing up in Long Beach, and then becoming someone that's like kicks. My grandmother loves him. He hangs out with Martha Stewart. Yeah, my grandmother thinks he's yeah. hilarious. She's like, I love Snoopy Dog. Who doesn't love him. You commented on this in 2019. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> she has a tremendous space in a lifetime of drunken hand hand combat experience. Say, comedian UFC commentator Joe Rogan. This is the highest level female white trash opponent you could face, and clearly that dude was not prepared. 100% not. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Is a McDonald's in the UK. Oh, that's hilarious. Shout out to her for having that this, kind of skill. Funny when I forget I've commented no, I, on things. It's not the first time I've seen No, that. it's not the first. There's a great one right now on Josh the Pump, Punk Thompson. You know, Josh Thompson, the f former MMA fighter, commentator for Bellator now. Mm. He's got one on his page now where they're interviewing this lady. And she's talking about how uh, this woman was supposed the, the the cops are talking to this lady. She's saying this lady sold her some crack, but it wasn't crack. It was actually plaster, and she wants her $20 back. And she's very upset. <laughs> it gets better. She's telling the cops she yeah, was going to yeah, buy yeah. crack? Watch this, but watch this, because it gets better. It gets better. Uh, okay, keep some on me. Restart it, because okay. it went too far. Bill. For what? For anything. I don't care. Whatever it's for, but she can give me my money back if she ain't going to do nothing with it. Okay, were you planning to buy some drugs yes, or I something? Was. What kind of drugs were you wanting to buy? Rock. Rock. Yes, I was. You gave her $20 to I buy. I gave her $20. She gave me some plaster. And now you want your $20 back yes, because she didn't supply you with crack cocaine. Well, she, if she shouldn't give me nothing, no plaster or nothing, she should have said no. What's going on? She come around here a while ago. There used to be some people that right over there that used to sell. Yeah. We were sitting out here on the porch in some church. So she said, y'all have anything to buy? I said, no, nah, baby, we don't have nothing to sell. So she left and went around the corner. Mm-hmm. Then she come back 10 minutes later hollering, give me my money back up. No, you ain't bought nothing from here. Don't disrespect my child. This is my child. Mm-hmm. I don't sell crack. I'm a prostitute. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, that's the great. That was like what an M Night fuck? Shyamalan film. That was the greatest <laughs> twist I've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. It was. I thought for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a prostitute. What a good job. I don't know. Don't respect my disrespect. Don't disrespect my, my child. child like that. I'm a prostitute. Okay. Jesus Christ. I don't sell drugs. I sell. I sell this drug. Actually, that's a drug, ma'am. I yeah. saw Cejudo commented on it. You saw he said Cejudo said something on the side. I didn't see what he said, but well, he had commented on the video. Is whose page was that? Uh, Josh Thompson's. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, there's a never-ending supply of those videos. I know, man. That's the beautiful thing about being online. Mm -hmm. It's like there is so much shit you can laugh at. All the negative shit online. There's more of that fun stuff. You just have to keep going and looking for it and get away from all the bullshit online. Just stay off Twitter. Let me let me ask you a real question because okay. I haven't have asked. You. I saw that Jake Paul kid chirping at your boy DC. Yes. It, what's the deal? Well, he wants to make some money. He's, no, I know he's, he's a, a good very he's a good showman. Fellow. But what did DC say to him? DC said, take my fucking name out of your mouth. Facts, I'm not a kid. Yeah, right. I will fuck you up. And he was like, Ikes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like it's fucking former UFC heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. That, that's not what you want. But you know? shout out, I will say, 
This fucking kid knows how to money. piss everybody off. He's so good at it. Let me tell you something, dude. We were in Florida, in Jacksonville, sold out arena, mm -hmm. and they were all chanting, fuck Jake Paul, wow. fuck Jake Paul. He's filming it. Mm -hmm. he's oh, he's loving it. He's got it. his phone out. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Because you, yeah. know you know what he's hearing? Money. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. No, he's hearing cha-ching. Yeah, the whole time. Cha-ching. He's making so much money, dude. Now he be said genuine. there was 1.5 million pay-per-view buys when he knocked out Ben Askren. I don't know if that's true. Wow. Dana White says it's nonsense, but maybe he doesn't. I mean, who has the fucking receipts? 1. If he's 5. telling the truth, and you know, if he's lying, why didn't he say 2 million? Why didn't he say 3 million? Right. Why say 1.5? I mean, maybe he's telling the truth. If he's telling the truth, they made a fucking considerable wow. amount of money, and that's Bigger by more than double the very legitimate three fight, three title fight UFC card of this past weekend. Because wow. that apparently got 700,000 buys. Granted, these are 700,000 ESPN plus, plus verified absolute buys. There's no bullshit. Right. You know, this whole Triller Fight Club thing is like, you know, you got like rap music and a bunch of other shit and you got this Triller company, which a friend of mine who uh, works in finance explained to me what Triller was. The Triller, now verify this, see if this is true. They were originally poised, they, they, they put together a company, I don't know if this is true. This is just what my friend told me. Right. That they put, and my friends were very smart. They put together this company because TikTok was about to be banned from the United States. And when TikTok was about to be banned, and uh, Josh Rogan, the journalist, explained to us that clusterfuck, that they, they almost had a ban, but then they tried to capitalize right. on it and make money and sell it to Oracles. This crazy shit. But anyway, when Triller. Triller was set to take over like hey, we're the new TikTok. Mm. So they got a bunch of money together and then the Justice Department or whoever decided not to ban TikTok. The thing fell apart. TikTok's still here. So then they said, "We're going to put on fights." Huh. I don't know if that's true. Close. Very close. It was already an app going around that was like a very small competitor to TikTok mm. based almost just like hip hop music only. Oh. And then they expanded into video other stuff and then that happened they like were used because they were the only like u.s competitor so then they negotiated a deal with mike tyson to fight roy jones jr right and that was this gigantic huge fight that got over a million buys i believe right i think so. i think it was huge. i think that, and i believe that i mean everybody wanted to see what the fuck was happening there and then mike tyson recently said he wants nothing to do with them he's not doing anything with them anymore why he's done. did I something happen i don't know i wonder the I money mean, wasn't I, something happened with the money I have no idea. Maybe he got a better offer somewhere else. Mm. Maybe they didn't do him, do him justice. So was the app like, Jamie, is the app like how TikTok is? Where you, is that what it was? Like yeah, you yep, upload yep, videos yep, and, yep, yep. and all like, that I shit? I think like, you know, the, the, excuse me, the rapper DaBaby. I was going to say that wrong, but. You sound like my dad. You sound so wild. His, well, that's how you The I, rapper DaBaby. I was going to say da rapper. Da I didn't want to like stutter <laughs> over the words, but he was using that instead of TikTok. And that's yeah. how his songs were getting big like, uh, a year or two ago. Oh, Triller. He was using Triller. And I feel like people were telling him, you should be on uh, TikTok. And he's like, fuck that. I'm using well, and, the whole, and the reason that the TikTok mm. thing was going to get curbed was because they believed that it was because it's a Chinese app. So they're exactly. like. But the TikTok that we use, their servers are all U.S. servers. That's why that was gone away. I'm almost positive that's what I heard was. Mm. Our TikTok that we use here from our... So it's our government's buying on us. Correct. So it's not the Chinese government. Correct. So we're okay. Yeah, they're okay. It's, it's not if, communist. It's okay if it's us. <laughs> yeah. You guys can't do it, but we're going to do it. <laughs> it's all so wacky. You know how so, people cover up their cameras on their laptops? You know, do you do that up there on that laptop? Do you have like a... Yeah, I, I do, but I open it up when I jerk off. Me too. I have to. And I stare watch. right into it. Come watch. And I go, Joe. Woo! Joey Biden. Woo! <laughs> 
Imagine. I never understood that. Like, hi, this they're record. They're, this is recording all t at all times. Yes. So what's the what's the difference? You're gonna cover up your camera. They're all listening to you the whole time. There's a lot of things that could record you at all times. Fine. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Just uh, don't be a piece of shit. Except just accept it. <laughs> just accept that they're gonna get you. Well, I mean, who is they? And if they do get you, then they have to admit that they've been doing this the whole time yeah. with no warrant. We've been but recording. But that's the thing about the Patriot Act and the Patriot Act Two and all that jazz. They can just sort of randomly decide that you're a threat to the republic. Totally. Yeah. Could you be a threat to the public? Well. The White House commented on what I said about <laughs> vaccines. It's so funny. Fauci hit you up. Well, he didn't hit me up necessarily. He disagreed with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got vaxxed up, baby. Did you? I got one shot in the but arm. But didn't you already get COVID? Yeah, I had Rona. I had it in October. So why did you get a vaccination? <sighs> I'm a sheeple, dude. Mm. Part of the sheep, dude. I wanted it. Because my antibodies, I think, were gone. The last time we got tested for antibodies was three months after. Mm -hmm. And they said they were there, but they weren't super strong. So you're scared. Yeah. <laughs> what you get, the Johnson and Johnson? No, dude, I'm a Derna mama. You only got one though. Yeah. Why didn't you get two? Because my second one is in like two weeks or a oh, week. They oh, have okay. to spread you out a month. Yeah, 21 days. Right? I got it. Nothing. No. Uh, I don't know, man. The whole thing, like Corona for me, was weird already. So I was like, I don't know. I'll just do that thing to not have it again. I bought into the system. I'm a sheep. Well, it's not being a sheep. It's, I mean, there's some legitimate science behind this. It's yeah. not, this is like the thing about this whole thing, this uh, people being upset at me. I didn't say, I'm not, I'm not an anti-vax person. Right. In fact, I said, I believe they're safe and I encourage many people to take them. My parents were vaccinated. I just said, I don't think that if you're a young, healthy person that you need it. Their argument was... You need it for other people. So you don't transmit the virus. That makes more sense. So I'm that's, a young- But that's a different argument. That's I'm a, a different young, conversation. not so healthy person. You're not that young. Okay, Joe. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. You're not. Okay. If you were a hot chick- Then you'd say I was young. I'd be like, you're on the ropes. <laughs> My backed up a How little bit. How old are you? 37. Yeah, you're on the ropes, bro. I'm, what do you mean? That's if so you have young? No children, if you had no children and you're a hot yeah. chick, let's be honest. I'm older now. You're on the ropes. Okay, fine. It's not bad. I'm getting older. I'm old as fuck. Yeah, you are. Okay, yeah. I'm 53. I'm old as fuck. I'm I almost know. 20 years older than you. When we celebrated so, your 50 year old bir 50th birthday, we were in Detroit. Where were we? I forget. And I and it hit me hard that you were 50. Yeah. I was like, oh, my friend is 50. And I was starting to plan your funeral. I was like, I was going through all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what are we going to do? But honestly, it doesn't bother me. No, because why? Because you're you're in such a great stride of your I'm life. Because I'm on fucking steroids. Because I'm juiced <laughs> Give up. them to me, bro. No, I'm on uh, testosterone replacement therapy and every vitamin known to man. I take uh, a, a, a giant athletic greens every day. Yeah. I take a fucking pallet of vitamins. What I do feel I need to take? Fantastic. What do I'm I need to take? I'm in the sauna every day. Here's the thing: like all these people that are saying, and in in many ways, listen. Here's the thing. These are not like planned statements. Let's be real clear. Yeah. When I say something stupid, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say before I say it. I'm right. just saying it, right? I don't have an off-air and on-air voice. I don't. No. I have me. This, this is, is us. it. Yeah. Yeah. I I got through the fucking net and I'm swimming in open waters. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And that's just how I live. Yeah. I don't like if you say you disagree with me. I probably disagree with me too. I disagree with me all the time. If you said if someone said you have, yeah, young, healthy, 21-year-old people who eat well and exercise are not at high risk for coronavirus, but you should think about other people. I would say, well, that's a different argument, and yes, that makes yeah. sense. 
But I would say, aren't those people vaccinated? And shouldn't we vaccinate the vulnerable people? Yeah. And then we'd have a different conversation. Right. The problem is today, everything's all headlines and highlights, and it's all clickbait, which is fine. That's the business. Yeah. And I, listen, I have a deep respect for real journalism. I love Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi and people that stick their fucking neck out and do real journalism. But there's a lot of people out there that have to make a fucking living. And what's the best way to make a living? Well, here's one way. Take a jackass like me. <laughs> go over their podcast. <laughs> go over this three-hour, drunken, ridiculous podcast. Do we drink with Dave? Yes. No. Dave Smith? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Uh, I don't think we not. drank. Say no, probably not. But that's unusual. Yeah. A lot of times we're drinking or, Every time we're, I'm here. or we're high. Yeah. You know, and I say stupid shit. I get it. And if you mind that and you make money off of that, more power to you. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Right. But just don't lie. Just don't right. lie. Right. Make get a little clickbaity. We're good. Yeah. But that's I'm, okay. But I'm not gonna lie. Let me let me say one other thing. Yeah. I was going to get the vaccine. I was scheduled to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The UFC had allocated a certain amount of vaccines for all their employees. Right. And so Dana said, do you want to come in and get the vaccine? I said, sure. What day? And he said, we'll, we'll set one aside when you come in for the fights. Come get vaccinated. I said, okay, great. I went in there. I spoke to Dr. Davidson. He said, the way the CDC has the vaccines allocated, we really have to do you at the clinic. So can you come to the hospital? And I said, I can't. I, I don't have time. He said, you'd have to come back on Monday. I said, I'll work this out. And then it got pulled. Right. Like right afterwards, Blood the Johnson clots. Johnson thing got pulled, which now here's the thing. Any medication, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm a fucking moron. And I'm a cage fighting commentator who's a dirty stand-up comedian <laughs> who just told you I'm drunk most of the time. <laughs> and I do testosterone and I smoke a lot of weed. But I'm not a respected source of information, even for me. If right. I say things, I'm always going, check on that, Jamie. I don't know if that's true. Right. I, I do that all the right. time. Right. But I at least try to be honest about what I'm saying. Or what you feel. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. You're allowed to feel, you're like, this is how I kind of feel. My parents got both shots, nothing. Same with mine. Nothing. Same thing. My, my, my stepdad said he was tired for a day. My, my, my parents mom, felt nothing. My mom's a gorilla. She is like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> you can hit my mom in with a meteor. Like, <laughs> what happened? Like, uh, I had my mom get some stem cells from uh, my doctor in Santa Monica. Yeah. And he was like, dude, your mom doesn't even flinch. I shoved this fucking giant needle in her knee, and she just stares at me in the eyes. <laughs> he goes, it was actually kind of scary. Do it again. <laughs> Meanwhile, I get freaked out when I have too much of a block. I had tooth work done, and they blocked my face. You know, when they give oh, you, you... get numb? Bro, but they... It's, you know, it's called a block, and the block is where they... They have to numb one half of your face because they did so, so much you can't work. Smile, oh, dude, you feel so like Stallone. Uh, 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 hey yo. Hey yo. Yeah. But it, I, it creeped up to my eye, <clears throat> and at one point, I told her I was like, I pushed her away. I was like, "Hey, this is like, I can. F it's like up to my eyeball now. Like this yeah. part of my whole face." She's like, yeah, I gave you the full block. I was like, uh, why'd okay. you do that, lady? Yeah, I go, that was too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking eye was like twitching. <clears throat> and even like that, I was such a bitch about that. I was like, uh, and, and I learned, by the way, when they block you, they can only do one half of your mouth at a time because apparently they used to block both sides if they were doing a lot of dental work and people would bite off their tongue. They would oh. sever their, they'd go home and eat within an hour. And not know you were chewing right through your tongue. And I was like, how oh. often that happened? She's like, thousands of times. Oh, People would bite off their whole fucking tongue. <laughs> I was like, no way.
Oh my God, I feel terrible. So they had to. So apparently, uh, you know, whoever regulates the American Dental Association, they you're only allowed to block half your face. But I'm telling you, dude, I've never felt that way. It was like uh, my whole. I mean, she gave me a huge one because she had got she had to get my um, my wisdom teeth and fuck my whole side of my face. Even my eye was numb, and I was a pussy about that. With my parents, they've already lived through so much. That's why they don't get bothered by stuff. Like your mm. mom didn't flinch because she's like, I've lived through shit. Well, her parents came over on a boat. Yeah, I push people out of my pussy. I'm not gonna fucking Woo! freak out about your your bullshit. That's. I think our parents are just too tough. They've lived through. My grandmother's 90, and I when she traveled during Corona to see her sister, and I said, Nana, aren't you a little scared?" And she was like, "No." My wife's grandma was skiing when she was in her 80s. They give a fuck. Why? They lived through it. Yeah, they already did it. <laughs> They're like, dude, I, I was. They were like, I was before color TV. What the fuck oh, do you mean? Like for all TV. Yeah. Fuck I, I, color TV. Yeah, they were just. It, just the idea was just like nothing matters. She didn't care. She was like, I'll be fine. And if I'm not, I'm ninety. Well, here's the here's an expression. I forget who said this to me, but it, I I repeat it all the time. So I'm sorry if I don't give them credit. But the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Right. Now you have to think about it. If you're like. Francis Ngannou, who was 10 years old, working in a fucking sand mine in Cameroon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and you didn't have any money, and you had to walk miles to school, right. and you know, you didn't have money for pencils and paper. That's the worst thing that's happened to you. Yeah. Or if somebody, you know, says something mean about you being maybe 10 pounds overweight, and you're triggered. Right. Like, that's the worst thing that's happened to you. But it's the worst thing that's happened to you. Right. It's still the worst thing. Like, it's like we, we judge everything on a curve. So the worst thing that happened to you, if it's a terrible atrocity, or the worst thing that happened to you is, like, someone saying you're chubby. Right. We treat it like it's the same thing because we live in a soft time. It's easy to get by today. Well, we also live in our own little bubble, right? Like, yes. we only know what we know, and we only want—we've only—that phrase also is the same meaning of I can't relate to what it's like to grow up without a family in an orphanage struggling to eat. I don't know what that right. pain is like. I know what my shitty pains are like. So everyone's shit is their own shit. You don't know. Us making fun of Jamie's man bun may be really riddling him for the rest of the podcast. Jamie doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Trust me. Don't don't don't, don't chew that well. gum so snarky at me, Jamie. He's chewing right? neuro gum. It gives you it makes you smarter. He's ready to fuck well, with Well then you. you need a whole fucking box of that shit. Wow. Jamie. And a microdose. <laughs> oh, microdose today too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, how is it? You liking it? Yeah. I don't know. Can't really feel it, so I don't know. But it gives you like a nice like ah. What yeah. are you dosing right now? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, what like what 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 dosage? It's uh, I took three point. It says point one four. So like the whole package was about an eighth, and it was broken right. up into thirty pieces. So it's this like is very all small. just information for the DEA. One hundred percent. Yeah. When are they going to legalize that? Jesus Christ! Well, didn't people. they wait, wait? Didn't they in the Pacific Northwest? Isn't it legal? It is in Portland, right? In, in Oregon, Oregon made uh, mushrooms and everything else legal. In Oregon, you can get steroids, you can get wow, you can get uh, heroin, whatever. Everything okay. is decriminalized. Yeah. What's the what? what but do you meanwhile, you can also light the Capitol building on fire. Well, if you got enough people, <laughs> <laughs> in Oregon, the fucking the mayor of Portland, who was this like staunch supporter of Antifa, is now like they are thugs. They're trying to ruin our city. <laughs> yeah. He's even given in. They lit the lobby of his apartment building on fire, and he had to move out. Oh, is really? Listen, here's my my message to the mayor of Portland. I think he's a good guy. I really do. I mm. really do. He, I think he just didn't understand the animal that he was dealing with. He didn't mm. understand that they want to burn it to the ground because they're fucking losers. <laughs> 
Those people are fucking <laughs> losers, and they yeah. don't want society to exist. Right. They want everybody to be burned down to their level. Right. They want to dress in black and throw rocks through Starbucks, and it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't have to make any sense because they found another tribe of losers. They all get together and they all do the same thing. They throw cement milkshakes at people. They beat up folks. They do their thing, right. and it's fun. Because it's more fun than not doing that. Because they don't have anything outside of that. They, did you? Do you remember there was a guy? It was either Seattle or Portland who was this crazy Antifa guy who wound up shooting some other guy who was a member of this right wing thing. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. And then there's this lady, just fat lady, like you know, no respect for her body, in the middle of the street, going, "I don't give a damn if some fascist was killed tonight." Like, is that where we're at? <laughs> Is that where we're at? What is you the, don't want to talk to this person. What does that person. even mean? I don't it understand. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it it's because it's nonsense. Because you're being a fascist. Right. By, by your own actions and all, all the right. things you're doing. Justifying murder. The, your own actions. Right. This, this whole thing. Lighting other people's property on fire. Smashing windows. Pretending that Apple, like the Apple store, is the cause of your problems. Apple has literally supported all these organizations. They, they've literally said they support all these social justice organizations. Apple's like a super progressive institution. They're very progressive. Yeah. They're not the fucking man. They're the enemy. They're providing you with great electronics. But then people see it as any form of capitalism, any yes. form of capital growth, then you're then they're bad. Right. Anyone who's doing better than you. Is it's bad. like you're playing a game and you can't win, so you unplug it and you light the board on fire. I'm taking my ball home. Yeah. But, your board. but you didn't even buy that ball. But finally, the mayor of Portland's coming around. And he's realizing mayor, how... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's doing press conferences. He's like, we have to arrest these fucking people. The, the mayor of Portland's telling people to snitch. He's like, if you see people getting out of a car and they're all dressed in black, get the license plate. Right. Get it to the police. Meanwhile, we defunded the police. Shit! <laughs> oh, fuck, where do we go? Shit! Now, that's a, that whole thing just is pure Look at this. Yeah. Portland mayor asked residents to help unmask people behind violent protests. Cut to 24 months from now. Assassination squads. They hire Blackwater to go and fucking gun down these people. <laughs> just takes time. Fly them in. It's like steps. It's many steps. Before yeah. you, there's, there's a re, like When you look at these foreign governments that hire these mercenary crews to come in and get rid of dissidents, like, what do you think they're doing? What mm. do you think they're doing? They're trying to get rid of the people that are fucking with them. This is what's happening in Portland. Someone's fuck, and so he's using the legal method now. Right now, he's saying well, we're just gonna we're gonna get the police and we're gonna you defunded the fucking police. <laughs> you defanged them. You demoralized them, yeah. and now you need them. Now you want them. And listen, man, every time there's a video of the cops being cunts and treating someone like shit, I'm furious. We all There's are. a video on D.L. Hughley's page today of some piece of shit cop talking to these really cool black guys who are friendly with him. And he, the, these, these guys shake their hand. And he's like, I don't know you. I've never seen you around. The guy's being an asshole. He's like, he goes, oh, this is my city. Like, he, the guy literally says this. So he's just a cop who's just an asshole. You don't even, wanna, you don't even need to see this. But go see it if you want to. Right. But it's just a guy who's a dick, and he's being a dick to some guys who are being pretty friendly with him. Right. Whereas another cop would be like, "What's up, gentlemen? How are we doing today? What's going on?" And yeah. everybody would be all right. Yeah, you the know what I mean? The like, problem is there's there's this there's the problem that I have that I see all the time is uh, there are these cops that have always existed that will always exist. That by the way, for people that don't believe in this kind of shit, that are like, "Ah, this is uh, that's fine." They've been talking about this for years. I mean, Fuck the Police was a real anthem. 
they coming were straight from the underground. underground. They were saying it because they meant it, not because yes. it was fucking for for selling records. They meant that shit yes. when they were saying these these guys won't stop fucking with us. The reality is, there's assholes in everything, right? And the cops get empowered. So a lot of guys that are assholes that are cops, which is not all cops, obviously, these guys. They they're they've been empowered for so long to treat people the way they've treated them, so they get more and more and more because that's okay. Yeah, for that's okay for them. It's like this is how they have to deal with people, so they find it to be okay. The problem is, I wish there was more videos of good ass fucking good good cops doing good shit, yes. helping community. And there's a lot of them out there. You know, sure. there's a great video from Flint last year during the George Floyd protests where this one cop says, "Hey, we're gonna walk with you guys." Yeah. You know, he says, we're with you. You know, we don't we don't advocate pr police brutality and we're with you. And they all hug each other. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. We and need all, more of that shit. They all shit. walk together. The, you know what, man? Cops dealing with crime is like, let's say you have a forest filled with dry old trees that will light on fire easily. And say, how, well, how are we going to take care of these forest fires? Here's a garden hose. Good yeah, luck. Right. That's what it's like. Like, no, no, no. The thing is the dry trees. The thing is the, the conditions. The thing is climate change. The thing is, like, what is causing the fires? Right. That, that's the thing. The thing is not a fucking garden hose, right? So these cops are left in this unthankful position. If you're a cop and you are working in any, any place that's got a high crime area, it's like you kind of reach a point of futility after a while where you realize you're not going to fix this. You're not going to make a real impact in the community. You just want to survive and get home to your family. Right. And I think they get jaded. Of course they do. I mean, I have cops in my family. It's just the problem is it's so easy to to throw out the word racist. That's like an easy thing to say. And, that, you know, that, like you said, <laughs> all the LAPD is all racist. You can look up the stats on it. I think it's like 70 percent, 60 something percent of the cops in L.A. are Latino. So it's like there's this idea that like all cops are white racist bigots. You're like that's a that's not that that's not real. But it just gets skewed down by this the loud loud people going every cop is a racist well, piece of shit. Here's why: every racist cop is a racist. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so if you of run course. into them, you're like, God damn it, another one. They're all racist. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. It's like yeah. there's 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 so much there there's so many other people that work in law enforcement, friends and family, people that I know. That are really good people. They're just trying to help a fucking community. And I don't know what the incentive for them to stay is. If I'm a cop, I don't know what the incentive is anymore. I'm scared of getting shot at just because I am a cop. Of course. I'm scared to fuck I'm I'm scared to really do my job, quote unquote, whatever that's become now, because I don't know what's okay and what's not okay. Right? You could follow protocol, but any cop will tell you there's a way that they deal with relationships and communities that we don't know about because it's not in the handbook. Right. Right? So I th there's there's so many more there's so many misnomers in how these relationships coexist, but to blanket it all and be like, every cop's a piece of shit, every cop is racist. What's that? ACAB, all cops are bad. You're like, what? A, you can't say that about anything. You can't say all everything is but everything. when you're accustomed, if you grow up in a community that's riddled with crime and gangs and drugs and violence, and you're accustomed to cops being cunts, then you feel like you have to say that. I get because that. Because all the interactions you've had with cops are Have negative. been bad. Yeah, it's like, fool me once. Shame on you. Right. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me fifty thousand fucking times. Like Jesus Christ, these cops are assholes. Well, sure. I know, but also then, then that it's also the community. Then we need to have a discussion over the the systemic issues and the community yes. issues. Right. But those don't get addressed. It's That's not the root of the problem. Right. The root of the problem is 
unlike you or me, some people grow up in the worst fucking neighborhoods on earth. Right. And there's no effort whatsoever on a federal level to eradicate that, right. to fix that, to make these places safer, to make these places more more comfortable for these people. What what we have to do is figure out, well, why are these n neighborhoods, whether it's the south side of Chicago or whether it's Baltimore or Detroit or what, yeah. you take the most fucked up neighborhoods in our country and go, why are they still like this? And how come we haven't fixed that? Right. I said it before, I'll say it again. You want to make America great again, air quotes, fix the neighborhoods that are fucked. Make it, make it right. so we have less losers. Like what makes a loser? Well, one of the things that makes a loser is you, you get it. Like if one person gets four aces and the other person gets two cards and they're both ones or it's a one and a two, you ain't doing shit with that, right? You can't mm -hmm. win. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. And right. that's the reality of birth in this country. Now, some people that have, that got given a shitty deck of cards also have like maybe some talent in music or some talent in comedy or some talent in athletics and they figure their way through. But for every person that figures their way through, what you know what it's like, man? Remember open mic night? Yeah. Remember when you first started? Yeah. How many fucking people made it out of there? I mean, two. Two? Yeah, three. three. Yeah. Out of what? Hundreds? Hundreds. And hundreds of people? Yeah. yeah. Well, multiply that times like what the fuck ever thousands mm -hmm. that's what's like growing up in a terrible neighborhood for every one person that gets out and becomes uh, some sort of an NFL superstar or some rapper or a comic how many of them fall into a life of crime and right. wind up being incarcerated how many of them wind up falling into this trap that they can't get out of right well because it because it's so difficult to get out and yes. even when you do get chances to get out yeah the, it's still gonna eat you alive because exactly. I mean you know more than anybody knows money is power and money is scary and money can change you and money is vulnerable money makes you more vulnerable more, like so when you have no money and you get a little bit of money that can also fuck you up just as bad it's that's it's a scary thing because you've never had money before that's why the nfl the nba and all these places they're trying to have these programs at a younger age to teach these kids not to go fucking throw away the money because there's no guarantee over that shit at some point. Well, the NBA has less of a problem than the NFL, in my opinion, because the NFL also has head injuries. Well, yeah, there's yeah, right. There's the head no... injuries make you really impulsive. They make you wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are trained killers. Those guys are fucking killers. They right? are killers, just like fighters are killers. Yeah. But they're also like fighters. They get head injuries. Yeah. The head injuries make you wild. They make you impulsive. No one knows why. But they, 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 there's well, one of the side they're, they're trying. The NFL's trying to do its best. I mean, I have so many fucking issues with the NFL, but, you know, optics alone, you know, like I have friends that are in the NFL and like my beef is their optics were so important to them, but I, but it was not based on any belief system. What do you mean by optics? You know, like wearing, they made the coaches wear masks on the side of the field, but not in the locker room. And you're like, what are you guys doing? What, who is that for? I well, just didn't buy. So, so to me, <laughs> they care so much about the viewpoint of things. But everybody has to do that. Yeah, they but do but, that but because but, it's uh, well, it was, it, it's but a it was the same problem. But I know it's bullshit. That was the same problem with them we'll taking touch, a fucking we'll yeah. That was the same problem with uh, what is it? What you know, kneeling during the anthem that they had a big fucking deal with. It was yeah. just such a crock of shit. They well, don't really fucking care. My take on that was like, isn't cheers, cheers, my brother. My take on that when I was talking to Ben Shapiro. I'm super supportive of taking a fucking knee. Yeah, this is what I said. I said, isn't that more respectful than standing there? It's the most American thing. The, the one of the taking a knee is like it's more respectful. One of the rights of the fucking flag. You can look it up. Is the right to protest the flag. 
So they fight for the right to protest our flag. Yeah. That's our greatest thing about this country is you can disagree with your fucking government. You can say, I don't believe in certain things. I need to have my voice heard, right? So they take a fucking knee to have their voice heard to go, here's my, I'm against something. But here's my take is not disrespectful. No. Because you, you are literally doing something more respectful to put attention on police brutality. Sure. So instead of like going... D doing this right, like, like this double would, Nate Diaz right, right. in the middle of like the <laughs> the flag <laughs> instead of that right. they get to take a knee right. I think it's more respectful it's a silent protest it's not just a silent protest it's more respectful and it actually does achieve its goal right like think about what you know whatever you say about Colin Kaepernick as an athlete or what he did what that guy did for sure was highlight this ability to protest and make people even more aware that these athletes were talking about it. Yeah. That these pro NFL athletes, top of the food chain athletes, were talking about police brutality. And he decided to do something about it. Yeah, it, it was important. By the way, this will always go down in history with athletes that do take public stands against things, right? I mean, sure. Muhammad Fucking Ali. Muhammad the, Ali the was Olympics when right. those dudes held their fist up, right? Because they believe. And by the way, now that's looked at in such a glorified fashion. Exactly. It, you know, it was controversial at the time. Ali was the same way. How much shit did he get? Uh, you know, tr trying to be a part of this, the civil rights movement and people just fucking hated him for changing his name and he yeah. got all this shit for that. Now you look at him as a hero to a community that was, he gave people a fucking voice. Exactly. We just need to, you know. My, my parents were hippies. Yeah. You know, and when I was a kid, they didn't watch sports, but they wanted to watch Muhammad Ali when he defended his title again. No, excuse me. When, when he tried to regain his title against Leon Spinks. When Leon Spinks had beaten Muhammad Ali and then Muhammad Ali had a rematch with Re Leon Spinks, my parents wanted to watch. Yeah. And they, they, I was like, I don't remember how old I was. It was I was like, it, it had to be between seven and 11 because we were living in San Francisco. And uh, they wanted to, and I was, I was, I remember thinking like, this is crazy. My parents want to watch boxing. Right. But, but it was because Muhammad Ali, he had eclipsed boxing. He had gone past that and became this cultural voice. Right. He became this, this icon of, of. Uh, he became a guy who stood up and said, "I don't think this war is just, and I'm not going to participate, and I'm going to make a real sacrifice where I'm going to lose my career for three fucking years." Yeah. So he he didn't fight at all for three years, and when he came back, if you watch his fights when he came back, if you he um. He fought against, uh, I think, Cleveland Big Cat Williams was his fight, the last fight that he had in 67. And then in 1970, when he came back, I think it was Jerry Quarry. Was that his uh, return bout? I think it was Jerry Quarry. <laughs> but he, he didn't look good. He looked like his body looked soft. He hadn't trained at all. Mm. He didn't train at all for three fucking years. So he went from being literally one of the slickest, fastest boxers the heavyweight division had ever seen to no training at all for three years. And then his style changed because he just he just didn't have the ability anymore because yeah. for three fucking years he did nothing. And then he came back and he started fighting and he just he was never the same guy. When you go back yeah. to his fights against Cleveland Big Cat Williams, bro, he was so fast. He knocked Cleveland Williams out. He was like moving backwards when he KO'd him. I mean, he was just so it's so unusual. Like no one had seen anything, and he was shredded. Yeah. And then when he came back, it was like three years of his life were gone, man. He was just so busy trying to avoid being locked in a cage and trying to express himself and trying to get out the message that no Viet Cong ever did anything to me. 
He's like, why am I, why am I supposed to go over there and kill these people? You want to, you want to use me as some sort of a publicity tool to go over there and fight in a war that doesn't make any sense? I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. And my parents were all in. That's that's how much of an icon he was. Right. My parents don't give a fuck about fighting. My parents never saw me fight once. I probably had like a hundred fights when I was a kid. Never once. Never once. Because they hated the sport. They were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I remember I showed him a video of me kicking someone in the face, and they're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, but you do kick fucking hard. Yeah, but that's not even it. Like they didn't even go to watch. Right. Like they they you know they didn't tell me I couldn't do it, which was great. I was happy. I didn't even want them to come see me because it was so different from them, what they are. Right. You know, I didn't, I was worried. They were going to say, you can't do that. I was like, God, I got to leave home. When you transitioned into stand-up, did that become a more palatable thing for them? No, they thought it was going to be terrible. My mother didn't think I was funny at all. Really? <laughs> did your mom ever say that you were funny? Has no. she ever said you're funny? Well, she knows I'm funny now. No, no, no. Yeah. She knows people oh, yeah. think you're she's funny. Coming to my shows. Does she think you're funny? Yes, she's coming to my show. Because that's that a was big really moment. Funny. Well, yeah. you know, the, the moment that like changed my life emotionally was my mom said to me one day. She goes, like my first album that I ever made, and she was like, she repeated a joke back to me out of the blue, and I was like, what is what is that? She's like, that's from your album, your first album. I listen to it in the car sometimes, and I'm like, that's hilarious. Oh fuck, it like changed my life because I was like, it, yeah, y you know, look, I, I never cared if my parents liked my stand up. That was never why I, I, I was never like, what if they don't like it? What if what if my family thinks something? I didn't right. care. But just to hear my mom go, I like listening to it sometimes. I think it's really funny. Oh. It's a fuck. It's like a moment in your life where you're like, well, fuck. Imagine too, like you made a person, and that person is making you laugh. That's fucking weird. That's weird. Yeah, that's wild. That's well, any 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 parent of someone who's has any sort of like impressive public skill set, that has to feel surreal. I mean, my my parents kind of sometimes don't get it that I'm doing this too. It doesn't really. They know it. They understand it. But even still, you know, it doesn't really register. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it doesn't like they get it, but they're also like, if someone comes up to me and they're like, Santino, big fan. My dad's always like. Well, fucking look at that shit. Like, he, it's almost like, he's like, yeah. He's like, what are the odds? He goes, how does that guy fucking, how does that guy know you? And I'm like, uh, oh, he saw me on something. He goes, oh, okay. Like, crazy. It doesn't land yet because it right. doesn't really, because in my dad's mind, it's like Clint Eastwood gets people to say hi to him. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. You're a clown goofball. Yeah. You're not a real, like a star thing. I'm like, no, but some people know who I am. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think it's just cool to watch them see it sometimes because my, my, my dad is always like, And I'm like, yeah, no, I know, Dad. I know. <laughs> he likes it. He it, he thinks it's really fucking. It's cool. It's it's cool to watch them watch it. Fame's like a wave. You know, you got to yeah. learn how to ride it. Well, if mine's you, mine's more like a ripple, but it's fine. I'll take that. But I'll, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a little board. You learn how to. If you just get on a surfboard, yeah, you're not gonna learn how to ride that wave. No, you gotta relax and sort of let it happen and know what it is. That's why it takes people under a lot. The undertow of, Ooh, of fame is fucking heavy. Point. You watch people. Yeah. We have friends that yeah. you see get big and you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, be careful, man, because the wave will crash yeah. at some point and you, you're get swallowed up. Here's what I believe. I believe you have to have some sort of uh, exterior struggle, yeah. some sort of outside struggle, outside of the fame that you focus your energy on so that the fame seems like not that big a deal. Right. Yeah. What's your outside struggle? It's always been martial arts. Right. It's always been that. It's always been training. It's always been training or really hard working out. It's always been things that I know are way harder than dealing with the struggle of fame. Struggle, struggle of fame is weird, but I also don't take... 
as weird as it sounds, I don't I don't take myself that seriously. I really don't. How can you at like some I, point? I understand who I am and I understand I have this very bizarre impact with this stupid fucking show. <laughs> but I I don't I don't take it seriously like where I'm like, I have a message. I have an obligation. But occasionally I do know so like there's this book that I've been trying to get out to people because I, I, I talked about it on the podcast with Action Bronson. I put it up on my Instagram and I legitimately do go to it every six months or so. And I think I'm going to go to it all the time now. It's called The Four Agreements. I saw you post that. This is yeah. the one, The Fifth Agreement, which is really good too. But I kind of already thought that way. I'm, I'm always been kind of skeptical, but I verify things, you know, just based on just doing this podcast and talking to crazy people. Mm -hmm. But the four agreements are very, they're really valid. Like they really do hold up. And, and if I think that way, if I lock in and I really apply those to my everyday life, it has a giant impact on my happiness. And one of them is be impeccable with your word, be impeccable with your word. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. If you fucked up, tell the truth. If you you believe something that other people don't maybe don't see, and it's going to be controversial to say, tell the truth about your pros and cons and goods and bad. Tell the truth. Right. That's that's one of them. Another one is don't take things personally. <laughs> I try not to take things personally. I really do. It's easy to. That's one. Like when people dunk on you online and people are shit on you. Like sometimes there's people that have been on my podcast and I'll see them shitting on me online, or yeah. someone will tell me about it and I'll go. If I see him, I'll give him a hug. You know, I don't have right. time. I don't yeah. have time. You know, it's just like so. Tell the truth. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Um, the third one. Well, there's there's yeah. Uh, always do your best, but I think that's the fourth one. Um, what's the third one? I'm trying to remember. I always fuck one of them. He was up. putting a new hair tie in. He was not. He was, wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Jamie. He's putting one of those ones with the cloth, and it has a little metal piece. <laughs> and you know what I mean? The ones yes. that girls have, and you twist it around. You know, Jamie. When I come in here, you know how much I love you, oh. and that's why I like talking to you too. Because honestly, you, that you smacking that fucking gum is hilarious. What is it? My shoes is what you're mad at. What is the other I one? I saw. You, I know. I saw your kicks. I saw can't, his fucking eleven. What's the other one? The other, the, the fourth, oh, yeah. Oh, put them up there. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. That's it. That's it. Don't, don't make assumptions. That's a good one, too. Those are four powerful, very... That's the thing about all this stuff. Oh, I, whenever I read it, I'm always like, oh, this makes perfect fucking sense. It's so good, dude. It is literally the best tools for managing your mindset that I've ever encountered in my life. And the guy, if you get the audiobook, Peter Coyote reads it, who's an amazing actor and has a beautiful voice. Yeah. When he's reading it, it's like it's so perfect and sincere. It's so good. It's always simple shit like that. Like I'm reading, I know to you this is fucking dog shit, but Jamie might like it. There's a book called Golf is Not a Game of Perfect. And no, I get it. It applies to pool. By the way, it applies to everything. When I got it, uh, uh, this caddy gave it to me at this golf course. He was like, I have a book for you because I was struggling. I was like going, I, I couldn't, I was playing terrible golf and I was like getting annoyed. And he's like, what's going on in your, in your life right now? I was, I'm balancing a bunch of bullshit. He goes, do me a favor, read this book. But read it and just read it. Rip through it. It's like 100 pages. It's, and he's mm. like, you'll tear through it. So I read it. And I got to tell you, I was like, fuck. It's just simple principles that are not about golf, really. It's about life. Like Zen and the art of archery. 100%. It's, it's almost the exact same. It's, yeah. it's the philosophy of this guy who wrote the book. He's basically saying, golf's not a game of perfect. It's just saying nothing is perfect in life. Trying to make things perfect is the foolish mistake. It's trying to manage things as they are and as they come. So in golf, it's when you hit a bad shot, 
you have to learn how to just get rid of that forever. It can't be the thing you think about in the next time. Same right. thing in jujitsu. Same thing right. in pool. Right. You cannot harbor, fuck, why did I fuck up the first takedown? Why did I fuck up the first throw? Right. It's got to be gone. Yes. So good minds, best golfers are able to just whoosh, and disappear that stuff. Yes. So it's teaching you these philosophies in life that you can use as far as like when something negative happens to you, when somebody says some fucked up shit to you, when don't take it personally. How do you... How do you learn to just woof, throw that away right. and move forward? It's a super positive book. I really recommend it if you're any kind of athlete. But if you're trying to play golf, he talks in there often about other athletics. He talks about football and basketball. And he's coached a lot of people over the years. And the one thing he says is the best athletes he's ever met in his life are so good at moving forward and even getting more confident after doing something poorly. Yeah, because like, they which, know they can do better. Right, which is such an yeah. impressive skill. Your average human, me... Every time you do something bad, it's a struggle to get over the fuck up. Yeah. But he's like, the best athletes, it's remarkable how their brain works. They're trying to refigure out how to do the next best thing better. They're not even remembering they fucked up. It's like yeah. gone already. Because they're task oriented. Right. They're concentrating on what they're trying to do rather than concentrating on their image. Right. They're concentrating on what people think of them or concentrating on how they, you know, how they appear. Right. Yeah, all instead, that shit's instead of that, just concentrate on what you're trying to do. And when you make a mistake, one of the good things about mistakes, especially embarrassing and humiliating mistakes, is they empower you to do better. Because that feeling of sucking. So why bombing is so important. It's oh. so crucial. And it's so hard. It's, just, <laughs> it's so hard. But it's so good for you. It's yeah. so good for you because when you do bomb... You learn, like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? I don't ever want to feel that fucking terrible pain again. The first time I followed Diaz... The first time I followed Diaz in the OR, I was, you know, it was like the best spot I had gotten in in years, you know, because I got I got I got regular status in 010 or 10, 09 or 2010. You want a cigar? No, I don't smoke cigars. You know that, man. Really? I, I can't. It just looks like a penis to me. I can't. It doesn't do the, look like a penis. I know, like to, a me, cigar. to me, to me, because because of my past. Because of my past. <laughs> <laughs> when I followed Diaz, bro. I bombed so bad in the OR, and Joey was pumping me up afterwards and was so fucking nice to me. Because he knew. Like, he knew that I was bummed about it. And he was like, oh, fuck these cocksuckers. This room was whack tonight. And I was like, fuck you. He lit the room on fire. You know what I mean? But he was so nice about it that it just kind of like... It helped. It helped get over the pain of how hard I fucking ate shit in the OR. I mean, it was just so tough to follow him at the time. And then you learn. Then I learned. Then I followed Diaz a few times, and it was no big deal. You're gonna eat shit if you keep trying new jokes. Oh yeah, it's just that's what that just, what you said at the end matters. Yeah. If you're trying new shit, yeah, people. There's I was some talking people that to never a buddy of mine who takes uh, this guy on the road with him, or was taking this guy on the road with him for a while. And I said, "Hey, how's that guy doing?" He goes, "I, I had to stop using him. Kept doing the same fucking jokes." Yeah. But some guys, when you take them on the road with you, one of the things that happens is they stop doing other sets. So, like, say they go on the road with you, and they're doing, you know, fucking Zanies in Nashville, mm -hmm. and they're doing the improv in Chicago, they're doing these nice clubs, and then they come back, and they don't want to put in for a Tuesday night. They don't want to put fucking in. Fucking lazy. Yeah, they're lazy. They're right. lazy. And those are the guys. They develop a little bit of an act. I've had a few of those guys that I had to cut loose, and they kept trying to go back on the road with me. I'm like, hey, motherfucker, I saw you on the OR like a month ago and you were doing some shit you did on the road with me seven years ago. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So no. Yeah. You know, and that's... Are you talking to me, Joe? No. <laughs> no, I love you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, not you at all. The guy that I have with me, this guy that I brought, Chris O'Connor, who opens for me, who, you know, he's a great comic. It's like, it's hard for me to say that when I'm like, oh, he features me. He's a headlining comic of his own right, but he always has new stuff and 
I think what I appreciated about when I would come out with you was you never were somebody, first of all, you were never a clock watcher, which I'm always so nervous about. I'm like, I got to get off. And one time I got off and you were like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, it was like 30 on the nose. You're like, fucking, what are you doing? Like, you, you didn't expect me to come off. You were like, why didn't you just fucking keep going and close and close as strong as you could? And I was like, I just want to get the fuck off stage. You were always big promotional of us, me, Tony, uh, No, I remember Ian. that. You looked at the clock. You're like, oh, I got to get out of here. I'm like, what are you doing? Fucking close. Yeah, I know. You well, because I was like, get the fuck no. off. They're here for Joe. But you were promotional no. always of us of being like, go out there and fucking smash. And, and when he's killing in front of me makes me feel fucking more empowered to go kill. It was like, oh, dude, he's killing. It feels good when someone you are working with is smashing because they're doing yeah. stuff you haven't seen before and it's new and it's powerful and you're like, holy fuck. It, it makes you feel like you're in this realm of great comedy and you're bound to do well. Like you're bound to do a better show then. Yeah. Instead of there's guys that we both know that take out fucking people that struggle and you're like why are you taking out someone that's not writing new jokes they want to be a hero Nah, it's not worth it's it. not it's not the right way to do it. it's a coward's way out it's no. not you know i've taken guys in the road with me that didn't do good but i was hoping they did good it's like i was giving right. them chances i wasn't taking them on the road because i thought they sucked i was taking them on the road because i saw them have great sets but sometimes those bright lights and thousands of people are <gasps> it'll fuck you up like do you remember the first time you did an arena with you, yeah. Do you remember that feeling? One hundred percent. I can't. You, for, I can't forget it, man. You walk out there, you're like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people here. <laughs> There's so many people yeah. here. It's so crazy. But then you get into a rhythm, and you, and then they start laughing. You're like, the loud, the laughter's so loud. Yeah. When we did San so Diego, to get, San Diego, yeah, San Diego in yeah. the round mm -hmm. on four twenty. I remember stepping on the stage and feeling about a half a second of, oh, fuck, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Like a half a second of, oh, shit, this is too much. And then once you go, you're like, oh, all right, I'm good. It's just like you shed all this shit off of your body. It's like taking off a bunch of armor and you're like, yeah. I'm good. I get out there because you're kind of, you're tense and you're, you're like, all right, I have to fucking take on all these motherfuckers. And then as soon as you take off the armor, you're like, come on, man, I'm here you to fucking entertain. You just got to be who you are. You know, yeah. who you are in front of 90 people is who you are in front of 19,000. It's the same thing. Well, I got, I, this is, for me, it's curious because we, when we were going out together, you were, we were doing, I mean, we started, we were doing a bunch of theater, big ass theaters, and then we were doing arenas too. But then we started doing clubs. We came back here to Austin and in Cap City together and did a bunch of shows. Me, you, and Tony, and then Perez was with us yeah, too. George yeah, George Perez, Perez was with us. Shout out to my boy George. I fucking love him, bro. I love George. I miss George. Me I miss him, a lot of people. By the way, people. me and him were dying laughing at dinner when uh, uh, Alex Jones showed up, and he, him and I, because he was fucking <laughs> high as a fucking kite. Such a wild... I love George Perez, but when we were here, when we were here um, in Austin, that's you were having the same feelings that we were talking about when, you, when it was an arena or a theater. It was like... Those are just as good. Those yeah. those rooms sometimes are just as powerful. Well, that's one of the. I mean, so sad that Cap City went under. But that's one of the. They're things, coming back though. No, it's not the same place. Oh right. They're opening oh, up moving. under the helium banner. Grossman's. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. He's opening up a place called Cap City, and he's doing it in the domain. And look, if helium's going to do it, it's going to be great. Yeah. Because he's got fucking great clubs in Portland, and he's got great clubs in Philly, everywhere. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just call it Helium. Like, you don't need to call it Cap City, but I guess they just wanted to... I talked to... to him on the phone a couple of weeks ago. He said he wanted to retain the name for what it's done for this community and this city, what it means to Austin. That's nice. Which I understand that's exactly nice. why he... I think it's almost paying homage. I think it's tipping the hat to, like, you know... Yeah, that's it, nice. It would kind of be like if somebody fucking clipped over the store. You mm. uh, you know what I mean? It, you, you it'd be let weird. It go. It's the store yeah. until it's not the store anymore. You know, How it's long like, is it the store, though? Well, you know... 
opening up a club out here, I thought for a while about doing a store out here. The comedy but, store in but Austin? But I was like, that's not the story. Ari talked me out of it. He's one of the reasons why. You He's listen like, to Ari? It, under Joe. Odd occasions. <laughs> More than I should. No, a lot. A lot, actually. I listen to him a lot. But um, he was like, it's, it's only the store if it's Mitzi. And I was like, fuck, you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of he truth said in that. He said that, I almost started crying. Yeah. I was like, fuck. You know, like, uh, I love the people that run the store, and I'll support the store, and I'll and um, I'll say this to all the people that are working there. I will continue. I'll put it on my Instagram. I'll talk about it on my uh, on my podcast. I love the store forever. But I want to do my own thing out here. Yeah. And I want to do my own thing in a way where I don't, I don't want to do it like a business. I want to do it like, I just want to do it the way it should be done. You know, like the club that I'm going to open up out here, the whole idea is just to support comedy. That's mm -hmm. the whole idea. It's like, I feel like baseball has been very, very good to me. Yes, it know? has, Sammy. Yes, you know it has. I mean? It's like, uh, comedy's been so good to me. It's like, I feel like uh, what I want to do out here is, I want to just do something where it just supports comedy. And I, I want to make it a safe place for wild people where you could just get wild. You could just have some fun. And yeah. I, want, I want you to figure it out. I want you to figure out this weird puzzle that is your own personality dynamics and your past and your life and your, your neediness and your weirdness and your need to be accepted and your need to be a part of a community and then just build this community that fully embraces everybody that tries to do that, fully embraces everybody who, like, here's our thing. Our thing is comedy. And, and if you're really committed to that thing, we're committed to you. Yeah. We're committed to you. We're committed to each other. We're committed to community. I want to I have great food for people that work there. I want, I want everybody to eat free. I want you to be able to come whenever you want. I want to pay people well. My goal financially is to break even. That's my whole goal. Right. So just not lose on it. That's all I want to do. How, and how, many, how big is it, by the way? I'll tell it to you. Yeah. It's all it's confidentiality shit. Some of it's been leaked, but a lot of it's wrong. Right. Like a lot of fake shit out there. Well, I want to talk to you about it because I'm interested about I, it. I can't tell too much about it, but I'll tell you everything. What is Off it? Do you, do you have a name for it? I'll tell you that later. Okay, great. I'm excited to hear about all of it. I mean, look, you sent me photos privately. Shh. I didn't show Shut them the off to fuck. anybody. No one saw. Everybody saw that you know. Nobody Stop saw. Lying. Nobody Your saw. Opening act. Uh, and, and nobody saw. He hasn't seen him. You can go mm. ask him in the hallway. If I showed him pictures, okay. he'll say no. Okay. That's how much. See, that's how much. Because you. you said to me, you said, "Don't show this to anybody." And I said, "I said, if you're sending me nudes, I have to send this around, ah, Joe. It's going to earn me God, some fucking God, money." God. No, but of course I didn't. No, it, it just uh, it's a new hope for for what's going on down here for you guys. I mean, look, you know, you were calling me, being like, "You got to move down here." <laughs> I can't, dude, because Dylan's down here. I can't be near Tim. You know, Why? I just can't. He's can't trying to be fuck near. you? Yeah, too too many times. It's like I get it, Tim. Like I'm down, but you are like, pretty hot though. Yeah, I'm sexy now. If I was a gay guy and I was quite portly, I'd be looking for a <laughs> quite portly. I would be looking for a, you know how like good a, of an album that would be. Slim, sexy, slim ginger redhead. boy. Yeah. His next album should be called Quite Portly. Quite Portly. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Tim. I I just uh, Tim's a monster. This place, uh, I don't belong. I can say that. I can feel it when I walk around. They look okay. at they look at me like, "Get out of here, you fucking asshole!" Okay. This place had this place is shut up, Jamie. Don't fucking laugh at me, He's, Jamie. You too. You walking around? By the way, I want to ask Joe. Joe, what Joe? What shoes? What number shoes Jordans are though? Just give me the number of when they came. The number. You think I fucking? Have I know, but give idea? me a guess. I don't know. He's up to what is he up to now? Thirty one. You could go one out of thirty. Sure. One, one out of 30, 30, 30. 30. 22. Uh, yeah, half of that. 
Those are the 11s. Those are iconic patented leather. When I, when we were kids. From 2011? Is that what no, it is? No, no, no. That's the number the 11th, 11 shoe. 11th shoe. Oh, okay. But but for us, when we were kids, those were, well, the original colors were the Bulls colors. And they were by far embedded in culture as like the the coolest shoe he had ever made. He put patent leather on basketball shoes. It was it was insane. Are those patent leather? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See those shiny? It's hard to tell under the table like that. Oh. But for but in these ice these blue the bottoms, ones. they're kind of yeah. tight. Oh, they're fucking so sick. I like those. I'd wear those. So, oh, you're gonna get Joe into some fucking Jays. I tried. <laughs> those he are tried. fucking dope. Jamie got me wearing some uh, slick running shoes. What do you get? What do you got? He's got. Well, well these I, are. Yeah, you got Air Maxes. These are Air Maxes. I saw the Maxes. <laughs> I love the. I love that you're rocking those. They're very comfortable. I got those in golf shoes. The '97 in golf very shoes. Very comfortable. Well, we got to get him into his. Uh, like you won't wear high tops though. No. No, see, that's the problem. They'll, Some of the best are high tops. they fuck you up if you try to kick somebody. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, they get in the way. <laughs> You're still kicking people, dude? Yeah, you don't want to... Well, in the streets? Here's the thing. Imagine <laughs> if all these years go by and yeah. uh, it comes a time where I have to fuck somebody up. Yeah. And I have high tops on. And I'm like, God damn it, Cheeto. You're going down? What have you done? <laughs> You're thinking of me the whole time you can't kick. I'd be kick. thinking of him. I'd be like, I can't even move right. My ankles are all what inhibited. Did, what did Chuck know? Did he have like cowboy boots on when he was doing that? Yeah, but cowboy boots are easy. Cowboy boots fly right off your feet, man. You know, the cowboy boots are designed to fly off. Do you understand yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Do you know so you that? you don't get stuck. Yeah, you don't get stuck in the, in the uh, what's those things called? Reins? No. That? No. That's Steer, the, stirrups? No. Yep, stirrups? Stirrups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I the way ran, cowboy I know a bit boots of work, out. they slip on and slip off. So if like a, a fucking horse is taken off and you get like flung off, boots your off. boot just goes flying off. That's like when you see someone getting a uh, motorcycle accident, their shoes always come fucking off. That's the first thing that they see is shoes. There was a dude on, on TikTok, had his rear view camera. And he was like talking to it, and he's like, "Look at how this asshole's following me so close." This bike was like kind of getting up on him. This yeah. heavy traffic. There's nowhere he to go. Brakes. Dude, he smokes him. His shoes go. F- All you see is his shoes go over the front of the car. Bro, that's so rude. <laughs> Why do people do that? <laughs> Honestly, it's so mean to laugh. It just, so you can tell rude. the dude got fucked up. But man, was it funny to watch. You don't just get fucked up. Like you, you might get fucked up for the rest of your life. There's no car around you. I know, dude. No, it was nothing awful. protecting you. It was awful. Well, we, I was talking uh, I was talking to my buddy the other night about that. He's riding around. I was talking to Norman about it, too, about bikes. And he, has, he rides around New York without a helmet. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? He is out of his fucking mind. I was mind, like, wear though. a helmet, you fucking but idiot. He likes being thrilled by yeah. like this idea. I like, like the danger. Gonna, living on the danger. I'm gay. Hey. Hey, you can't die if you're gay. You have a really good Norman. <laughs> That's my Norman. It's yeah. not bad. I did it to him. I, I, I did it uh, on my podcast. I did it to him, and he, still, he loves it. I'm There's ga- a podcast that just got released. It's uh, Giannis Pappas, Mark Norman, and Whitney Cummings, and I think they fucked. Oh, yeah. They all got fucked up. Yeah, yeah. He told all, me about it. they had an orgy or something. Yeah, yeah. He told me. No, <laughs> not, they were- Not really. She got she got drunk on- uh, She's got this kombucha- ketamine. Well, yeah. She is on ketamine. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> she's like, we got drunk on kombucha- It's a five and a half whatever. hour podcast. Yeah, they got fucking lit. You remember the days when podcasts, like, everybody was telling you it has to be an hour? Mm. That shit's changed. Well, how, what's your longest podcast? Ja- I don't know. Jamie, what is it? What do we well, think? I've done a few fives. Yeah, in my head, there's one that's 540-something. Is that Kevin Smith? No, there's one with Bert that was, like, t- two parts and long. You sat with that guy yeah. for five hours? We were hammered. Yeah, that's why. Couldn't get up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't fucking leave. I love Bert. I could talk to him for days. He's shooting his movie right now. Yeah, isn't that amazing? The machine. Do you know how many douchebags came out of the woodwork and were contacting Bert, hoping for a spot in that movie? Oh, uh, sure. I mean, come on, man. That's yeah. like anything. That's like that's a- that's what we're escaping out here. 
Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's none of that shit out here. They're going to follow you because of you. You're yeah. a fucking magnet. You're a it's, magnet. People are going to come not, out here. The the movie people, the TV mm. people, they're not coming. Well, look what... You, oh, yeah? Watch, watch, watch what hey, you what say. What are they going to do? Who there's the fuck... No they'll set up here. camp out here. They'll there's start no, shooting. There's no... <laughs> you think Texas won't give them tax breaks? There's no movies. Look up Look up the, the economic influence that you fucking changed out here. It will... It, you will draw more don't, than you know. Don't look that up. I don't want to no, know. He doesn't want to know. I did... Yes, the big news of... Added seats of Congress, one away from California, because of this. Two added to Texas, because of you, big dog. See, it's not directly that, but yeah, maybe it's oh. not because <sighs> butterfly fleck. This is this is all because of things. Have, because of things. I have a minor impact on dirt bags. There's a lot of <laughs> dirt bags moved here. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fucking people moved, and a lot of people have the idea to want to move here. Yeah. And you're a part of the conversation. If I'm, if you don't want all the credit, that's fine. I definitely don't get all the credit. It's not no, honestly. Like, okay, look, at it you moved here. Elon and his company moved here. Yeah. Other companies are progressively trying to get to Texas. But there's a lot of reasons. It's because California's so bad right now. I know. I know. I'm loving it. I'm sitting in the wildfire, baby. It's not the wildfire. It's the homeless invasion. Yeah, it's great. We love it. Good. I have them over for dinner now. Good. I go, fellas, jump in. I let them There's all in a, the fucking van. a guy van. who's a security expert who sent me an email yesterday showing me how um, things have been decriminalized uh, and some of the things have been literally invasions into your home yeah. by people who are intoxicated. So if someone invades your home and they're under the influence of drugs, so all you have to do is do coke and kick someone's door down. You're good. And literally they won't arrest you. Well, it sounds like it's I'm... It's so nuts. It's kind of fun. He was sending me this thing describing me like all these things, not describing just me, but he was it was a, basically, he's a security expert and it was a detailed analysis of all the problems that have incurred over the pandemic. And he said, it's like nothing we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Yeah, LA's a fucking nightmare right now. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was doing a show in Hollywood and I was like, this is the worst I've ever seen it since I moved. I mean, when I moved in 06 to LA, I remember the store was dark as fucking night. It was, it was gross and weird and negative and fucked up and sunset still was like a little fucked up and nasty. And they hadn't really, things hadn't started what to level out. What was 06 when I moved there. What time did you go to the store though? The store was good until 07. Mm, I don't I don't know about good, but I mean it was like I mean for an open micer it was still a fucking awful uh, 07 place. Seven is when I left, and yeah. that's when I started. I put on my when I moved. I moved in the winter of '06, so by '07 I was going around the store for mics a lot. I was poking around doing coffee shops and the uh, uh, room five and the Acme Theater and all that stuff. I think February of '07. That's when I got when, barred. That's when you got clapped out. Yeah, man, did they pick the right horse, huh? Well, it worked out in the long run. For who? <laughs> for them. Yeah. When I came back. Yeah, when you came shout back. Shout out to Adam Egget. I don't know him anymore, by the way. He's my friend. No, I don't know him. I don't know who that what is. What happened? No, I love him to death. I just saw him with Spade, and I was just so happy to fucking see is him. Is that why you don't love him? With Spade? You don't love Spade? No, I love Spade. Okay. Spade is, uh, no, Spade's a good, sweet. he's a sweet boy. He sends me voice texts a lot. He doesn't like to like text tech. Huh? He sends me only voice text. Don't make me listen to you talk. Oh, he wants me to hear his voice. He likes send that. Send me something I can skim over real quick. I'm at a red light. Thumb through. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm driving. I'm always reading when I'm driving. I don't read when I'm driving. I do, man. man. Fuck it. I don't. I you got to have a little people. risk. I you... don't fuck around. I have Apple CarPlay, and I never read text while I'm Please, driving. Please, you got a fucking car that drives itself. What do you care? The put, Tesla? Yeah, put yeah, it on auto and ride. I don't ever let it drive. Also, itself. I want to make fun of you a little bit because of this. You're driving that a lot. I've heard you're a big Tesla now. I love it. I know, but you're Why my making fun of it because you're a car guy. Well, you can't you can't just go all full in on the Teslas. Now. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't. Why you are got you this that? fucking Hennessy. You can, we still have to preserve. Nobody some car even knows guys. about the Hennessy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no one knows. No one I knows. Bought a, I'll tell you everybody. 
I bought a TRX. He calls it a mammoth, which is ridiculous. Tight. But he told I talked to John Hennessy, and he told me that the problem is that uh, Hennessy, like when they tried to like come up with names, like a lot of them were already taken. So he has the T like for the Raptor. He calls it the Velociraptor, and he he jacks up the horsepower. I like that. The 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 TRX already comes with 700 horsepower, and he made one that has 900 horsepower. <laughs> it is. The fucking dumbest thing I've ever driven in my life. That's my truck. It's awesome. It's so dumb, dude. It's so dumb. It's what it should in the best way. It should be dumb. It's a truck so is dumb. dumb. You should need a dumb. If you're gonna make, a, if you're gonna have a truck, make it dumb, dude. It's as fast as a Porsche 911, <sighs> and it's a truck. It's it's shocking. Like when you when you hit the accelerator, it's shocking. It's kind of like uh, the Jeep Trackhawk. You know about the Trackhawk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, a sexy same fucking car, right? It's the same engine, right? It's the Hellcat yeah, engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That to me is. I drove a Hellcat before they were ever even released. Shout out to my friend Matt Farah. Um, I had one on my Comedy Central special from 2014 when I filmed it at the Denver Comedy Works. He arranged it. Matt Farah hooked me up with Dodge, and Dodge gave me a Challenger, a Challenger Hellcat. Wow. It was like, so the intro to my uh, comedy special was me, high as fuck, wearing a NASA outfit, <laughs> asleep in a field, and I wake up and I jump in a Hellcat and I drive to the Comedy Works. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it's, uh, that was like before they were even released, I was driving that, that thing car, around that, Denver. That car is a bad fucking car. I just don't, I'm not in love with the design, the style of it for Challenger? Me. Yeah, I'm not in love. What are you, a communist? Chunk, too chunky, too chunky. It's fucking perfect. Nah, the old Chargers, to me, I think, the old Chargers <laughs> that had the body was more sexy. Well, a Charger's a different car, you fuck. Tra Charger and Challenger are almost they're, the same new no, body. No, they're not. The new body looks almost no, the same. No, they're not. Bring them up. Shut the fuck up. Look at how up. close they Listen look. Listen to me, dum-dum. Look at how close a they Charger's look. A Charger's a four-door, you fucking idiot. They have the same chunky no, ass no, and no, big no, fucking no, hood. No, 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 yeah, no, they do. No, no. Look they're, at them. They're hugely different. And the old Charger is the goddamn Dukes of Hazard card. Yeah, that's yeah. why. The old Look ones are beautiful. Go, show a picture of the 2021. Just the number of doors okay. is the only thing that's the Go difference. Go to images. Go to images. The there, most Jeremy. obvious difference is the door. Fuck, what are you that's talking it. about? They're very different. Just big, fat, chunky fucks. That's Shut all they your are. Mouth. Look at those chunky one fucking of them pieces of shit. The other one looks like a cop car. The, the one on the right is the Challenger. The one, the one on the the right here is the Charger. That's what you get if you have kids and you still want to pretend you have chunky, a fucking family car. Fucked up chunky cars with Shut these. Up. And look at these door. Look at these. Look at that door panel. Look at that bullshit oh, indentation. You're such a criminal. And look at the butt on the back of the fucking ch of you the go Challenger. To jail for this. Fuck this. You Fuck should go those to jail cars. For this. Fuck Dodge Challenger. Fuck Dodge <gasps> Chargers and Challengers. <laughs> I love the old ones. Everyone's gonna be like you motherfucker. They tried to do an homage to the old cars, and I think they nailed it. I like the uh, the fat ones with the wide body. Look at that one on the right. Look at that one on the upper right. Like right there. Get that bigger. Come on. You don't mm -hmm. like that? It just doesn't doesn't do it for me, if man. You don't like that? No, it doesn't do like, it for me like at all. Shit on. I like European sports cars. Sorry. I do too. I just think they're. I just think I I don't like American muscle. New muscle. Uh, I like old American muscle. What about a GT500? Have you seen the new Shelby GT500? Yeah. yeah look, you don't like that. Shelby's makes Shelby makes beautiful cars. I just it's not. I'm not American muscle guy. I like European sexy fucking Pull up a 2021 silver with black stripes Shelby GT500. First of all, you know I'm not driving around with stripes on my fucking car. You should. I'm not Let everybody know you're a racer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a quick guy. Beep, beep. I'm into going Fuck fast. That. To me, I want to go fast. To me, I like the sleekness of European speed. I Do think you it's know sexy that if you're not first, you're last? <laughs> what, what is, is this Ricky an Bobby? ad? Is this an ad for, no, for uh, Ricky Bobby. Talladega Nights? Yeah. yeah, I ain't first. Look left. at that! It's fine. Shut your fucking hole. Make that it's full screen. Fine. 
Come on, son. No, look, the Shelby. Fuck? Shelby makes it. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, That's the, only, the only problem with that is it's a Mustang. I'm gonna but buy outside one of right that, now. it's a nice car. The only problem is that. <laughs> What did you even <laughs> say? Bro, that's an amazing I car. I just like baiting you, bro. I just really like baiting you. That's an amazing you. No, Shelby car. makes a fucking beautiful <gasps> Look car. How pretty that is. Gorgeous, oh, man. I love it. Yeah, still Hottest a Hottest car in the lot. Still a Mustang. What does that mean? When you open the door, it goes bum, bum, bum. Still has a fucking... Do you no, not like, I like it. You don't like Mustangs? No, I don't are like Are you a Mustangs. snob already? Yeah. What are you going to do when you get really rich? I'm never going to get really rich. I'm going to stay low. I want to stay fly right under the clouds. Here's my thing. I like those cars. They're beautiful. My biggest beef with American muscle cars is the interiors look like fucking toys. That's they, not true. Yeah, they look like shit. Not anymore. American muscle cars on the inside, there's nothing sexy about their interiors. Is a Corvette a muscle car? Sure, of course. Okay. The inside, Pull up 2021 Corvette interior. It looks it's like gorgeous. A, it looks like shit. You don't know what you're talking about. It looks like shit. You're talking a lot. Pull it up and let's see it. Nonsense. I'm going to do. I'm gonna keep talking that fucking nonsense, straight dude. Out of your you butthole. fed me some sauce, and I'm going to go for it. <laughs> it's the Irish curse. <laughs> you give me the sauce, I'm going for the it. The Irish curse. Look at the inside of that fucking gorgeous. bullshit toy. Like a kid designed that. Like a fucking smart kid that's <laughs> going to figure out how that to get to the moon looks. quick. Look at how fucking dumb that looks. Please. Yeah, so dumb. It makes my dick hard. What are you saying? <laughs> you. It looks like a Why dumb toy. Dumb? Don't I, give me that right hand drive shit. Look at that. Look at that. Come stupid. On. Stupid. What are you what saying? What is that? that an gorgeous. iPad? What would you need that for? What is that? So you can see where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll by the way, I'll tell you what's the worst interior now. What? Your boy Elon's the Plaid Plus, the steering wheel they cut in half. I don't like that. What the fuck was I don't he thinking? Like that steering wheel. That's you know a why? bad idea. Because I drive like this. Everybody does. I put my hand on, you know why? I like to look at dudes on the side. What's up? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? That's why I don't tint my windows. You see me in this fucking car. Yeah. I don't want a 10 and 2. I don't know why he did that, because I genuinely wanted to buy one of those. I think his idea is that ultimately all cars are going to be autonomous. You're going to press a button, take me to I don't want that. Cheeto Santito's house. You don't want that gonna, either, though, right? I want options. Right. Yeah. But I don't want the car to get into just automatically I used to enjoy going go. home from the comedy store if I was a little bit tired, and I was driving home at night, like I did a late spot, and it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, I go, doo-doo. And I let it drive itself. Come on, that's terrible, bro. I'm not interested in that low steering, steering wheel. I like it to go over the top. But I think the idea is also you get full access to your screen. I know, but let me say this. Uh, my biggest beef with this thing, because I'm big on what the interior design, because I like design. I like cool interior Why design. Why does it have Netflix? Uh, he probably what is got, that? He got a check for that. Why does it show The Witcher? Who paid Who paid the mall? That's off? actually the game, not the... That's oh, the, the game? Not the, yeah, no, they put yeah, the game on the car. Oh, fuck. That's not a Netflix show? No, it's a I game. I mean, it is a Netflix show, I think, but that's But the that's game. the video game. A fucking game? Yeah. But this is my biggest beef. The cheapest Tesla, the three or whatever, is has the same interior as the top Teslas, too. No, it doesn't. Yes, they it's do. It's different. You can't upgrade shit on the inside. That's, you can. You what can. can you upgrade? You, well, you don't have to do it you with can. Tesla. Can, no, no, can no. Can Joe Schmo fucking Yeah, you home? send it to Unplugged. What is that company? It's a... Uh, they, they, there's an amazing company that's literally right outside the gates of the Tesla factory. I'm saying when you b build it online, you can't change shit on the inside. You can change the color of the seats and the color of the dash. That's it. Mm, I don't know. No, I've done it. I've tried. I built the car like no. three times, huh? Jamie knows he oh, built the car, car three times. Oh, I did. It. Someone's close. Just put carbon fiber. Bro, that looks dope as fuck. Yeah, I guess if you have no style. What? Fuck that. Jamie, what did you, what did you do to feelings? the inside of your car? You hurt my feelings. Bro, that looks dope. I bought Joe. Jamie his car. He didn't even order it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking liar. I didn't say you anything. You fucking liar. I withheld information. Jamie, I didn't you're lie. a fucking liar. What are you saying? As long as I've known you. you just happened? asked. He, I, said, I said, did you get it from Elon? He said, no, he made me buy it. My, he no, made me, that's not what you said. That's what you said. I said, 
We got it from Elon. No, you fucking liar. That's what I said. <laughs> you fucking liar. Jamie. Well, this is the fairness, best part of Jamie. He Jamie can get away was, with that. Jamie was about to buy one. Yeah. And I said, hey, are you buying a Model X? And he goes, yeah, I'm about to order. I go, don't, because I got you one. I had to tell him, but I would. I wanted him to get here and have the car with a bow on it. That's nice. But I had to. And you didn't want to tell me that version, huh? You wanted to be a cool guy walking around, showing off. He's just yeah. humble. This would have been no, the second not. time you Be- heard it. Behind he your back, it. behind your back, different guy. Ooh. Different guy. How's he different? Because he walked around when he walked in, when, before you were in the studio. Yeah. Before you showed up. Did he have fur coat? He, go- <laughs> he had gold <laughs> rings on and shit. <laughs> With the ponytail. Yeah. He takes the bun yeah. off. Oh, I take my grill out. He's letting his hair fly. You haven't seen my grill. Oh, you have a grill? Do no, you? No, no. <laughs> Don't. I want you to have a grill. And so do I. I want you to have a grill with fangs. I have so thought about I. coming in. <laughs> Two sharp ass fangs. Two sharp ass fangs with well, diamonds sharp, baby. in them. I have threatened to come in with uh, cornrows one Monday. No, bro, don't please know, don't do that. Do it. Yeah. Please Why don't. Not? Do. Go to Cancun and go Why get not? it done like get a t- cornrows. It hurts. That's yeah, it does. Okay. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, the, Justin Bieber's getting some shit right now. For what? He's got dreads. Oh God! Have you seen it? Dude, well, leave, here's can the they thing, leave folks, this fucking kid alone? This this idea that dreads are somehow or another cultural appropriation. Romans, the Romans had dreads. It's a sign of having dirty fucking hair. That's all it is. It's also, like dirty knotted hair. Are we all appropriating everybody's everything? Yeah. What, what does that yeah, even mean? This is like think, cultural appropriation again. Accused of cultural appropriation was. over his hair for dreading Dot, his fucking again. hair. This is CNN. Yeah. Oh my well, goodness. Well, uh, I just picked the first one because totally offensive. You know, every headline says something. Totally about offensive. It. Wait a minute. Go to that one. Click on that. USA Today. Totally. Oh, that's why I didn't do that. Eh, Fuck that. Oh, your ad blocker. Yeah. They want to sell you ads. Totally mm-hmm. offensive. I guess he had this before. Can I tell you something? Let me see that scroll. But let me see the uh, the actual headline. What does it say? Totally offensive in quotes. Justin Bieber accused of pro- cultural appropriation. Who wrote co- totally offensive? Who, who's that That's quote? quote Joe, know. I'm offended. It's probably I'm a me. Uh, post on the Instagram comment or something. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? USA Today uses an Instagram comment as the title. Is that how far we've fallen? Yeah. Well, look, by the way, go up for a second. Wait, go up, real, 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 Jamie. It says right there, swag's crazy, Jaden Smith commented under one of Bieber's posts. So, so his black friend... Who said, oh, this is cool. Hold up. They're still allowed to it's go. It's Will Smith's son. Oh, he's not black? I mean. Will Smith's not black. You're right. That's right. He's black. Yeah, so what do you mean he's black? Of course he's fucking black. But he grew up in a fucking so what? castle somewhere. He's fucking. His, if his black friend <laughs> if his black friend is like, I got you, I feel like that's your card. You go, my, my, they said I'm good. Is that what you do? If, if, if any of my black friends vouch for me on something I feel might be on the edge, I feel good. I don't give a fuck what other people say. Well. If any black guy I know says I'm good with whatever that is, if a black friend, if I if I said, "Yo, is this offensive to any of my fucking black friends?" and they said, "What are you fucking talking about?" Why would CNN matter to me or but USA as soon as Today? Not around. Like, what is Cheeto doing with dreadlocks? Who the Can fuck you imagine me with red fucking dreadlocks? red dreads? <laughs> it's Pippi Longstocking. No, what is it? What's, no, what's his name? Alexei Lawless. Didn't he have dreads? Look at that re- that rose on his neck. But here's the thing. I give that kid a Leave giant pass. Leave this fucking kid alone. I give that kid a giant pass the same way I give Miley Cyrus a giant pass and Demi Lovato a giant pass. They grew up famous, and you can't do that. It's not right. It's like it's like mixing cement without enough water. It right. doesn't work. Too thick. You grow crazy. Well, here, here's my thing. I've said this about him. When I The first thing I ever did was punk. That was the first thing I ever did. And we worked with this kid, and he was on... This was 12 years ago or whatever. He got the most shit back then. 
all they did was pick that fucking kid apart. And he's tried over the years to try to reinvent himself. And he's a really good kid. I've, he's not a bad kid. No, at he's all. a good kid. I've known him for a decade. And he's plus. fucking talented. He's really talented. Every fucking move he makes, they're going to criticize. So he doesn't care anymore. But but my problem is they find stuff every single couple of years to try to bug him about because they want to find a hole in him. Well, it's that, but He's it's a also human. what we were talking about at the beginning of the show about clickbait stuff with journalism. Yeah. They need to make money. Right, it's like, money. Like, no one buys newspapers. Right. So the only way you can get a lot of people to click on something is you got to kind of be outrageous. Justin Bieber's racist. I mean, it's just like, whoo, whoo, these key words. Totally offensive. Right. Like, some Instagram commenter is literally the opening line. Right. Some random person. Means that might nothing. be a Russian troll. They right. might be in a fucking warehouse somewhere typing in, what is it, acrylic? Is that stuff called? Mm, yeah. Uh, What's that shit called? I think that's. I think you're right. Acrylic. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows what the fuck? No. They might acrylic to English dictionary. What like, do you think the percentage of bots are on Twitter and Instagram? Truly, though, what are fake Russian? Every bots? time I post, the fucking whole thing is filled with bots until regular people start commenting. Yeah. That's, I want yeah. to. I want to. I wonder if they could even it's regulate wild. the percentage. It's got to be 30 percent of bots. I, I did an experiment about a year ago where um, I posted something and then I just kept clicking and took how much time it took before I saw a real comment. Because I, I was just, I was like, because Jamie, when was it? Do you think that I started getting like all those bots? Like, uh, I need something long and hard. Well, you know, I, like, I'm pretty sure. How do I delete a story? You is know, like, when. Right. Uh, they allowed the ability for uh, <clears throat> PC users or Windows. There's like a Windows app for Instagram because like you could make a, you could then create the, the script or the bot right. on a computer to do it. Before Instead that, of using a phone. You wouldn't need a phone. Right. Because yeah, yeah. it used to only be phone. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Up and until a certain time and then they opened up the platform. So I remember um, I I got a text message from my friend goes, what's up with the fucking bots on all your comments? And this was long after I had sort of sworn off of reading comments. So mm -hmm. I was like... What do you like? What? It, how many? Um, the he goes all. It's all your fucking. All your comments are these bots. So then I started reading these bots. I go, what is this? And I would go to the page, and it would be like four pictures of a girl's ass and some weird link that you click, where they immediately <laughs> get your fucking credit card it information. Says, don't click here if you don't want to come. That's every <laughs> single. <one. laughs> That's every single one. But dude, it took like ten seconds before a real comment showed up. Right. And in that ten, I kept clicking, refresh, 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 and in. In that time there was hundreds of bots but so I'm like okay this has to be profitable but how oh it is how is it profitable it's just like people that are so fucking stupid they're like whoa she really is alone yep she really is lonely in she's fact, a long bots, hard dick the bots have gotten so fucking good now like I've even seen if a bot will comment on my page I just I, automatically I like see it it'll come up and I'm like alright fucking gone if you click on these bot pages now not like that anymore. They're 50 to 100 pictures, generated photos, and they have other bots that comment on their pages, but they're trying to, the algorithms are trying oh. to create them so they say real shit, like, see you in Texas next month, girly. Like, oh, so then you go to that, you go, yes. oh, I'll follow her, look Correct. at that ass. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting advanced as fuck. Oh. And people are doing it. Why wouldn't yeah. some some lonely dude? You think you're not going to trick? I mean, anytime you see a commercial late at night, you know, like you're watching TV late at night, and you're like, who's buying this fucking bullshit? Right. Who is buying this? Fucking Millions bullshit? of humans. The same guys that are sucking into these fucking bots. They exist. There's a fuckload of them. What a weird world. What a weird world. It's Do you brilliant. know New York just made prostitution legal? 
I'll be touring around New York <laughs> this winter. Is that real? I'm looking. I hope so. I read, I read something about that. God, I hope that's... The, you know what? Finally. Well, look, everyone's so positive sex oh. work now. So This is how little research I do. Let me explain to you how little research I do. Yeah. Manhattan to Manhattan stop to prosecuting. stop prosecuting prostitution, part of nationwide shift. Way to go, Cyrus R. Vance Jr. Nationwide. Look at that guy. You know he can't wait to get his dick sucked. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah, I oh, myself oh, don't look, get look prostitutes. Look how hard he's gripping that podium. Like, eventually I'm going to get free. He, hasn't, he hasn't come in years. He can't wait to get a hooker. That's, he's going to do amyl nitrate. He's going to bust one of them capsules <laughs> under his nose. <laughs> ah! this, this shoot giant. So that just Tommy means, that just means they won't. They won't. Prosecute you, but they'll bust you, but they won't no. charge you, right? No, they won't arrest you. They won't arrest you. Well, it says prosecution, so they can they can break up something, right? But they can't. Like they can. What does that mean? Because I think prosecute means to the full. Like uh, what? Uh, it's just what? like fun. I'll let you read. It. He now he's looking at hookers. <laughs> phone, phone. The attorney Cyrus R. Vance Jr. <laughs> asked a judge Wednesday morning to dismiss 914 open cases involving prostitution and unlicensed massage. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the first that's one. hilarious. That's, that's, get a I'm going to rub people, but I need to go to the government first. Yeah. Along with 5,080 cases in which the charge was loitering for the purpose of prostitution. Uh, the law made the loiter the la- latter charge a crime, which had become known as the walking while trans law. Hmm. What? Yeah, that's what I was like. Well, you know why is that good, walking while, while do you know, trans? Do you know what that's based on? Well, like walking while black. You know that. Do you know that phrase? I thought it was about Jim Norton. I mean, that is. <laughs> <laughs> the announcement represents a substantive shift in substantiative. That's a weird word. Substantiative. In I know, Manhattan but Manhattan district. Substantive, substantive. Look how it's look how Sub, it's spelled. Substantive. How do you, you say it, me. Jamie? Substantive. substantive. But it's not titive. It's tiv. Substantive. In Chicago, we run through it. Substantive. Substantive. Having substance. Substantive. 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 We'll be right back with three idiots trying to read here on Joe Rogan Experience. In the Manhattan District Attorney's approach to prostitution, many of the cases uh, Mr. Vance moved to dismiss dated to the 1970s and 80s? What? Holy shit. What? Cases? Cases from the 70s? Who's locked up for sucking dick from the 70s? (laughs) Jesus, let that guy go. (laughs) I was just trying to have fun. When the New York waged a war against prostitution in an effort to clean up its image as the center of iniquity. What's that word? Inequity. No, but it's not inequity. It's iniquity. Oh, right. It's not inequity. What is that word? I I know what vice is. It's a fucking website. But what's it? (laughs) Immoral or grossly unfair behavior. Iniquity. Grossly unfair if you suck someone's dick for money? A den of iniquity. Seems pretty fair to me. A den of iniquity. Ooh, immorality. A synonym is impropriety. Maybe I should call that my, that's my that's new, your next special name, name from a comedy club. Iniquity. Over the last decade, we've learned from those who, those with lived experience, and from our own experience on the ground. Uh-huh. Criminally prosecuting prostitution does not make us safer, and too often achieves the opposite results by further marginalizing vulnerable New Yorkers. Oh, good for him. That's 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 really wise, and I hope they apply that same logic to drugs. Yeah. Including patronizing sex, work, sex workers, promoting prostitution, and sex trafficking. Okay. Hmm. Listen, man, I'm all for people having freedom, and I think if it's legal to be a gold digger, it should be legal to be a hoe. Yeah. Right? Get out of here, Jamie. 
He's I agree, but I agree with that. He's gonna go shave his head and come back to freak us out. <laughs> I hope he does. That's like I learned what this means. Do you know what this means? What'd you just do with your hand? Watch this. This? Yeah. Okay. Let me tell everybody what you did. You made a fist with your knuckle under your fingers Correct. instead of over your fingers, which is how my kids thought you're supposed to punch people when I was first teaching them karate. Bad move. <laughs> Bad move. Break your whole fucking wrist. So this, if you see, I'll fuck somebody up like that. But this, like with your with your knuckle in, yeah, with I'll your fuck you up like that. You want to box? Let's go. I mean. It won't be you think best. I'm scared to box you, Joe? It won't be my best. The fans know. Let's it go. It won't be my best punches. <laughs> no, the worst punches. <laughs> Every time it's hurt. It's like hitting a baseball in the winter. It's fucking Ow! stingers, bro. Ow! This Ow! means this. Okay, you open your palm. If you see a okay. young woman, open her palm, put her thumb in her palm, and close over her fingers. I'm dead serious. I because I looked at this article. This means sex trafficking. This means I'm being trapped. Oh. If you see this in public, this is a real thing. It's all over the internet now. If you see a woman fold her thumb and do this. This means I'm being sex trafficked. I'm being held captive. Internationally, it's the international symbol for I need help. Where's Jamie when we need him? He's I know, out there he's fucking pissing like a loser. We'll when talk he comes about back, we're going to talk about that. How did you learn that? On the internet, I was I was watching a video. Is that the same people that think that this means white power? Well, it does. What? It means okay. I was at the meeting. But I, just, I said, yeah, I was one of the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I said yes. <laughs> Jamie, we got to look something up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Cheeto was saying that the eyes uh, have it. there's a thing, there's a symbol. Well, ask a, if he knows. Do you know what this means when you take your finger, you put your thumb under your fingers and make a fist like that? If you saw a woman in public do this, do you know what that means? I've been seeing something like there's some sex trafficking thing Boom, going on. see, he does know. Wow. Told you. Welcome to the party. Yeah. How do I miss out this? So I was telling this is what happens when you stay off social media. You know, no, you know what it is, though? I'm, it, I'm so behind the loop. It's the, but here's the, here's the, the curve. Here's the trick. When you go into a bathroom in the airport, you know how it says, call this number if there's sex trafficking and all that stuff? Don't you think the sex traffickers see that? They're not letting the kids go to the bathroom. They're not letting these girls go to the bathroom then at the airport. They don't give them phones either, right? What the fuck? Yeah, what do you mean? What, that's never going to help them. But this is why. This is why they invented this. Seriously, uh, he wants to see it on, see where we, but it's, <clears throat> it's, it, this, if you ever see a woman in public do this to you, if she's with men, a group of men, it means I'm being sex trafficked. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and go fuck that, those dudes up. Beat the that, shit out of those dudes. But don't do it like this. Don't no, put, don't hide your, don't put your knuckles in your, <laughs> <laughs> don't put your thumbs in your wrist. thumbs. Right. So this wow. means this means I'm being yeah, signal for violence. The violence at home. Right. Oh, it, violence at home as right, well. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 just, it's all the so above. So it's some sort of violence for women. So a woman to signal that she's in danger. Right. It means there's sexual abuse or physical abuse happening and I need your help. Fuck. So, so I mean yeah, it's on a video call too. So it's like we're, there's a couple like uh security Things that have been caught where a girl gets taken in somewhere, and yes. like the guy goes to the bathroom, and she's like playing, like, "Give me a pizza." And they're like, "Pete, what do you want a pizza? This is a vet. We talking about a pizza." Correct. They like, call. They'll call nine one one, and they yeah. order. You're supposed yeah. to order a pizza. Is another code. You call nine one one, and you go, "Hi, yeah, Domino's," and they're like nine one one. You're like, "Yeah, but what if some dude answers the phone doesn't give? Hello, nine one one. I'm ordering a pizza. You got the wrong number, dummy. Or he's like, me too. What do you want? I'll order one for both of us. Yeah, I I'll like ship pepperoni. It to the house. <laughs> do, you like, do you like mushrooms with your pepperoni? Right, that's the code is either order a pizza. I've seen that on the internet a lot now. I wish pepperoni and mushroom pizza was good for you. How is it not, though? Because it's bad for you. Well, but tell me what's bad about it. Gluten. Okay. <laughs> cauliflower We're crust. drinking whiskey, smoking cigars. Cauliflower crust. <laughs> yeah. Again, you fucking communist. <laughs> Cauliflower crust? I didn't crust? invest it. You don't, invent it. You, you, I've heard of it. Are you investing in cauliflower crust I again? I'm not investing in He's it got either. Bitcoin and cauliflower crust. NFTs. I feel like if you're going to have pizza, you should have pizza. Like if you're going to have ice cream, you should have ice cream. 
Real ice cream. That being said, I do fuck with gelato very hard. Yeah, but gelato's great. It's, it's like a so kind good. of ice cream, right? I, uh, but I'm too dumb to know. What is the difference <clears throat> between gelato? I'm a stupid person. What is the difference? But I, when I have it, I know it's better than ice cream for some reason. No. Ben and Jerry's? Come I'll on, take Chunky gelato. Monkey? I'll Get take gelato. fuck out of I'll here. I'll take gelato any day of the Did week, Joe. Did you just Joe. say you take gelato over Ben and Jerry's? 100%. 100%. Gelato. The flavors of gelato are just as endless, and it's smooth and creamy. It's never too hard and too cold. Gelato is perfect. We sound like uh, Joe DeRosa and, you know, him and fucking uh, Sal Volcano have a show called, T they just argue food for an hour called really? Taste Buds. Yeah. They just yell at each other. DeRosa <laughs> That's just- That's their show? Yeah. It's called Taste Buds. It's fucking great. They just argue for an hour over- About over food? Every, but it's that. It's this kind of thing. It's ice cream versus gelato. It's yeah. it's pancakes versus waffles. Why don't you move here, dude? What are you doing fucking around in LA? Buy me a fucking Tesla in a house and I'll move here. I will. You Will you? Really? Okay, do it. Yeah. Buy me a Tesla in a house and I'll move here. Really? Yes. Okay. If you do it, I'll do it. I'll move here. Okay. But I want to be near you. I'll buy you. you a house in East LA. No, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, nice tent for you. He didn't tell me where to buy your house. I'll buy your house you know, in the I want shittiest one, fucking neighborhood. I want, what's the worst Not neighborhood LA, here? East LA is the shittiest yeah. neighborhood. What's the, the shittiest neighborhood? I, I, what's the shittiest neighborhood here in mm. Austin? Is there a bad one? Uh, there's some sketchy spots where all the homeless people live, but... They're, they're, they're planning on cleaning that up in some way, but there's a lot of like uh, bleeding hearts that don't want them to end the camping ban. Tent law, right? They have tent. We have tent. We have <sighs> they're tent. They're trying to. They, they, that's real soon. They're going to vote on this. And, you know, unfortunately, like banning people from camping is not the entire solution. The solution is providing them housing and then also providing them some sort of a window to re enter society. You have to help them. But here's the problem with that. But I'll, and I'll say this from a personal note. Someone that we know, on a personal note, works in this field. I don't need to, to say it. The, the L.A. tried to institute this hotel. Uh, it's called um, Keys for Change, maybe, I think that's what it's called, where they were, they were implementing during the pandemic hotels that were had no occupancy, that, right. that the city was subsidizing these hotels, giving them money so homeless and, and people with mental health issues and drug addictions could stay in these hotel rooms, right? Right. At, at, a, at, um, you know, at a cost to the hotel and you know, they would get paid from the city. They then found out, you can look up the articles about it, so many of these fucking chains were not giving any of these rooms to people and they were keeping the money. It was oh. like, so my, my beef with really? any of this stuff, yes, it's the same thing as, as some, someone I know works with LAUSD. The school system is fucked for these same reasons. The money is being thrown into these areas, but it's being thrown by, by this big blanket. There is no specific way so when we say stuff like i want to help these people i want to get them off the problem is the bureaucracy of these fucking systems is way too big and they don't really work that's the beef so it would take a small smaller chunky entities that, that get this thing done instead of you know how do we get these guys off the fucking street la tried and then these hotels were liars and then they you, fucking caught them you want to get your mind blown give it to me how much do you think la spent on homelessness in 2020 oh my god take a guess I just am, for the sake of it, a half a billion. Wow, you're pretty close. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. How much is it? 400 something million. Right. right. But here's the thing Coleon Noir was on the podcast and he's a lawyer, you know, gun, yeah. gun advocate. You know who he is? I've, well, I know from the podcast. He told me that he went to San Francisco and he was speaking to someone and he was saying, like, like they need to up the budget. They need to figure this out. He goes, no, no, you don't understand. Because the budget's huge. Right, it's not he the goes, budget. that's not what the problem is. The problem is it becomes a bureaucratic institution and then a bunch of people 
that's their job is to deal with the homeless situation and they never deal with it. They never fix it. They right. just keep working and they get paid. And then they keep this institution going. And every year, they we need more money. Correct. And it just keeps going up and up and up. LA dedicates $1 billion to fight homelessness. What so does that gonna, even fucking they're gonna mean? They're going to fight it. They're going to go out there <laughs> and they're going to fuck these thumbs, people up. Thumbs inside. Yeah. Something, <laughs> thumbs inside. That, what is that fighting homelessness? They should take the same people that are fighting the war on drugs and fight the war on homelessness right. and then lose at both of them. Yeah, lose both wars. <laughs> By the way, you know what that reminded me of to read? That was bum fights. Do you remember bum fights? I do remember bum Wild fights. Wild as shit. They would just pay those guys in Vegas to slug it out. Yeah. And I remember how fucked up they got. They got, they got really lit up online. They got criticized. But their whole thing was all these homeless dudes were like it's fucking great they're giving us money they're feeding us giving us a place to live we're loving it the juxtaposition was they were doing more for homeless than the city would ever fucking do that was the irony it was so fucked up to publicize these fights and to profit from it but they were paying these guys and giving them they were like oh they're willing to fucking scrap it out on the streets and then it became well they also paid a guy to pull his own tooth out with a fucking pair of pliers it was a it was an old tooth it it was fucked up. It needed to come out. Are you sure? No, but you know we'll stick we'll stick by that. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <coughs> that know video was the wild. Craziest shit was felony fights. Mm. What you know is what this? Felony? It's a cigar. Felony fights. But is the weed in it or no? What do you think? Well, because otherwise I'm not going to inhale it. if it's not. Oh, there we go. There yeah, we go. There we go. Uh, felony fights. You remember felony fights? Did no. You see those? They were no. the worst. They would pay guys to have a fucking fist fight to the death in a fucking orange orchard. <clears throat> what? Oh my god, it was I've horrible. I've never heard of this, this shit. One guy, this one guy beats the fuck out of this other guy. One guy who knows how, this Mexican kid who knows how to fight, fights this white kid who definitely doesn't know how to fight. They both <laughs> just got out of jail. That's the title. And they talk about where they went to jail and what they were in for, and then they fight. And the Mexican dude catches this dude with a punch, knocks him out, and then the guy goes down. And as he goes down, the guy starts kicking him in the head, and then he just drops giant knees on his face. Oh, bro. While he's unconscious. They don't mm. stop the fight at all. And the dude's out cold, just getting blast in the head and he starts snoring like it's why are you laughing because because i saw it in my head the cartoon image of a guy like it's so it's so rough terrible and as a guy who's seen a disproportionate amount of people get fucked up right like if you wanted to go throughout human history and say how many people have you seen get knocked the fuck out how many people have you seen get blasted unconscious Mm. I am in the one one hundredth of one percent of all the people that have ever lived. You've seen the most. Is cl- there's in, a few other person. people like me, like Mike Goldberg and John Anik and DC and right. And, and, but and I'm saying Dominic your core Cruz. group of guys. I have seen more people get knocked the fuck out than almost anybody that's ever lived. You guys' reaction, you and Annex's reaction was hilarious, by the way. Dude, I never stop loving it, man. I never stop I loving know. that sport. I when know. someone rises, like Thug Rose or Kamaru Usman or someone, when someone rises to the occasion, I will never stop loving it. I've been doing this shit for so long, and I, I, can't, I can't help myself. I will say, when we were on tour and we would go do a show in the UFC the next night, I will be genuine. Like, watching you as a friend, watching what you would do, your, the way you would act... The day of the fight was very interesting to see from from an inside outside. Like, I'm inside because we're friends, but I'm outside because I'm still a spectator and I'm watching the sport and loving it. You, the excitement you had day of is similar to how it felt when we were doing shows. Like you were still, it wasn't like a job. To, it just still, it doesn't feel like a job. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, it's not a job. Like I'm doing it because I need a check. Because a lot of guys do, man. Yeah, no, it's not. <clears throat> a lot of guys, it's like, yeah, I'm fucking going along with the thing. No, I don't have to work there anymore if I don't want to. No you know shit. What I mean? It's like <laughs> the the idea is, uh, it's when I do it, 
like no bullshit. I I realize that these pe- fucking people have poured their life into this. The yeah. last six, eight, twelve weeks, whatever the camp's been, and then they're all their years of training, their, their whole life of training. They that's their moment, man. I right. want to I want to honor it. I want to I want to make it more exciting for people at home. Well, the respect. The respect is just heavy, and you gained it gained a respect for me because look, before you, before we became friends, I liked the sport. I just never knew enough about it, or never really got into it. I was like, no, I like it, but I didn't know much about it. Well, th- you've seen it live, though. Well, I've seen, seen it. it I've seen it behind your shoulder, which is fucking insane. You know how many people are like, s- want to kill me for those seats? I mean, they <laughs> fucking slit my throat to be there. I've seen it over your shoulder. For listening to you call it right there behind, it's a special thing. Did you ever see the video where there's a fight going on? It was Nate Marquardt. I forget who he's fighting, but he's fighting, and in the middle of his fighting, when the camera turned to them, Ari and Duncan, because they were behind me, <laughs> oh, yes. so they real they had the monitors. So I have yeah. monitors, right? Yeah. And the monitors in front of me show them what's on television, <laughs> and they started making out. Yeah. So in the middle of it, look, they started, <laughs> they started full on, full on making out because they know they were on camera. I fucking love, <laughs> I fucking love Duncan so but much. That was the same sort of situation. <laughs> I think it's Brad Tavares. Is that Brad Tavares? <laughs> who's Brad fighting? Is Nate Marquardt and Brad Tavares? I think that's who it is. I'm pretty sure it's Brad. Wait, oh, um, I wanted to ask you this. In the Usman fight, yes. When when he's down and he keeps clipping him, do you think that should be stopped or that's okay? The referee has to pull him off because he kept he clipped him a few more times after it's he was super necessary for him to hit him a few more times. It's super necessary. I'm asking. I'm gonna I'm, look. Here's the my reason. You don't know what I'm saying. Super necessary is like when Masvidal knocked out Ben Askren. He yeah. hit him with a flying knee and he punched him a bunch of times on the ground. And the reporters asked him, "Is it necessary? Oh, super necessary for you to keep punching him like that?" He goes, "Oh, it's super necessary." Right. So right. Masvidal, like you reap what you sow, and he, to his credit, Masvidal is a fucking gangster yeah. to his credit he got ko'd and he said i'm a big fan of that punch that knocked me out yeah that's huge he said that he said that he said he was a big fan <laughs> of kamaru usman landing the perfect punch and knocking him out for the first time in his yeah. career also when i interviewed him after the fight which people are like you said you weren't going to interview people after the fight i don't even know what's happening like when i was in a trance like everything was so crazy and you guys are right yeah i did say that i wasn't going to interview people after the fight but guess what i'm glad i did yeah because whether it was Zhang wei li or whether it was askrin uh, or um rather uh, masvidal getting ko'd like that like masvidal had the classiest response i've ever experienced with a guy talks so much shit Hyped up a fight, did what he did, fought his hard off, got knocked the fuck out with one punch, and was all class. All class. But isn't that, do you feel like that's over the years? Don't you feel like a lot of people have turned on that class thing of like, because the fighting is so respected now? Like, At the end, they do. Isn't they, Cerrone like that? Oh, for sure. But, but that's my thing. Is like some both of the things. So like Cerrone yeah. is like that before fights. He likes to hug people before fights. Donald just loves to fight. He doesn't have to hate you to I know, fight. When we walked up and we said hi, you introduced me to him. We were in like Atlanta or some shit. I don't even remember. And I was like, how you feeling? He's like, Good man, this is this is the greatest thing I've ever done. I was like, he was so happy, like smiling Loves ear to it. ear. He was so excited. He, there was no nerves. You can't fake being Donald Cerrone. No, you can't fake. He's that. a he was a real he's, he's a real American ass motherfucker. Original. Yeah, dude, he's a real motherfucker. He's an American original. Like what that he enjoys fighting, win or lose. And you know he's yeah. lost before. Like um, he had a fight with Anthony Pettis, and it was like a real close fight. And I kind of thought he should have got the nod, and a lot of people did too. But it was real close. And afterwards, he's like, hey, you know me, man. I fucking love this shit. Like, he really did. He loved it. <laughs> he goes it. back to the farm and just lives his fucking life. He just loved that he had a great fight. It was a great fight. Yeah. Real fucking 
But I, I guess what I'm saying is like back in the day when there was all this criticism of UFC when people didn't know what they were talking about, the idea was, oh, all these guys are just fucking animals. And now the fighting is so respected. It's so there's so much respect. I feel like every time I hear in interviews, 99% of the guys show love even when they get fucked up. There is I don't I don't I rarely hear the asshole putting on the show afterwards. It's it's there's, rare. There's two different things that go on before the fight. There's like sometimes there's a lot of trash talk. Well, yeah, there's chirping. That's to hype up the fight. Sure. And Conor McGregor is the greatest of all time at hundred percent. There's no one better. Conor McGregor. Chael Sonnen is under recognized. He's number two. Yeah. In my opinion, because Chael Sonnen, like he would fight guys and you kind of didn't think he was going to win, <laughs> but you still you still were willing. You were willing to Anderson Silva. You absolutely suck. And the whole audience goes. <laughs> yeah. He brought Chael Sonnen brought legit. Like top of the food chain pro wrestling antics to real MMA fights, and he made a fuckload of money because of it. And he hyped up some fights because, like, if you really, uh, I'm all due respect for Chael Sonnen. All due respect. I think he's a gangster. I mean, he's talking about a man who submitted world champions like Shogun. Chael Sonnen's a bad motherfucker. He is a bad motherfucker. And people who don't think he's a bad motherfucker, watch his fight with Nate Marquardt when Nate Marquardt was at the top of his game. And Chael Sonnen ragdolled that dude in a wild, crazy, bloody brawl. He got cut open. Like, Chael Sonnen's a bad motherfucker. But very few people thought he was going to beat John Jones. Including, including me. Including yeah. me. I was like, okay, he talked a lot of <laughs> shit. Let's see how long this lasts. John Jones is... John a bad, Jones is a bad, bad he's a man. He's a bad man. He's not just a bad man. He's maybe the baddest man of all time. He's scared. He's fucking would scare the shit out of me. He's so good. He's so good. It's yeah. so he's so good in every way. He's not just so good physically in his ability to execute. He's so good in his ability to assess where he's at in a fight, and he's so good at turning on the gas in the last rounds. The Dominic Reyes fight. That was a tough fight for the first three rounds because Dominic Reyes was teeing him up in the first three rounds. Dominic was moving very well, and he was like he rose to the occasion. But John Jones turned that fucking heat up in the fourth and fifth. He did the same thing to Alexander Gustafson. He finds a way to win. No one's ever beaten him. You got to understand the the fucking the amount of opposition that guy's faced from the jump. He went right into the UFC. I forget he fought a Brazilian gentleman. I forget the guy's name. Ragdolled that dude. He fought Stefan Bonner. Ragdolled him. He made his way up the up the ladder just smashing people mm. smashing people he has one loss and that was it's not a real loss it was disqualification because he was smashing Matt Hamill and they said that he did a 12 to 6 elbow oh. and the referee is like openly criticized for that decision and stopping that fight there because John was completely dominant in that fight and they gave the, re the the decision to Matt Hamill so John smashed him beat the fuck out of him and lost his win money it's a dumb rule like if you can elbow someone like that you should be able to elbow someone like that it's debatable you know you could debate all kinds of things look in pride they didn't even allow elbows pride thought that elbows cut people up and it's too easy to land on the ground so they only wanted punches on the ground is there any truth to that no no, just like one FC, you can knee in the head on the ground. But I'm saying, does do elbows cut people up more? Of course they cut people up. Right. But it's a valid technique. So does right. a shin. Right. If I kick someone in the face, it cuts their face if you get up. If you have to get rid of one, you have to get rid of all of them then, right? Well, it's it's there's weird rules. Because like, why are the most vulnerable weapons on your body covered? Which is your hands. Mm -hmm. Your hands are the most... Like, look how much that moves. Yeah. Like, look at my hand. Look at all that movement. You yeah. don't want that in a weapon. You want... This. Yeah, stiff. You want a knee. <laughs> yeah. You want a shin. Right. You want an elbow. You want... I can do that with my elbow. That doesn't bother me at all. Right. 
this doesn't bother me at all. It would bother that me. That would hurt my hand. Yeah. If I did that with my hand, that would hurt. Right. This is a vulnerable weapon. So this is the only weapon we wrap and pad up. But then you let someone kick someone in the fucking head. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's wild as you shit. Know, the, I, the idea is it's harder to kick someone in the head. And well, it is. It is, right? It's definitely harder to kick someone in the head than punch them. Right. But you get punched so much. And in, in some ways, it's unrealistic because it's too easy to just tee off on someone full blast with padded knuckles because it protects your hands. Because if your hands are bare with no tape, no nothing, mm. you can break them. You can break. If you've watched those bare knuckle fighting championships. Oh, dude, it's so. Is this what's the bare fight. knuckle shit? It's just felony fights. <sighs> you want to watch it? This guy gets. I'm not going to say this no. This is the one. I'm not going to say right. no. Watch it real up. quick. Watch it real quick. And then we'll go back to talking about. Oh, this is. This is more than one people at a time. Yeah, it's 2v2. Oh, that's crazy. Look at this guy kicking this guy the in the kicks, head. The kicks. The kicks. He runs over. Right here. Watch. Fucks the other dude up. Bam. And he kicks that guy and kicks that Jesus. Guy. Yeah. Comes those soccer kicks to the head like that, knees to the head like that, and stomps. Doom. That is like literally the worst oh. thing you could ever do to a person. I gotta be honest though, his cold. his form, the kick is great. Uh, the Chicago Bears are looking for a new kicker. Can we get this guy's number? Maybe he's got great great form. He's talking shit even after he's, he's fucked them shit, all up. He's talking shit, but he's not even helping his buddy. His buddy's like <laughs> his buddy's in the middle good. of. Oh, okay. Oh, the buddy's winning. The buddy's winning. Go. Oh my god, this, Jesus, this is awful. Awful. Yeah. The yeah. fact they did two on one, this is crazy. Yeah, this is. Brutal but look, shit. they won't kick him in the balls. Respect. He's tapping out too, and he wouldn't let go. Boom! Bam! I don't know. Nah, yeah. he lost, lost <laughs> Felony six fights years. is rough. It's yeah. rough. Not a fan. But not a fan. If you watch those bare knuckle fighting championships, that's the newest thing they do. Pay per views. I've seen. You know yeah. what's the saddest things? Like two of the hottest women that have ever fought in MMA are now fighting in bare knuckle fighting championships. Well, one was Paige Van Zant. Oh yeah, I know Paige Van Zant. Super hot. Yeah. Right. And uh, all due respect and shout out to her husband Austin Vanderford, <laughs> who's a bad motherfucker <laughs> as well. Uh, but. You know, he knows she's super She's hot. gorgeous, yeah. And then Rachel Ostovich. I don't know who that she is. She just signed with, she might be as hot as a human being can get. Well, let's bring they just her up. Get, they just get different. Right. They, they don't get hotter. They just get different. You know <laughs> what I mean? There's it. a level of hot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you yeah. fucking mean. Well, this lady, she just signed with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, and you're like, wow. What's the money like? Is It, it must is, be substantial. It's got to be, right? Go, go with a picture of her. That, don't give me a picture of her out to fight. Give me some booty pictures, son. Oh, Go to her Instagram. Okay. Go to her fucking Instagram. I know Van Zant. I've heard of her. I don't. I don't know who this uh, is. She got cut from the UFC recently, but she's built like a fucking nuclear missile. He's just like Jesus Christ. Good fighter too. Very good fighter. Real, real good jujitsu. Real good. Uh, yeah. yeah. See what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You don't get hotter. You, you just, just get, get different. different. There's levels. Um, but yeah. they both. The, here's the thing with bare knuckle fighting. Um, Ultimately, I'm 100% in support of all kinds of fighting. Sure. Like, I love uh, Letwe, where uh, David LeDuc has been on the podcast before. He's like the champion of Letwe. They use headbutts. <laughs> they can headbutt each other. Bare knuckles. He's it's such a beast. Insane. Bro, this guy's such a beast. LeDuc is uh, such a beast. That's Paige after No, I like fight. Paige. I like Paige. She's gorgeous. Yeah. By the way, um, I've been, I bet headbutted making... once in a fight, and that's the most painful I've ever, most painful head I've ever taken to my head was another head. Heads are hard. But here's the thing. It's like these girls are getting substantial increases in their wages by going to bare knuckle Because fighting, UFC apparently. just isn't enough for the women. Well, here's the thing. If you find out that like one of the hottest girls to ever compete in MMA and Paige Van Zandt is going to fight bare knuckle mm. against some other very pretty girl, like that, there's like an extra added value to that. And there's also an added value to the idea that they're boxing bare knuckle because it's so crazy and it's a new thing. So there's novelty. Right. But there's a... Uh, 
uh, Chris Lieben fought. What was the gentleman's name that he fought? He fought this dude that f broke his face open. By the way, who's funding Bare Knuckle? Like, who's the company behind? Who's got all this capital that started this whole I thing? I don't know, but I think they can only do it in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I think they might be able to do it in a couple other states now, but if for a it's while. The population's so fucking low, they're like, we th look, we need, no, we listen, need man, some these tourism. People barely, they just barely forgot fighting off the Indians. Right. You know? That's <laughs> like I mean, six months ago. They barely forgot fighting off the Comanches in they're the like, fucking 1800s. them knuckles, baby. Like, oh yeah, what do you want to do? Bare knuckle, I guess. I mean, the population is the lowest, I think, in the entire country. It is, capita. in Wyoming. Yeah, yeah it is. And yeah. it's the most gorgeous. It's, it's beautiful country. It's, it's weird. But I don't want to live up there. But well, it's beautiful some, country. Some people figured it out and they go to Jackson Hole. All mm. those rich folks. Jackson Hole is great, but yeah. they don't live there. But they, but they figured out there's a spot. Hey, let's all go together and buy some land. No shit. Fucking paradise that <laughs> right. nobody goes to. Right. <laughs> but they let them have the bare knuckle fighting championship. Who the fuck was he fighting? Chris Lieben, bare knuckle fighting championship. He fought a dude who was on the Ultimate Fighter. I forget his name. Anyway, this dude was good, and he hits fucking hard, and he broke Chris Lieben's face wide open. Where it looks like he got attacked by like a saw, like is 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 like and a I, fist fight with a bandsaw. Yeah, look at that fight. Holy look shit! Look at that. The, the cuts on his face, and I remember thinking that and going, mm. "Who did he fight?" You see what it says? BFK. What Bare is knuckle that? fighting championship. Six loss to Paulie Magellini. No, 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 no. It definitely wasn't him, because Chris is way bigger. Paulie Malinaj. Cochran? Yes, Dakota Cochran. That's right. Dakota Cochran. And Dakota Cochran just cut him wide open. He said it was the hardest he's ever been hit in his life. And I saw these cuts and I was like, okay, that'll shorten a career. You know, like. And a, life, and a lifespan. Yeah, but the punches are already doing that, right? It's like, the, the, the argument is you can't punch as hard with bare knuckles, so maybe even you take in less trauma. Like the argument of MMA versus boxing. Yeah. Is actually that boxing, they can only punch, so they punch each other more in the head, and then there's no leg kicks, no takedowns, sure. no, and so like it, it's more impactful on a fighter's overall constant. longevity. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the argument. Well, that's the same it. thing with you know that you know this. Um, I think I talked about this last time we were here. We, uh, but because we were talking about UFC and, and hockey, right? There was this big argument that fights they were going to get rid of fighting because it was causing serious brain damage and brain brain injury when in fact this documentary I watched was it was it's been proven the biggest traumatic brain injury uh uh in the NHL is hits against checks. The, yeah checks yeah. against the boards yeah, yeah by by far by against far. not open ice board yeah. checks by far cause the most brain smash you don't have to get hit in the head. My my friend, Dr. Mark Gordon, who is an expert in traumatic brain injury, and he, he's one of the people that runs uh, Warrior Angel Foundation that helps a lot of like soldiers and guys who are blowing up doors and shit like that. And he and he's also worked with football players and now right. fighters. He's like, dude, you can get brain damage. He didn't say dude. He speaks in like more he's like, bro, terms. Your fucking brain can get clapped, Homie. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Homie, let me tell you something. What happens again on a jet ski? He's like, but my G? Was, He was talking about jet skis. He's like, dude, jet skis. He didn't say dude. Jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> when you're paraphrasing a fucking brilliant man and you put him into your own. He's like, this motherfucker was like, yo, dog. <laughs> I'm putting in my own dumb, dumb dialect. Yeah. Uh, he told me that you can get, literally, you can get, not even literally, 
You can get uh, brain damage from jet skis, man. How, Just, dude? Dah, dah, oh, the dah. slamming on the ocean. That, all that shit when you're hitting those waves and bouncing that jet ski, that's rattling your cage, man. It's not good. Really? Yep. Guys get it from soccer, from heading the ball. Right. I've heard this. Which was this. my shit. That was my shit when I was playing soccer. I fucking headbutt that ball. <laughs> it's apparently super bad for kids. And as they get older, if they've been heading the ball in practice right. day after day after day, you know, Gets fucking worse. 250 days a year. They get brain damage. Well, this is the same thing with rugby versus the NFL, right? The NFL, because of the pads, they say the better the pads have become, the mm -hmm. harder the hits have become. Yes. They have yes. more protection. Yes. They're, they, they, I can go full... Dude, I can now they're like, oh, I'm free to just murder you. That was my argument about gloves. But what, until, yeah. that you should be able to not have gloves because it's, it'll give you a more realistic sense of what you can do with your hands. Because there's some guys that have just like fucking brutally strong hands and they don't care and they could punch things like they don't. My friend Mike, I was uh, buddies with a, a guy who was a pro boxer, Mike Blythe. Shout out to Mike Blythe from uh, South Boston. And uh, Mike Southie. would practice on a heavy bag, a hard heavy bag, bare knuckle. Fuck off. He did. He was a bouncer at the Ratskeller. Let me tell you something. This dude, he looked like the biggest nerd like he would wear glasses, and uh, I don't even know if they were real glasses. I think he might have wore glasses so people would fuck with him more. And he would wear like a shirt that was, he was so sick. He's like, he was come so fucking sadistic. fight me, bro. And he would wear his, his like shirt, like a polo shirt button up to the top. Tied he looked up. like such a dork. And he wasn't like a scary guy physically, but he looked strong. Like yeah. he, did, he didn't look like a weakling, but he was so he would dork himself up. So the guys would fuck with him, and he would flatline guys in clubs. <laughs> he was so mean. <laughs> but he was really brilliant, too. He was right. an interesting guy. He was an interesting guy to work out with and train with because he was really well-read, really smart guy. He eventually went on to become a teacher. I forget he was teaching at a college or a high school. I don't remember. But he was like literally like a brilliant guy who wrote a lot of stuff, too, but also like fucking people up. He had some fucking hands. Oh, he had some hands. Yeah, well, He was me, a pro boxer. He I'm, fought professionally. You're against the gloves, right? You, I'm not against the gloves i'm not you're just i not. think they need to be better i think trevor whitman made the best gloves for mma these onyx gloves we showed them on the podcast before but trevor figured out the very best gloves and i think they'll protect your hands a little bit more and i think they're a little a little like the way they're formed it's better because i think it discourages instead of encourages eye pokes but uh i just think that uh it's unrealistic to pad one thing it seems inconsistent like, why aren't you padding the shins? Why aren't you padding the knees? Why aren't you padding the elbows? Well, what it, You're what, only padding the gloves? Who does pad the shins? That's in... They, uh, this amateur, amateur kickboxing. Kickboxing will do it, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. In Taekwondo, we used to wear shin pads. But is that for you or for them? Um, I think Is there a duality then, there? No. In Taekwondo, I can say with most certainty, it was really to protect you. Because uh, me being like the person who's kicking. Correct. Because we didn't kick with the shin. So the worry was, and it happened all the time, that you would kick someone and you would catch an elbow or you'd catch a knee on right. your shin and it would fuck your shins up. For sure. <laughs> yeah, or you would clash, like sometimes you would clash. Like from my friend Dimitri, he was way bigger than me. He was a heavyweight and I was, uh, at the time I was fighting like 154 and he was a just a gorilla, big fucking Russian You were dude. 154? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How that, long ago was that? I was a kid. Yeah, I was seventeen. Okay, eighteen. I was gonna say I was yeah. like not in your twenties. I fought. No, I fought at one forty my first year. I won the state championship at one forty, 
and I barely made 140. I was I was so drained. I was so drained. I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I remember I uh, shadow box. I remember I called my friend Jimmy Lawless. That's a real name. I called him awesome up because I was going to the tournament the next day, and uh, I had finally made the weight. And I called him up, fucking screaming, "I'm gonna fuck everybody!" Up. I was like so pumped up, and then I was so tired the next day because I actually had a weigh in at 140. So I lost all this weight. I got really worked up and pumped up, and I didn't drink any water because I was really like 154. Or something like that right or 150 and I lost weight to get down there I did it in a terrible way what'd I you just, do I just just fucking like shadow box in the hot shower I got in the hot shower <laughs> and I shadow boxed and I just wore uh, like a bunch of different layers of clothes and I just kept weighing myself until the night before until I shed all the water to make weight Wow so dumb uh, but then I went up to 154, and that's when I, I was way better at 154 than I ever was at 140. Anyway, me and this dude, we sparred, and we kicked at the same time, and I broke my uh, my fibula. So it's like there's a tibia, which is the big bone on the yeah. shin, and his heel slammed into my little bone, and it cracked it. And I remember, like, I was like, oh, this is a different thing. Like, I, gotta, <laughs> I was like, I thought it was just a bruise. And I was like, oh, because I had one bone that was good right. and one bone that was cracked. There was something wrong with it. I mean, dude, leg, leg, leg stuff to me, like that fucking leg injury was just. It's horrible. Oh, bro. I've never had that happen. It made me but nauseous. I've, I've seen that three times now. <laughs> saw it with Corey Hill way back in the day. I saw it with Anderson against Chris Weidman and then Chris Weidman. The fact that Chris is involved in two of the three ever <sighs> leg breaks like that in the history of the sport is really crazy. When I, wa dude, just watching it made me sick. And then like the, any kind of replay, I was like, oh, I don't know Here's why. Here's another crazy statistic. Frank Mir is responsible for the only two legitimate arm breaks that I've ever seen. Like like clean breaks. breaks. Clean breaks. And he did it to two world champions. This is how badass Frank Mir is. Frank Mir broke Tim Sylvia's arm, who is like an all-time great heavyweight champion. And he broke Minotaro's arm. Minotaro Noguera, who's a pride champion, UFC champion, like literally one of the legends of the game. He broke both those guys' arms. <laughs> Snapped them. Snapped the bone. Where you see, hear the bone crack? Like Minotaro, he got him in a Kimura and it cracked his arm. And he's sitting there like after he tapped, he's like looking over at his arm. It's like, fuck. <laughs> Calling him the trainer. It's, it was his upper arm. He snapped his Up upper arm. Yeah, Holy yeah, yeah. shit. He got him in a Kimura, and, and, and Minotaro didn't tap, and he just snapped. You heard the thing crack, yeah, and you bro. saw it shift and pop over when you knew it was broken, and he did the same thing to Tim Sylvia. He snapped his forearm. <laughs> he got him in an R bar, and you see his forearm snap. Yeah. Pop. Watch this. See, this is uh, Minotaro's on the bottom. He's trying to uh, tap Frank Mir there, and then they, they scramble out, and Frank catches him in a Kimura. See his, uh, that arm oh, that he's yeah. got right there? Yep. He's tying that thing up right there. Now right now Minotaur's in deep trouble. Frank trapped him, now he's got side control. Now he gets to the position, now watch this! Watch this! Watch when they show, like he's trying to fight it off, but watch when he gets to this position. He rolls him over twice. Watch this though, watch this, here it comes. Watch this. Pop! You see that? Ow! <laughs> fuck! Ow! <laughs> fuck! Now look how he's lying there. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. I broke your boy's arm. Fuck. Watch one more time. Watch this here again. Mm -hmm. See, he rolls him over. Watch when he. I mean, this is nasty shit here. Watch this right here. Mm. Boom. See, so taps. And look at his arm. Look <laughs> how he looks at his arm. He's like, fuck. Well, I guess that's that. That's my fucking arm now. That was. I saw. <laughs> that. It's like this. Is like looking at another person's arm. That's how good Frank Mir was. Fuck. Like, people. I mean, you talk about a dude who's a 
a pioneer p- tap Brock Lesnar with a fucking leg lock the first time Brock ever fought in the UFC. Remember that? The first he time. Heath Herring, and then he fought Frank Mir, and Frank Mir caught him in a fucking leg lock. <laughs> he was fighting, you know, Frank, where, and I think Frank was the champ at that point in time. Where's Mir now? He just fought in Triller. Oh, oh, he's doing Triller yeah, shit. Yeah, he fought a boxing match against uh, Steve Anderson, I believe is a gentleman. Sounds right, yeah. He fought, who's the only guy besides Deontay Wilder to ever knock it down, Tyson Fury. He caught Tyson Fury with a bomb and and dropped him, and Tyson got up and beat him. But uh, Steve Cunningham, right? Is that who it is? I think that's his name. And he just fought Frank Mir, and Frank Mir just went six rounds with him in a boxing match. So is this Trilla thing going to have any legs? Well, they got Tiafimo Lopez. And Tiafimo Lopez is one of the best boxers on planet Earth right now, and he's fighting a legitimate boxing match with them. And they said this one's going to be a different card. They're going to have this like a real boxing card. Right. And that's what I read online, and they said that people, like hardcore boxing fans, this fight is for them. And they're kind of acknowledging that the Jake Paul thing was like a big entertainment thing. There's a lot of shit going on. Money. You know, but it was also like... Here it is. Yeah, they want a real show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, George Cambosos Jr. He's from Australia. That's a big fight. And so they're doing that. They're, they're going to have a, like a real undercard. And So they're trying. They're going to, they're doing it. They're, it's What's real. The undercard. Yeah, it's real. I mean. You know what I mean by that though. Like it's going to have legs. This is going to, this isn't going <laughs> to, this is going to burn. It's not going to burn out. I don't know these people. Yeah, I really maybe. don't know these people. I wonder who funds it. That's why I said, do you know who funds it? Can you look up who funds Triller? Because, we don't. Because listen, honestly, we don't need to put that on the podcast. But listen, yeah. I've been around dozens of these things from elite xc right, to affliction to all of them i've seen them come and go there it's a hard gig man to get yeah. to the and also it's like q-tips like the ufc is q-tips you don't go to the fucking store and buy cotton swabs you buy q-tips yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. you gotta buy tissue paper you're gonna buy kleenex, kleenex. You're, gonna, you're gonna watch football or you're gonna watch the nfl right you're gonna watch mma or you're gonna watch the fucking ufc right you're gonna watch the ufc and especially when they put on a product like they did this last weekend when Usman knocks Masvidal out with one punch like that. You're like, okay. They have the best. I mean, they, they, it's have, the best. they have the best. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's undisputed. It's the best. Uh, by the way, uh, Jamie will appreciate the fuck out of this. Somebody put up the anniversary of Slam Ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you watch that? Oh, I that? remember that shit. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that shit? They're fighting to try to get it back. There's all over the internet. People are begging to bring this shit back. Wait a minute. Is that the one with the trampolines? trampolines? Yeah, dude. It's the <laughs> fucking the they best. They should bring that back. They're, fi- they're trying right now. By Why the way, not? I would love to see that live. Here's I would the thing. love to see what that if, live. What if some like crazy Chinese billionaire came along? I don't know. What That's who we Chinese, need. Comes along. Some some wild person comes along. Crazy says, Chinese billionaire is right. All right. How about yeah. Russian? Sure. A conglomeration. An Fine. LLC. And they get together. <laughs> And they decide to, to to pay all the NBA players way more <laughs> to do to this. Play in this. <laughs> you know, like LeBron makes a billion dollars a year. A lot of the WNBA players would make a lot more. I don't know if this is still happening. So much more. In they Europe. should dress like volleyball they do. players. They yeah. do. They yeah. still make more. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like for 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 here's the thing. For a guy for me, for for male basketball players, going to Europe or going overseas is still a good venture if the NBA isn't doing what you need it to do for you. But for the women, they can make so much more money over there than they can over here, by far. Yeah. The WNBA, they don't make much money. Well, they can't. I think the top lady makes like a quarter, quarter million. I mean, I would say, I would say, I think it's in the neighborhood of that. Yeah. I mean, who like well, Candace Parker, who is uh, went to my high, well, went to my sister high school. She is like the biggest. She just returned to Los Angeles. It's like a huge deal. She's like one of the biggest names, and 
she's nowhere near what she should be getting paid to be the biggest name of that sport. But when you say what she should be getting paid, isn't it based on how many? Of course, people it's watch? based on the revenue. Yeah. You mean just in the like, if the universe was fair? Th- no, I'm as just good saying, she is, in the vacuum world of like the best of anything, usually is like. You have know you ever I mean? met the best bowler? Yes, I have. They make like fifty good grand money. a year. No, they make good fucking money. I don't know about don't that. Don't disrespect my bowling. One of, one don't of disrespect Ari the PBA. Buddies, Tommy was a professional bowler. Yeah, and we all got high with that guy, and we ate dinner. And he told us everything. And he was like, "Can I? Can you I was guys?" Like, it's not. There's no money. He's in like, bowling. "Joe, can you pay?" <laughs> he wasn't making any money bowling. And can I tell you? He's a world class bowler. I watch bowling, so I know some of these guys. Mm. I watch them, and they make good money. If you win, it's like golf. Golf is the same thing. No, he knows. it's not like golf. Golf, you make millions of dollars. If you win. Yeah, but there's a lot of guys that do well in golf that make really good money that you don't even know who the fuck they are. Sure. Okay, sure. You're right. You're right. I'm not saying there's it's, not, the, but it's not the no... same comparison, but I'm saying if you win, you're making bank. And if you're not, you're doing okay. You're doing fine. Okay, let me compare it to something I actually know about. Pool. Here we go. Professional pool. No money in that. There's no money in that. If you're the, winning- The best guys, like a Shane Van Boning, he probably makes a quarter million dollars a year. That's good money. The best guys. That's yes, good money. But there's like two or three of him mm-hmm. in the world. Okay, yeah. It's go- so hard for golf, guys to Golf, there's more money. numbers, but I will say um, there's a lot of, because of what you know and go, I know this is beautiful. This guy, yeah, Michael Viasa. He just qualified for this weekend's tournament. I guess it'd be his first ever PGA tournament. And he's, oh, he's driving crying. like a 140,000 mile Camry to get there. Yeah. He called his parents that, to tell that, him, like, that was his call his father, his look dad. At him, look at him crying. Look at him. He made it. Oh, look at that shot, too. And they qualified. So he's got like a $6.9 million purse. Oh, man. He has the opportunity to maybe win, but I think whether or not he does, we'll see. Well, he's in. Yeah. He's in. Yeah, but you need to explain to Joe that, 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 that the difference of like that, a $6.9 million purse of Valspar, first of all, it's divvied up by the top 50 to 100, depending on each each tournament. So the top guy will make a couple million, mm-hmm. and then it, as you go down, it exponentially goes lower and lower. The last place who makes the final cut, the final day, which is the fourth day, you got to make it. You have to make it to the third cut. He probably makes fifty G's, maybe. I mean, it depends on the tournament. So what I'm saying is, even to get to there is a fucking impossibility. Yeah, but if you're a guy who can get to there multiple times a year, you're making a good living and no one knows who you are. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't. How many guys are there that make that 50G up to the This says top? he's only made money once. Whoa. This guy. Yeah. That one guy. One time. Yeah. yeah, and let me tell you something about that guy because I lived in Scottsdale when I was at Arizona State. I met a fuckload of these guys that were trying to get their tour card because all of them live in Arizona. They train out there and there's so many of these guys to go from, this is kind of nonsense, but to go from a scratch golfer who shoots par to go to go to somebody that shoots two under, three under, four under, five under, six under consistently, it's so fucking hard to do that week after week after week after week that that's why these guys like him, this this kid who's a brilliant story, they come and they go and they come and they go. It's just it's so hard to even get in, let alone be top fifty, let alone be top twenty five. Top ten is absurdist. It just doesn't make sense. It's, right, you're competing against so many people. It's, and they're abs- all it's, it's so good. It's insane. They get coaching. They've been doing it since they were kids. Yeah, it's insane. You know. it, the, the competition level, once you get past the cut line, is uh, it's absurd. Like These guys were coming to play um, Riviera in Los Angeles, and I played at this golf course with Pat Perez, who's a fucking Riviera great golf- the casino? No, Riviera the golf course in Brentwood. There's a golf course out there, the country club out there. Oh, you said Los Angeles. Yeah, in LA. I you said Las Vegas. No, these guys, before they play Riv, they come and play a bunch of different courses, and I played with Pat Perez. This pro was there. Bubba Watson was there. And I'm not, just like anything that you experience, when you see the best of the best, right. it's like almost scary. You're like, are you an alien? Right. Are you not a one of us? Right. Because it's freaky. Yeah. Like it's almost, it almost seems, 
like I'm in a sim fucking simulation and I'm like, where's the guy that's yeah, controlling so this? They're so far beyond what you're physically capable of. It's it creepy. seems like magic. Yeah, but like Bubba yeah. Watson, not a big guy, not a not a not a not a big heavy guy, not a not a tall guy or a, or like a muscly guy. This dude, as a joke on the first tee, he hits the ball. He's like, as a, he's being a smartass. He goes, does this go a little bit to the left? And they're all laughing because he's just being a fucking smartass. And he goes, I think I'll just play. Yeah, I'll play it like that. This dude, he he. He, he hits the ball so clean and so fucking far, it's almost like, is this a computer that I watched? <laughs> Did I just watch a fucking video game? Yeah. Talk shit and then do the thing? It was like when they say Jordan would call shit out. He would call shit out. Yeah. He'd be he'd be crossing someone up and then just be like, I'm going to hit it from 18 feet. And then take him to 18 feet and hit it in their fucking face. Like a computer made him do it as if yeah. it's pre-programmed. There's people that just hit levels where you just go, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. It's scary to watch. There was this slight, very slight, he wasn't a big muscular person, a Filipino guy in the 1990s. He's mm -hmm. still playing. He's still like an elite player. His name was Francisco Bustamante. So a Filipino name. pool player. But he was known for his break. And it's the most ridiculous break you've ever seen in your fucking life. I want to see it. And he's not a big guy. He's like 150 pounds at right. the most. And he would, the cue would come out of his fingers, out of his bridge hand, Fuck and off. all the way back. It would come out. And he would, get, and he would break, and it would be so hard. This Now, this is him. This looks like it's probably him even later in life. That's an but 09. You gotta watch how hard this guy breaks, because it's so ridiculous, it's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? That cue ball went flying off the table on that one. He's very upset. But the amount of force he can generate, find him one where he doesn't do that. Hey, by the way, when the cue comes off, because you know I'm dumb about a lot of stuff, is that is that you're out? You're fucked? Yeah, yeah. He's scratched. Yeah. So, so Oh, this is an analysis of his cue. Look how it comes out of his fingers. How does it do that? How do you fucking... He just has amazing control. And then when he drives in, look how loose his hand is. But also, look at all of his body weight goes behind it. Yeah. That's a light break for him too. That's not a hard break. He's but he's like universally here's a good example. He's universally regarded as one of the greatest breakers of all time. This is when he's older, too. This is Holy fucking shit. <laughs> so crazy. Those balls go flying. Four. Four. He dropped yeah. four balls. It's regular. Regular for him. To drop four off a break like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He in the day people would stop what they're doing to watch Francisco Bustamante just break the balls before the fucking internet. Like, by the, the way, fuck, this man. guy was just like a tail. You know what I mean? When yeah. someone's like, "No, he come, he break four, he drop four," and I everyone's tell like, you about him. There's a guy I met once, man. <laughs> right, right in this bar, yeah. you won't believe it, man. You I have saw to him see play him. live multiple times in my old studio in L.A. I have a signed photograph of a tournament that he won when he won the Bicycle Club. I think it was in '93. This is just a mechanics Very breakdown sick. of him, but he's he's one of the there's like a, a group of elite players that came out of the Philippines. The Philippines is probably if you want to look at one country that had the biggest influence on pool outside the United States, I think you'd universally go to the Philippines. Why? Something happened. I think it was. Uh, I think the story is that the GIs that went over to the Philippines in the 1950s, like post World War II, introduced pool to them, and they brought over pool tables. They set up pool tables, and they taught these people how to gamble. And these guys would go over and get drunk, and they'd gamble, and they'd play pool, and they they set up these pool tables in these bad conditions, right? So it's real moist over there. Right. And so when a moist table, what happens with a moist table because it's very humid, 
it, it slows the ball down. Of course. So these guys developed a better stroke. They developed a more relaxed stroke, and a lot of them used heavier cues. And the idea was to move the ball around the table effortlessly, not with muscle like a lot of Americans do, did it, but they would use the weight of the cue. So almost like they were throwing the cue into the ball with this crazy technique. And then they came over to America and started gambling. And the first guy was Evan Reyes, and he came under under a, a pseudonym. I think, uh, God, I want, I want to remember the name of it, but it was like some Mexican name. He came over under a fake name, right? And because uh, he didn't want people to like give up his speed. His speed is like his ability. Like, how funny is that guy? Oh, dude, he's fucking. He's a headliner. You know, how good is that guy a player? Oh, he's a fucking A player. What's his speed? Like, what's he like? Uh, Car Cesar Morales. That's right. Cesar Morales. So he came over. What year was that? Ninety four. Ninety four. It said, yeah. That was ninety four when he came over here. No. So that's the uh, Reyes became. Or it's when he became known as the U.S. Uh, as Efren Reyes. Championship. No, that's when. He, no, he was over here in the eighties. So the start of his career. Yeah, it, it doesn't have a year for that. Yeah. Well, he came over at Cesar Morales, and he gambled a lot of people. And like like big name professional people in America, and that was what pool really pool the name pool, poker billiards is the game. Pool sure. is a term for pooling up your money to gamble. That's what I that's what I know. So it it's all yeah. about. Right. Pool's all about gambling. So when he came over from the Philippines, they came over with a bunch of rich financial backers from the Philippines to gamble money because they knew how good he was, and he and was lighting them up. Dude, he he changed the game. He changed everything about it. He was so good. They call him the magician because to this day, like he's probably the most famous and most beloved pool player of all time in the world and, the, and the widely recognized as the greatest. And there were so many of them that came out of the Philippines. But Bustamante had the best break. But there think, was so you, many guys. Do you think the sport will not last now? Pool? Yeah, I mean, in, this, in, in the public forum of that. Like, can, like, can you be a pro? It's, is pro you can still be a pro. You know, you got a lot of those pros gamble. A lot of them gamble. A lot of them have rich financial backers, like some guy who owns a fucking insurance company, loves right. the game, comes in and gambles money, and you know they, they work out a deal. Like if we win, I give you X amount percentage. But think about it, like generationally. That's what I always think about stuff like this. Like I remember when people thought UFC was a fucking joke, but they weren't listening to the youth. This now, as that generation goes away, my young, my generation, his generation. I don't know anybody that fucking plays pool. It's a hand-eye coordination game that's difficult to learn. It takes a long time to yeah. learn. And, it, you know, you have to execute. Like, that was a, the, the thing that we used to have a problem with at the pool hall was guys wanted to come and play cards. So they would have a problem where these tables would be filled up with guys playing cards and guys didn't even want to play pool anymore because you don't have to, you don't have to fucking f make the shot when you're playing cards. Right. So it's still gambling, but you don't have to execute. Right. right. So you can just revel in the thrill of gambling money and all the craziness that's involved in being a gambling addict. But you don't have to execute on a shot. So like if there's a nine ball and it's on the rail and it's past the side pocket and you have to figure out if you want to cut that motherfucker down the long rail for the cheese. Right. You got to have some balls. Yeah. You know, it's 10 to 10, a race to 11. You're like, <sighs> you got to execute. Some people don't like that, and that is one of the reasons why pool is like a lot. That and the lack of a real legitimate outlet where people can enjoy it and watch it pool that don't halls. play pool. That pool halls too, but like they have to be able to watch it in a way that like the color of money was the biggest thing that ever happened to pool. Yeah. When that Tom Cruise movie came out it's in the 19- 
Was it the 80s? It was the late 80s, 89, 88, When that 89. movie came out, pool halls went bananas. They were everywhere. Everybody wanted to be like Tom Cruise. Right. They all wanted to listen to fucking Warren Zevon, play Werewolves of London. And I fucking love Warren Zevon. Fuck yeah. And pl- twirl that cool cue around. Ah, well, and, 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 and run out in front of everybody where they're like, I can't believe how good you are. Right. Like, that was a thing. And it made pool popular for many years afterwards. But it eventually waned and it wore off. Pool, and they tried with a couple other movies that were pretty good, like Pool Hall Junkies is pretty good. There's a few good, pretty good pool but movies. But not in the new not world. Color of Money. Yeah. Color, of Money Color of Money is Walter Tevis. Same guy who wrote The Hustler. Same guy who wrote The the Queen's Gambit. That movie, that it's television show on Netflix. Great fucking show. One of my favorite shows ever. Great fucking show. Same guy wrote that. He no wrote shit. All that. Walter Tevis. Yeah. That's a great fucking show. The was that a book? Incredible. That was a book, yes. right? Gambit? Queen's Gambit's yeah. book, Hustler's a book. And Color of Money's book. Color of Money's very different than the movie, but still, great book. Right. And um, that changed the game, and everybody wanted to play pool. They need something like that now. They need but that's like what I mean, yeah. Thing. Without that, the youth starts to lose that love for that thing. Well, they just don't know it. Right, so it's like, yeah. how could they even relate? What's the connect, you know and, what I mean? You know, people play it when they're drunk, you know? So they, you Well, know, every time I go with you, I get fucking shit-faced, and then we play, <laughs> and then you fucking whoop, whoop our ass. But it's the game where people play in bars a lot, you know? Yeah, so, but I love, but see, I in the Midwest, where I come from, where this trash bag comes from, we play, isn't that right, you Midwest piece of shit? <laughs> you fucking Ohio trash. <laughs> you know it, you know you're fucking trash. Okay. He, you listen, know. no one loves Ohio more than Jamie. You should, you should get He's, an Ohio tattoo somewhere. Yeah, you should. Right on your neck. You really should. It's in my blood. Where we come from, it's his blood. Midwest, if to this a lot day. A pool out there. But pool, darts, like bar games, bar games. will never go away. Because it gets cold outside. Yeah, you got to be inside drinking, doing something. Yeah, but Southern California was a hub for pool for a long time. But now you, I couldn't find a fucking pool hall down there if I tried. There's one place, and it happens to be one of the greatest places on earth. One of the most legendary pool halls of all time. What's it called? Hard Times Billiards in Bellflower, California. Because there used to be a pool hall. We used to go. There's one. There's a, there's one in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, and... that's small time. Listen, <laughs> when I came to California, where I wanted to go is Hard Times. Hard I would play times. in the Hard Times tournament every Sunday. I would go down there when I was a single young man. Big money. No. I no. mean, was there money being thrown around there's there? There's money. There's gambling. Sometimes there was gambling. Sometimes, like, there was one time where uh, someone robbed the place or a guy came in and with a gun and, and stole the stake money. Good for him. Because he knew that there was a certain amount of money. They would put stake money usually either on the light or somewhere. They would, they would like, you'd put down your 10 grand. I'd put down my 10 grand. We're playing for 10 grand. We'd take the money and put it on the light. You wouldn't just give it to a fucking guy? No, you wouldn't give it to the middleman? No, there's got to be a, a guy. A lot of there. times they like to put. This is hard times, and this is look at that voted best billiard room in America. Says, that's a fact. Says who? Says mm. me. No, is that Joe Rogan? No, look, everybody says that. When you go to hard times, like the hard times tournament, they had to have a tournament on Sunday, the pro tournament. Yeah, I forget what they called it, but I, you know, I, I never won. Go more to the than, outside photo. Sorry, go to the outside photo. A match right there. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it looks it's like. It's a dirty <laughs> place. That carpet smell. That carpet smell. Great is, place. I can it's, feel it. It's a gr- and it's been around for a long. Can you long, smoke inside? Long. You used to be able to. I love that. It's it was you. So you'd go there on any given Sunday, and Efren Reyes would be playing there. The guy we talked about before. Oh, he was a Southern oh, California yeah. guy. Francis, no, no, but he would be in town. He would play there. Uh, Francisco Bustamante would play there. Efren would be playing chess while he wasn't playing pool. Rodolfo Luat, you know, like the best guys ever. Dennis Arculio, or the, be- the all Filipino guys. They would come to Bellflower. 
and everybody would know they were there and they would set up games they would play in the tournament and then guys would come out of the woodwork and some guys would travel people would sit and yeah, fucking watch never Fuck yeah. seen that I would do that I Just would sit in there out. I'd play a match and then if I won if I was fortunate enough to win I'd sit down and watch all these other people play generally speaking I was like one and done I usually you either lose my first match or I'd lose, I'd win one and then lose my second match. I, I never came close to winning the tournament, but right. I had a bunch of friends that were like legit pros that won the tournament. And I'd, I'd go and watch all the time. I'd, go, I'd watch sit. guys gamble and play. It's an art form that the, only the people that practice it appreciate. Yeah, that's a lot of specific things, right? Like that, anything like that. Like you were talking about golf. Golf. Like I don't play golf, don't so if I saw a guy yeah. do that, I'd be like, yeah, he looks good. You good job. But when you see it, you're like, when Holy you shit. when you know what you can do, when you know you what most people it. do, right, right, right correct. Right. It's absurd when yeah. when you can when you physically watch someone hit it 330, 340 yards. Yeah, shock. I mean, it's uh, it it. But also because of the physical, like we're talking about, when you see a skinny, not we just in our minds are always like, you got to be fucking jacked to jacked. do man shit. Dude, but when man you see shit. someone like slenderly do something smooth, like him breaking, yeah. him, you're like, huh? What are the physics that I'm missing? Right. What's the click that just exactly. changes over to being like I'm just better than you exactly yeah what is it it's uh it's one of those things man it's like everybody has gifts in some area and it's like how much time are you willing to dedicate to this one thing to hone it to a razor sharp edge is it bowling the strike you know those guys they twist that ball and you see it curve and yeah. smash into those pins like every time they hit a strike and they go Hur! It must feel amazing. Oh, what's it must that, feel amazing. What's that guy, Jamie? That whoever you think you are, I am. What's that fucking guy's name? Uh, he was talking yeah, to his father. Yeah. Pete. Pete. Uh, he's like a legend in bowling. This dude's the shit. This dude. Really? Yeah. It, this phrase went viral because he 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 like he hits the strike to win, and he's like, "Who the fuck do you think you are? I am." Like just talking shit. But he was saying it. I I guess the the, the follow up was he said it to his father. It was like to his dad. Like, uh, this is him he's right here. Shit yeah, to Peter him? Weber. Pete Weber. Yeah, look at this. Watch this. Yes, God damn it. <laughs> what a boss wow. phrase. Who do you think you are? Who do you think I you am. are? I am. That's incredible. Do it again. Do it one more time. Hold on. Do it one more time. Just because I fucking love. Just like. I'm gonna tell you something, man. There's so something awesome. magic about that kind of fame. I know, like, look dude. at all those bowling dorks. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I'm they one of those came, dorks. I love this shit. I understand, but like, there's something. Look at that guy with his arms up in the air. The guy on the right hand side, losing of the it right there, up there. Look at him. Yes, losing fuck it. Yeah! Fuck yes. The ball <laughs> knocked over the pin. Who do you think you are? I am. I love that shit. Did yeah. you see this one? This kid hit a 7-10 split. This is my, this is my ginger. This, this is, is my cousin. I retweeted this. I said my cousin With a out here. fucking mask on? Yeah. They make him wear a mask? Well. They have to at these tournaments now. Jesus Christ. I guess this is very exciting. It hasn't been done very often on Let me on see this. It, it happens only a couple times a year. Oh, okay. Let me see him do it. Oh, it's right there. All right, so here it is. Uh, go How's back. How's he do it? Come on, kid, do it. Did it. Oh, that's the move? You have to get it to bounce off the wall and the hit the other way? The only way that any professional has ever said a 7-10 split can work is you have to hit the 7 or the 10 pin 
at an angle to kick off the wall and be lucky enough that usually, which is even crazier, you can look it up, there's a back flap. There's like a big, heavy flap to, you know, when the pins hit against behind there, you usually can't see. It has to hit the wall and or the flap and ja- and jack sideways. So this one... Show it again. Okay, so look here. So that one hit. That you see that? Off. So watch. Go back. Go back. Go back. You'll see it hit the flap. It'll hit the wall, the flap, and then come forward. You see that? So it has to have considerable force. Unbelievable. And the accuracy is almost impossible. Even still, and he's not even breathing. Nah, he doesn't give a fuck. He's got a mask on. Even still, that's what's so weird about this. It's so hard. Even still, when you hit it off the wall at the right angle, the flap it has to spin off the the exact way for it to hit the other pin. That's why it's uh, it never happens. It's the best bowlers in the world can do it a million times and still not get it to perfectly angle off off it's a lot of its luck or is that harder than a hole in one would you say what do you think uh another completely different the the only reason i'll say yes is because on the pga tour look it up i mean there was just another one you get a hole in one i would say there's probably more hole in ones during the course of the year of the pga than there are seven tens don't you think more people are playing golf than bowling i know yeah per capita it's hard to say which is especially at an elite level people but you can bowl all night. You can't golf all night, and there's yeah. like 15 mm, lanes, and there's only so many people. Yeah, on a golf I think course. bowling also you could practice that thing over and over again, where it's like practicing a, a hole in one. Like good luck. It's it's. I've only I've I've only seen one. I've been present for one. Mm. And you know what the craziest thing that most people say when they see a hole in one? When they hit it, you almost know what's happening. Obviously, it wasn't me, but when I saw somebody hit it, I was like. Don't you think they say that after it's over? I fucking knew it, bro. Only because it... Nah, but when he knows <laughs> when you hit it, it looks so right. You're like, oh, wow, that looks mm. really good. Yeah. Because the accuracy in golf is absurd. It's like... He knows. when you The accuracy is almost embarrassingly absurd. Because you're supposed to aim for a very small target. And even an inch off in your mind is... 10 yards in reality. Isn't that interesting, like, why we're, we're so obsessed with accuracy? Oh, we love it. What do you think that's from? Darts, pool, golf. I mean, it's obsessiveness. We love... I think it's fucking um, caveman shit of, like... It's archery. Yeah, caveman beginnings. Yeah. You, wanted to, you wanted to hit something specific. I think that's why I like archery so much. The accuracy. Well, you posted fucking today. Yeah, today. Yeah, it was just, like, the, the specificity of it is impressive. It's not that you did it. That's this in 61 yards. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just be, because it's impressive because you're like, I can do that. I can put it in the, in the thing that my mind is picturing what it, where I want it to go. I do, but I do that all the time. That's why. Because like, that's how I clear well, that, my mind. I get out there and I launch death missiles at a rubber target. <laughs> <laughs> I launch death missiles at rubber targets. I have targets. a new bow that my friend John Dudley made. Is that what you just put outside? No, no, that that one's it's getting that has to get repaired. No, you're getting a new one made. No, 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 I have a new one that's on my that's on John Dudley's Instagram. Yeah, it's ninety five pounds to pull it back. It's the most meathead. What's the average? Sixty pounds. Yeah, yeah, sixty or ninety five pounds. Eighty is kind of crazy. Ninety five is so stupid. Who are you trying to prove something to? Not Cam Haynes. This is what it is. My regular bow is eighty four pounds, which is a lot. That's heavy. But I work out a lot. So what? It's heavy. It's not, though. It's easy for me to pull back. I pull it back all day. And so uh, my friend Cam got a 90-pound bow, and uh, I shot his bow. I was like, I fucking like this bow a lot. It's not that much of a difference between 84 and 90, but there's like several feet per second increase in the velocity of the arrow, and I think maybe even more accuracy because you have a higher holding weight. It's very complicated, right? But I felt good with it. Uh, And so I called John. I said, dude, I think uh, I'm jealous. I think I need one of them 90-pound bows. And he goes, why not make something even fucking crazier? 
I'm like, I like the way you talk. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> and so he made shit. me a 95-pound bow. That is so nuts. I've never, I've never shot a bow that's that hard to pull back, but it's not hard for me. I, uh, there's a video of me pulling it back. I can pull it back pretty easy. What are the ones in elementary school? 10 pounds? I can yeah, do that. Nothing, like 10 or that's 20 me. Pounds. I'm about 10 pounds. But it's, um, it's interesting like what, what uh, technology is involved in these fucking bows now. It is fucking like, crazy to look they're at. They're so, and you're you're going off of like a little bubble level. So there's like when you side it in, you have to make sure the bubble is level and it's correct. That's, That's the it. bow that John built for me. It's almost like he wanted to see what he could build too. He wanted to see like each one has a gorilla on the face of it. It's <laughs> the arrows of Kong on them. But he wanted to build something that was just the most ridiculous thing he's ever shot in his life. And so he built me this thing. It's pretty nuts, man. Yeah, fucking, I don't even know where to start with this stuff. Like, it's just so specific and insane to me. Well, John is the master of specific shit. He's the master at uh, all that stuff. He's a master at... He understands the mechanics of archery better than anybody I've ever talked to in my life. <laughs> but that's it's, his thing, you know? It's like right. Where some people are golfing, some people are pool. That's his but shit. His shit is archery. You know, right. he's, he's a master. Like, when you watch him shoot a bow, it's like... It's like Jesus Christ, like a hundred yards, thunk. Does he hand make the bows too? I mean, oh, the yeah. arrows, the arrows. He puts everything together. Damn. He cuts the arrows. He weighs them all. Puts the inserts in. Glues it. Everything. Everything he does. And the and the blades on the arrow. He hand does all that shit. No, you buy those. You have to. Yeah, you buy those. Those are manufactured. I don't respect person. him anymore. If he made them, I would respect him. I don't. John, I don't the, respect you now. Now that I know you don't make the fucking blades, I don't respect it. A broadhead is made to very exacting specifications. What are the blades made out of? Mostly steel, sometimes carbon steel. The ones I use right now are carbon steel. I like them. They're a little bit more expensive, but it's way sharper. It holds an edge better. Would you? Would, can that arrow go through a human being or no? No way. It wouldn't do that. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it stops right at the door. Like if yeah. we, like if we, if we went out there, and and you shot me with that thing, you'd, mm -hmm. yeah, you'd be in a real, it'd be a real problem. Would it go through my body? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, cool. for sure. All the way through. Oh yeah, and That's like tight. thirty or forty yards past you. That's tight. Yeah, should we try it? Should we, me and Jamie, line oh, up, nuts the butts, and yeah. do it? I would shoot an what's arrow the, right through both. What's of the you? limit? Do you think with Kong? With like uh, that fucking crazy flesh. bow? <laughs> yeah. How many buffaloes? It's once. very rare to get a pass through, which is when the arrow goes in one side of the animal and out Comes the other out. on a buffalo. Like uh, How, most of the time with oh. a buffalo, you're just trying to hit the vitals, and you get right. one. One inch if, if he was using your bow in The Walking Dead, how many zombies at once could he kill? Real talk. Shot? That's a real That's a real. Well, question. you can just stab them in the head. They're made out of styrofoam. If you were <laughs> you, <a> could, <laughs> you can go through all of them. We could line up every fucking zombie that ever lived. If, what's your weapon no. of choice on zombie day? What's your weapon of choice? I think I like the sword. What's that your, girl with the oh, sword, with yeah. the samurai sword. Smart. Because I don't have to reload, and I just fuck those dudes up. Right. I would just need good cardio and good shoulder endurance. So what I would need is like multiple months of like kendo training, like go David Lee Roth style, go to Japan. God's, yeah, you, you know David Lee Roth did that. He went, went to Japan, Japan to, learn to train kendo. No, yeah, he fucking lived there for a year learning kendo. <laughs> Just learning how to sword fight. That's how badass David Lee Roth is. You're going with swords? Oh yeah, for what are you for doing, zombies? Swords. I don't know. What if your sword got stuck in a bone and then you're you, it, 
Are you talking about me, not you? I'm not getting my sword stuck in any fucking Don't talk about his fucking sword, Jamie. I'm going right through these people. I'm saying battle axe. dead people. I want battle axe. Oh, battle axe is good. Because I want something with blunt force as well. Do you know what I mean? My worry about the sword is the handle is small. But the thing is, like, a samurai sword is fairly light. You've touched that samurai sword I have at the studio. Yeah. That's an old samurai sword. It's from the 1500s. It is quite light. I'll cut the fuck out of some zombies with that. I feel like that's the move. I yeah. feel like that lady's got the right move. Because that crossbow's nonsense. First of all, he's got field tips, which infuriate me. These little <laughs> tiny points with no broadhead at all. And <laughs> it just goes into the zombie and kills him. And uh, he never gets a pass through, ever. Right. He sticks him in their head, he pulls it out, and it reloads. Those things are hard to reload. They're really hard. Why? Because they're just so... They're really heavy. Right. Like when you put an arrow, it's, it's actually called a bolt in a crossbow because it's shorter than an arrow. And when you... You have to grab a fucking handle and like... Click. Yeah. It takes like a hundred pounds to pull it back. Like a lot of people probably don't even know how to do it and they, they would have a hard time doing it. Mm-hmm. Like to pull back a crossbow. It's not nearly as easy as like a bow you could just pull back. You could just pull back a bow. But crossbows do look tight yeah, as it's fuck. fucking hard to do. Yeah. It's, What's your it, weapon, James? It's unrealistic. I'm thinking I was getting to like I don't want to be the same, but I was like, man, a bat would be good, but then like you're gonna yeah. if you don't kill one, you're fucked right away. Yeah. If you miss yeah. bats are heavier than swords. That's swords cut. Battle axe for me because you get the blunt and you get the sharp you get the, this sharp edge that you can still continue to sharpen and cut people up with. The Maybe. only the only other thing I think would be uh fun would be like nunchucks would be fun as fun. <laughs> nunchucks with zombies. They have to get so <laughs> what close if they to bit you, you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if they so, bait you, then you become a zombie. Nah, because you fucking you fucking smack, you hit them once, and you can fucking choke them out with the fucking nunchuck. If you really, if you're sadistic and you want to have some fun, because killing zombies must get old. You must want to kill them different at some point. Right. You you have to change how you kill, especially after you get good at it. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. by the way, they're so slow and lethargic. They're not really. They're not getting that close enough to bite you. It's like playing that first level of Pac-Man forever. Right. The one that everybody gets through. Yeah. Before it gets crazy. <laughs> right. Before it gets That's insane. What it's like. yeah, it's you're too not easy. worried about anything in that. Never worried. That's about my them. point. Once you learn how to kill. Well, then why did they get worried in the Walking Dead? I stopped watching it. Like, you start worrying about people, not the zombies, right? They're not right. worried about the zombies. Right. But we're talking about in our fucking world. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Walking Dead. That's when I quit watching it. It became murder porn. It was people murdering people. How, yeah, it was just how do you kill different? Yeah, it's yeah. just like you weren't killing zombies anymore. It wasn't like you got to get away from zombies. It, now it's like these interpersonal relationships. And, right. You know, this TV. lady's pregnant or right. she watches her husband get killed with a bat in front of her. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. am I watching? Yeah, it's TV. You saying about zombies anymore? No, the zombie shit, you'd have to find fun ways to fuck them up. That's why I thought, what was that? Uh, why can't it? Uh, Zombieland was so fucking great. The Walking Dead was great for two seasons. Yeah. Those first two seasons are really fucking... And you know what else is really fucking good? The first episode of Enter the Walking Dead or whatever the L.A. version is. It was... Uh, What's it called? Fear, oh, of, the Fear, of, the Fear of the Walking, walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. That's right. I'm thinking Enter the Dragon. <laughs> Fear of the Walking Dead is really good, man. First yeah. season's really fucking good because it feels real. And I think it's maybe even better written. And I think maybe even better acted. Or, or better directed or something. It feels more artistic. Sure. Like, the Fear of the Walking Dead is really good. But even I got bored after the while. I'm like, I get it. Your life sucks. Your life sucks. You don't want to be a zombie. But TV shows, honestly, that's why. Like, British TV shows are so successful when they do three seasons. Mm-hmm. Two or three seasons is kind of this weird sweet spot. The BBC figured it out years ago. We get greedy over here. Well, we want the money. We want the... We, well, because this this thing with the network thing that we did in Hollywood was like seven seasons and a movie, and then you get syndication and 100 episodes. Yeah. So it was money. How can we... It, you know what show art? is still at the same quality all these years in? Modern Family. Well, yeah. I mean, they're done now, but yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 yeah they, I, made, I they made 10 years of great TV. I think it's 11. Maybe 11, I think they yeah. have 11 seasons. Dude, it's so good. 
my family's into it. Yeah, it's they, a good show. All, we watch with the kids before they go to sleep because it's appropriate. Like you'd actually right. watch it with a ten year old and yeah. you don't cringe too much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's not too many moments. It's ABC. Actually, the only thing I would say, long-lasting, comparable, is is always sunny is fucking great. Always sunny. Never got into that. Still a great show. Yeah, yeah. I'm buddies with with McElhaney on there, and he's. uh, It's great fucking TV. It's funny as fuck. They still Mm -hmm. make funny, relevant shit. It's hilarious, and they've been on there for 13 years. I don't know. It's I, I still think it's just as funny as it was when i first saw it the, f- the first couple of times wow. you'd love it bro you, it's sure. a fucking great show it's almost like there's too much good shit to watch since 2005 sunny still on yeah they it's just got renewed August they just got 4th, renewed 2005 they just got sure. renewed by fx for three more seasons so what yeah that's crazy but i mean like charlie day is an outright star too so it's like it's 16 all, years they've been on for 16, 16 years yeah, yeah. Since 14 seasons they might have taken you know a couple months extra months time off, off yeah right um, but they're you know all good. Else is fucking amazing. Shit's hmm. Creek. Oh yeah, he's great. Well, I know Dan, dude. Do you know what's so funny about that? I was at a party. Which guy's Dan? The son. The son. Yeah. The son. Yeah. Eugene's, Eugene. Eugene's son. Right. Okay. I met Dan through a bunch of Canadian actors that I knew because these motherfuckers they all know each other. And we Canadians. were at a, they, dude. They all know they each love other. Each other. They so all know much. each other. And They're I said, so proud. He says to me, he says, um, yeah, I'm doing. I'm, I, I got this. We sold this TV show, and I'm going to make this TV show with my father. This is like right before it happened. And my wife and I were at a party with a bunch of different people. I was like, oh, that's great, man. I, you know, I was like, I'm not trying to be annoying, but like, I love your dad. Like, Eugene Levy, I fucking think he's brilliant. You know, and like, all those movies I love, you know, like, fucking My- Mighty Wind and... Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I he's just, incredible. He's, he's incredible. I mean, actually, my favorite thing that he ever did was Best in Show. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. The best line he ever had that made me have tears. I had tears in my eyes as he goes, he's like, he's got these big teeth and he's interviewing and he's like, well... You know, in high school, you know, they called me Loopy, you know, because they said uh, I couldn't dance. I had two left feet. And then the camera slowly pans down. And he actually has, he goes, and I do. I have two left feet. I actually was born, unfortunately, with two left two left feet. It was just such a fucking perfect CCTV Canadian comedy. I mean, like, they were so good at that, all those guys. It was just so specific and weird and quirky. But anyway, he said, I'm making the show with my dad. And I thought, good luck, man. I hope it, I hope it does well. Sure enough. It's like the, but you were probably nine thinking, Emmys or whatever. You know, no, I just thought maybe it'll be funny, whatever, a fun show he does with that. It's become the most, I mean, how many fucking awards has that show won? They ended that too, yeah. Yeah, well, but but but, but, but like so good. on a good note. I mean, I oh, think great. they went out they, their way. They Well, yeah, well, you know what they did? They never were inconsistent. The it was entire, just a funny show, the, man. The enti- yeah, the entirety of the run, the run of the show. And and uh, Catherine O'Hara, I mean, fucking- Amazing. Uh, oh, dude. Everybody, the whole cast. She came to see me at the improv. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude, change my- because, Hollywood? Uh, yeah, at the Hollywood improv. Year, this is probably, uh, I don't even know, six, six years ago, something like that. She trying to bang some dude that liked you? She was trying to bang me. And I said, <laughs> no way, no way, lady. No, she came- I'm too much of a fan. She came to watch, she wanted to see me- um, and I just I was blown away because I was like, oh man, I've liked I've just liked you for so many years. I mean, like, she's iconic. She's a mother in Home Alone. Home Alone. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, I, she's iconic as fuck. She's been in how many fucking great movies? I mean, too many. Wasn't she in Nightmare Before Christmas? She was in. Was uh, this one uh, of the voices? Beethoven. Well, huh? or not Beethoven? Fucking Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. That's right. She was so was good she, in that. She one of the voices in Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know. You know what it is? I, I think, think so. I saw like, her do the reenactment. They do a reenactment of Nightmare Before Christmas Live. at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. I think she was in that. She does that, yeah. Yeah. By the way, rest in peace. Fucking who knows when the Hollywood Bowl is going to come back. Well, apparently the store is back. I got a They're text do... literally today. 
Um, they're going to do shows. We should shout it out and let everybody know because yeah. I think it's almost sold out. But I think you have to have a COVID test. Do you? Yes. I got a text from a bunch of different people saying um, they're back uh, next she, week, I think, or this week. Maybe, what is it? Yeah, no, this week. She is in that, by the way. Just to correct. What? She, she is. is the voice. She is. Yeah, she is the voice. Because I definitely saw her at the Hollywood Bowl thing. No, she she. Uh, so the store has one show. I think is already sold out. Another show is uh, they're getting to. You have to have either uh, vaccination proof of vaccination, or you have to have a negative COVID test, and you have to wear a mask. And once a certain amount of time has passed, the show is closed. You can't go and watch. Not like the old days where you come and go and come exactly. and go. Exactly. They're right. not going to do that. They're going to have it locked. But down. we will be back to that point. I think the idea is like they probably are appeasing whatever regulations the city. Has put on them. Yeah, but whatever LA fucking, yeah, LA's yeah. got, well, because LA County's different. Orange County has a whole different rules, right? I just played Brea, uh, and that was half cap, I think. And Brea's, it's Orange County's its own. I don't even know if they're Orange County. They're, what's inland? What, what is, I don't even know what break, whatever. Whatever it is. But like, they all have their own fucking thing. So LA County has its own shit, and they're, I different just, tiers, different state, tiers, statewide tiers. So yeah. Brea is half half capacity. That's Brea not was bad. half cap. Orange County is same thing as half cap down there. So like Irvine, Irvine, Irvine Improv, half yeah. cap, half cap. Yeah, they're all open now. They just well, opened they last do, week. They uh, do the Paramount out here. They only do one third. I know that. I, you know, the, this but whole, that's their own business. It's their like thing. They, they can do that if they want. Like right. it's uh, it's not a uh, a city ordinance or a state ordinance. It's them. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going this weekend. I'm going to. Uh, Dallas, Addison. Bitch, bitch, where are you going? Addison Improv, baby. Isn't that wide open? They're open. Yeah. They're, they're open. They're, they're almost full cap, I think. I think. I'm not positive. Well, they can be full cap if they want to. I think they are. I'm, I do them, and then I do Houston in a couple of months, too, and they're it's both. It's funny how many people are like resisting the idea of opening things up. Like resisting the idea of giving people the option to go if they want to go. And they're worried about this big spread that hasn't right. happened in the places where they've opened things up. Because if you go to Florida. Yeah, it's open. They were worried the spread was going to happen. It was going to happen. It's going to happen. It didn't happen. They were worried about Texas when the governor opened up Texas. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it didn't happen. Like when do we adjust to the fact that it didn't happen? Well, I made a, I made a Instagram I made a story the other day. Joe Biden put up a... Uh, a, uh, I mean, an Instagram post that was like, if you're fully vaxxed, you don't have to wear a mask outside anymore. It's like, yeah, no shit. What the fuck? Is this the message that we're... Yeah. It's so dumb. You don't have to wear a mask anyway. The CDC is saying that it's... They're, they're, what are they doing about the recommendations for masks? Anyway, uh, Sean Baker, who's the guy who's a doctor, who's an um, orthopedic surgeon, who's... Uh, He's one of these uh, proponents of the carnivore diet, so a lot of his uh, posts are very macho and this kind of shit. So he has uh, Eat meat, Joe fuck Biden. Chicks. Go to uh, Sean Baker's uh, Instagram, please. He has uh, a photo of Joe Biden's tweet saying that if you are vaccinated, you can go outside with no mask. That's what I'm saying, And yeah. he writes underneath it, our ancestors used to hunt woolly mammoths. <laughs> 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 With their fucking there hands. Is, there it is right there. There was a time when humans hunted mammoths. 
Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Fully vaccinated people can go outdoors without a mask by the government. By the way, if the I government said it. If I see you in your car alone wearing a mask, you deserve to How about die. gloves on? What is wrong with mask you? Mask with gloves on. Dude, I'm precautionary and safe. I told you, I got the fucking vax. I'm going to fucking get the vax. I want to be safe and do the right thing. You got thing. the vax after you got the vid. 100%. I got COVID That's and I got the vax. Crazier. I'm doubling down. Pop, pop, yeah. pop, pop. But I just, in my opinion... I know the logic loss is weird. Like I run in my neighborhood and I've said this before. People sometimes do this thing to me. I've gotten this like a fuck you because I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah, I'm running outside my neighborhood. I mean, you know, I'm not saying where I live, but like no one is fucking near me, dude. I'm right. running outside by myself. Like, but if you don't have a mask on, they'll yell at you. Sometimes I get a few people that give me looks and you're yeah. like, are you out of your fucking mind? This isn't contagion, dude. Yeah. You can't throw it through the sky to people. Exactly. Like I have to be close to you all the time with spit transfer. By the way, you know what my theory was? Young kids were fucking. <laughs> like I, you, you know mean? why Corona was going around heavily? I think because young people were fucking. They weren't stopping. Well, you lock them indoors. They're fucking. But I'm saying that's it's spreading. No, no, no. I'm saying people that are single... We're still hooking up. This idea that people weren't going out and fucking and hooking up, and they were. It's not that you bumped into someone at a grocery store. It's that people were out fucking. Wow. That's what I think. People Maybe. were out. Jamie was out fucking. He, that's how he got it. How did you get it, Jamie, if you weren't out fucking? I don't know. Come on, man. Don't Jamie? blow up the spot. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to fucking atom bomb your shit. How did you get it, Jay? I have no idea. Well, you for sure, he people was out got fucking. It Look at him smiling. Trying to feed their families. Andrew well, that's, Santino that's, just working that's somewhere the most. on top of each other. Yeah, that's, know, that's the most in people. in a warehouse somewhere. Uh, but, Jamie got, but Jamie got it from fucking. Look at him smirking. Speaking of which, I'm not going to let that go that he got you the test and you lied to me earlier <laughs> in the show. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking let that go, Jamie. No he way. Didn't, he didn't lie. He just didn't tell you. He, you didn't whole, ask. You didn't say. Jamie, said, we, what kind did Jamie, you get? Jamie, I said, we, we walked got around the, the studio. X. I said, you bought the Model X, huh? No, you said, what kind did you get? Liar. I said, we got Don't the Don't do this Model in front X. of Joe just because Papa Joe is here. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that in front of Joe, Jamie. You know better. <laughs> also, we got to have, Jamie, you and I got to have our hoop game. That's why I said, where's the oh, hoop? Oh, yeah, a three-point shootout. Don't Let's do go. it, Tom Segura, and break your arm and leg, please. I'm not that guy. You know how much more? Look, hey, athletically? Don't compare me to Tom Segura, okay? What if Tom Segura heals up and beats you in a one-on-one? And what? Put some money on it, and I guarantee you that's not going to happen. There's no chance. How much time do you give him to recover from his fucking catastrophic injuries? Whatever he needs. He needs a couple of years. I'm going to hit him one-on-one. I'm going right? to. I'm easily going to beat. I love Tom. What I'm, if you play I'm going to beat him one-on-one. Horse is a tricky game. He knows. <laughs> because I, honestly, any hey Joe, that's like saying, can anybody hit? Anybody can hit some fucking really good accidental shots. One-on-one is way more of a skill set. Right, though? Horse is like, people could beat you in horse that you're better than. It's just you missed the jump shot that they, that they made or a trick shot that they made. It's hmm. like trick shot competition. That's not fair. Someone sounds scared. Does he sound scared? No, but he knows. Go ahead and say it. Say the truth. You know that. Jamie, don't you feel like you could beat Santino in horse? Maybe. <laughs> no one plays horse. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. He's, he, I, I don't, don't want to play him in horse. I play with my kids. They love horse. <laughs> They love. I give them extra letters sometimes, just for just for free. Get get angry. Give them a couple of R's and H's. Give them a couple extra ones. You got They'll an back H. Back it up a little. Well, I mean, so to be fair, in this, Tom and Bert couldn't win two on one against someone, and that in against, the day that they were playing. T -Jazz. Oh, but that dude Jazz, that, yeah. guy, that guy is fucking legit though. And look how fat Bert is. Well, look at that. That's ridiculous. Bert looks like a gnome with that fucking beanie on inside. Yeah, what is he that doing? That dude is a really good basketball player. He's too. legit. He's hilarious. Yeah, on he's YouTube. legit. When he makes fun of people, and dunks on them. 
Oh, they get mad at him. They get actually upset. Bert and Tom did? No, that, no, no, no. The people that oh, he beats. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They get pissed yeah, off. They you know get why? Really mad because some fucking some little skinny tiny white dude comes in and shits yeah. on it, and With they're some like silly hair. Yeah, and they get mm-hmm. this goofy ass white dude out of here. He's good. No, he's legit. He's legit. He's yeah. very good. He's very good. It's funny to watch people like think he's not good and watch him like school them. And like, Shit on him. Yeah. Oh my God! You see the look on their face when they're realizing they're getting humiliated in oh. front of their friends, and it's going to be on YouTube. You know, and the, then they really panic. They, well, the professor, you know him, mm. the professor. Do you know this that, kid? No. no. So there used to be a thing called the And One mixtape. And One, the old basketball company, they made shoes and shorts and clothes. They were at the time. What was that? What year was that? The early two thousands. I mean, it was fucking mm-hmm. huge, and they did live events. I mean, these guys were celebrities, and it was it was like the Harlem Globetrotters of our generation. Mm. In the sense that they would fucking shake he up. He actually people. just did what we're talking about right now. He put this he, up two ah, days ago. Yeah. He did Mike Blythe. So this kid, he, he dorked out. This kid is a fucking. He is legit. <sighs> he is legit, and he shows up. Shows up with a backpack on. He played basketball. Yeah. Well, he's playing it up a little bit too much, but yes. Then when he shows up, he shows out. Look, he'll just shit on people. Whoop. He's legit. Oh, that's hilarious. And he's doing all this Watch with just, a backpack on. Yeah, he'll cross over people with a <laughs> yeah. backpack. And over the last 15 years or so, he's gotten really he's really famous in the basketball world. So they know. know who he is. He yeah. shows up on a court. Yeah, oh, 100%. He's Look at that pass. Professor. Wow, he's really good. Oh, he's so good. Nerd breaks ankles and exposes hoopers in the hood. Right, This is that's a YouTube clickbait bullshit. But the truth is, he's actually unbelievably talented. Like this. Watch him cross this dude. Whoop. Oh, oh, right through your fucking legs. Made him fall. <laughs> and, then, and then he hits the fucking three. Look, look at his face. Like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, the professor's legit, man. This kid is fucking awesome. I love watching this shit. There's an interesting, like, uh, culture of these guys who pretend to not be good and then film things on YouTube. Shitting on people. You know? Well, yeah. just that kind of thing. Well, because you know what? For years, he did, I guarantee you, he knew he would show up to course and be like, get this fucking skinny ass white bitch out of here. And he would show up. So he's like, oh, I'll play into that. That's what I white w- men can't jump is. Yeah, that's, that's movie. Yeah. right. That's yeah. the whole movie. By the way, they're right. tr- by the way they're trying to remake that movie right now. Don't do that. I, that's what I please leave this shit alone. Can we leave these fucking things alone? Or make it again with Wesley Snipes just, and Woody Harrelson and have them be old men. But you know what just they would find out by where the way, it goes. By the way, by the way Joe, movie. you're writing. You're writing the Hollywood movie. What they do is they go, they're the dads and their kids. That's what they Michael B. Jordan and his. No, no, no. That's the problem. That's Hollywood fucks it up. You want to see these old dudes with bad hips (laughs) trying to play basketball, shaking young dudes up, and hustling other old dudes and have some weird fucking dynamic play out where they like didn't have a good relationship with their wife, but they really do love her Mm -hmm. and they're trying to get her back. You gotta get on Jeopardy. (laughs) That was the best, right? What is it? What is the quince? Mm -hmm. I love when she was studying when Rosie Perez was studying for Jeopardy. That's right. <laughs> it was that's so right. funny that would, that that's what her goal was to get on Jeopardy to win. You My, know, she's a giant boxing fan. Like Rosie huge, Perez, huge. Really? Like can can comment on boxing? Like she's educated. Did she ever date a boxer? Is that what she? Uh, I don't know. How did she Why get you have so to go into right to dating? She well, can't just be dude. a woman who likes boxing. Joe, like, what, don't what the fuck fucking happened? gaslight me. Did she me? know a guy who knows how to drive a car? How'd she learn how to drive a car? How many women love <laughs> boxing like that? Get real. Very few. Yeah. How Rosie Perez became, became the, the first, first lady. lady of boxing. Yeah, bro. See, that's a, sexi- that's a sexist fucking headline, by the way. The f- why does she have to be the first lady? Why can't she be the president of boxing? <laughs> Are you assuming a woman can't? Yeah, exactly. See? See? You can bury anybody with fucking anything. <laughs> you definitely can. Yeah, you can. You can just make amazing. that. You just make yeah. it up. You go, yeah. why did you say it that way? You're like, oh, God. Welcome to my world. That's what they do with me. That's clickbait. Yeah, but you know what? 
you get what you get, Joe. I get what I deserve. You get what you deserve. I get yeah. what I deserve. You're too big. You're too popular. You're too well off. I agree. That's what you get. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm not complaining Retract about everything it. you've ever said. Say think it right about now. All the, I retract everything I've ever said, even the good <laughs> stuff. But think about what I said at the beginning of the show where we were talking yeah. about all this recent controversy. I'm like, I get it. I would do the same thing. I know what you're doing. Right. It makes sense. Right. I don't hate people for doing their jobs. It's like, that's what you're doing. It's a part of the game. It's a part of the game. But you're also willing to admit when you say something that's incorrect in your opinion. Like, even if you think you're, the problem is you're willing to say, oh, I didn't. I was wrong or nah, maybe I didn't maybe I wasn't correctly informed. The issue is nobody wants to do that anymore. Nobody wants to say, Hey, I guess I was fucking wrong. I guess well, I was fucked there's up. There's a little bit of that, but there's also an issue in the art form itself, because the art form seems permanent but it's transient. Mm-hmm. Right? So things are recorded and they're put into like a Spotify file and episode X number, whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. from April of two thousand twenty one. It seems like a permanent thing. But it's really a transient conversation that gets recorded. It's a moment in time. It is a moment in time. And these things that they take out, that's what's fascinating to me as an observer. Not just the person who's embroiled in the controversy and the target of people's hatred and anger when, when something like this goes down. What's fascinating to me is that it really is just this transient moment, but it's recorded. So then you have to think, like, okay... I have to be real careful with what I say. Yeah. Because even though I'm talking shit off the top of my head, it's going to be recorded and people are going to take it and put it in print as if this is a well thought out and well constructed <laughs> sentence. Well, it's clearly not. Right. Like none of the shit I say on this is, is really well thought out or, or constructed unless it is, unless it's something that's like important that I have well, to talk about. Well, it's meaningful to you. Sometimes. You're, Sometimes you're, not you're, even. You're freestyling and making an album. That's yeah, so I don't even know what I'm about to say right now. How about right, that? I don't right. know what the next word is going to be, right? Neither <laughs> right, do you. Right. That's part of the point. It's like when you see it written down, you're like, oh, he said this. Like, If someone says to me, well, that doesn't make sense because of X, I'll go, oh, okay. Like, I'm not married to my ideas. If I don't agree with you, I'll debate them, I'll argue them, but right. I'm not. If you show me that something I said is either incorrect or misinformed, I'm the first person. I don't. That's not mine. This is just a, an idea. Right. Like it's not me. It might be mine in the sense that I adopted it and expressed it. But if so, I don't take it personal. Like I'm not like personally involved in that idea. If I'm wrong, I'll tell you I'm wrong. Like I think that the pro one of the problems with podcasting is not everybody does it this way too. Some people they they sit down and they plan their podcast out and they have these musical inner ludes and you know they're like background music and it's scripted right this is very different than that off the cuff this is shit talking right it's odd that this is what resonates that's what's odd because this is what happens when people are at home when they're talking shit this is what people really know that you actually do just have a fucking voice you don't have a on-air voice or an off you say stupid shit and then you say (laughs) whoops yeah that's that's what we do but there's a thing to that there's like a thing to that where like you can't necessarily recreate it. And some people get angry. They get angry that they can't do it. You know, that they get they get right. angry that their job doesn't allow that kind of thinking and freedom. talking. Right. Yeah. Freedom is you, the you thing. You can't talk shit. No. If you don't if your job doesn't allow any semblance of freedom, it's easy to get angry at freedom. Yes. Ironically enough, we are a country that's built on the idea that we should all be free, yet we're scared of how free you can be. That's well, a weird thing. We also thing. don't like when other people are free and we're not. 
That's, right. That's very frustrating. Right. Because everybody really should be free to talk shit. But you can't. And talking shit for men, here's the thing. Like, I think the last time they did a, a, an analysis of my audience, it was 84% men. I just did it today. It was 96.4. It's pretty nuts. It's all right? men. Yeah. Men like talking shit. Yeah, we're yeah. We like talking shit, and we don't always mean what we say. But women um, like talking shit too. They do, but they talk shit in a mean way. Yeah, they're mean. They're like <laughs> reputation destroyers. <laughs> Fucking mean. <laughs> they're mean. They'll talk some shit about you and say some shit that cuts to your core. Yeah, Guys but, are like, look at this dumb fucking shirt. Yeah, we just like talk. We just like talking basic. Uh, Caveman women shit. fake orgasms and then tell their friends. Yeah, I faked it. That guy sucked. They I faked fake it. it. They fake it. Oh, yeah, you dick so big, baby. You know what? Uh, you know what? Let's take uh, it back, Joe. Uh, Guys are going to start faking uh, orgasms. We're faking it on you, girls. We're faking it. Uh, Why would we do that? that that's an antithesis of everything. We need the power, Joe. We need the that's power. That's not how you back. get the bad. That's we not, need to fake it and get the, you get the power. It how do you get way. the power? I don't know. Yeah, we don't fucking know. I think you get the power by not thinking about how you get the power. And then it just happens. Yeah, because I think if you think about, how, you got to think about what you're doing and just do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think if you think about how I get the power, then it's like a slippery fish that you can't quite grab. You come real close, right? You never quite get it. It's never going to happen. Even if you do get it, they'll take it away from you. Just it'll slip well, somebody away. else wants to eat that fish. Slip away, and somebody, <laughs> someone with talons will grab your fish. Some slip eagle, away, some raptor motherfucker. Slip away. That's one of my favorite Clarence Carter songs. By the way, shout out to Clarence Carter and Warren Zevon that we talked about earlier. Dun, dun, Fuck dun, that album is dun, so good. Ugh. Yeah. You know what my favorite Warren Zevon song is? What? Not Werewolves. Uh, Rolling the Headless. Oh, that's a good song, man. What the full title is the uh, the Thompson Gunner, right? Rolling the Headless Thompson Gunner. Is that what it is? M tell me I'm wrong. Mm, yeah. Rolling the headless Thompson Gunner. The song. By the way, the story that he writes in that. And Let me also see that out. See if you pull up that album. See, there was a bunch of great songs in that album. Oh, dude. I'm not gonna remember unless I see the track list. I can tell you right now. Hold on. Wait. I remember when he uh, was on uh, Letterman when he was dying. Dude, of lung cancer? I was just gonna say. That you want to cry? It <sighs> makes me cry when he says when he says when he says to Dave, "We've been friends for a long time," and he's like, uh, "This might be the last time you." See me doing this show, so you know I want to. I just want to play a couple, and you can feel their friendship superseded the show, dude. The show didn't even exist. It was almost like the cameras were gone, the audience was gone. He was playing for Dave because they had been longtime friends. There was something so fucking deep about that. That if anybody wants to fucking have an emotional afternoon, go watch him on Letterman with so his final deep. appearance. How crazy was that? By the way, that album. By the way, the name of the album is, is what? Uh, you wanted to guess. I was going to. Well, let you it's, guess. it's called. Hold on, hold on. It's um. Because it's something reminiscent of knowing it's his last time on earth. Like it's the name of the album is almost like this is my goodbye. It's like a that's the last one. It's the name of a track. Also, yeah, it is track. the name of the it's the name of the song. It's uh, fuck off, dude. Booze and Warren Zebon fans right now. They're like excitable boy, excitable boy. Oh, that was a great one. And he and he talks and he talks to fucking. By the way, Vera Cruz is one of my favorite songs by far. One of the best ones on the album. He talks he to Alvin. Just an excitable boy. boy. He talks to he talks to Letterman about saying that it was like return to his childhood because he was done. Be, you know, he's done developing as a man. Oh man, that Side interview fucking gets me every time. Man. Yeah, because you know, I mean, he died shortly after, right? It you was know like him, it was real. just him saying goodbye. Yeah, this is great, dude. He talks about cancer on the on a comedy show, and he still gets laughs, dude. He talks about having terminal cancer. Do you, do you watch um, Letterman's uh, Netflix show? 
I tried. I no, no. I'm not gonna lie to you. I tried, and then my wife and I made it through like five minutes a piece, and I What's just. What's wrong with it? Um, it's why it's like why I didn't want to watch Michael Jordan play for the Wizards. Do you know what I mean? It, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see you come back, dude. Why are you coming back? I I loved you. Letterman was my. Like Carson, I used to watch. I used to sneak out of my crib as a as a kid and watch Carson. My mom would catch me eating food watching Carson. I used to love sneaking out of my room and turning on the TV, the fucking the old knob TV. I remember sitting uh, in our apartment, staring at the television, watching Carson. I was obsessed with this rhythm that happened. And then Letterman to me was like Carson that I loved when I was a kid. Something about it clicked for me, humor wise and rhythm wise. When he came back into the Netflix show, it felt like. For lack of a better way to explain, it felt like a guy taking a big check from a from a thing to do the thing that he was already done doing. That's all. It was like, oh, you already did this. You didn't fucking. You don't need to do this anymore. Did it feel weird because it was on Netflix? Is it like yes? The stage was too big. The, why am I in a theater? It should have been in a cool black box room, right? It should have been in a black box room. Just with him, him and the person. Yeah, yeah. Maybe hey, maybe a small audience. However, but. Just, God, the audience is weird. Just make it intimate because I wanted to feel that you guys were for each other, not for. Look, you and I know that people are th hundreds, thousands, millions of people can see this thing. But when it's physical and you can feel that people are watching it, like he feels live, the guests know they're live with an audience. You f you react different to a live audience. Yeah, we for do. Sure. We do different shit. So. I just wish it was more contained and more beautiful and small. It's why Jerry got it right with comedians and cars. Truly. Because he was like, I'll just, me and you will go out, have a coffee, and sit in the car and fuck around. I like that. I, it made yeah. sense. Well, it's also Jerry has a real legitimate love of cars. Lo co comedy and cars are the only two things he cares about. Yeah. So it's when like, you see him driving those cars and talking about the amount of cylinders and the, the horsepower, passion. yeah, it's, yeah. It's like Jay Leno. Same like, thing. Jay Leno does his best work on Jay Leno's garage. His garage is fucking great. It's not a garage. It's many garages. No, I mean the, the show, Jay yeah, Leno's garage. Yeah. It's, it's great. His garage, you should go because it's bonkers. Well, text, text him for me because I, I don't will. know. You, you know, walk around love and you're to like, go. what in the fuck is this place? It's so crazy. He has hundreds of cars and he has cars that are like made it, they like jet engines and steam engines and yeah. tractor wheels and shit. Like they're nuts. Like he just he loves them all. It's he used not to like, go to Bob's Big Boy on Ventura, yeah, yeah, yeah. up by the studio, and just sh at the, for the car shows. Yeah, they had a thing. You know, they do this thing in Southern California. Well, they do it. I think in a lot of places, cars and coffee. Yeah, and the guys come down like their old, you know, Nova, and the guys the look Chevelles at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even new cars, like newer, mm -hmm. weirder cars, people. like like uh, Challengers and Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. I know people bring those. Of course, but it's a thing where like car guys they get to like say oh well, how long have you been working on this like what do you got going on and they'll show you all the weird shit they're doing with their yeah. cars you know it's not even cars that people necessarily drive it's cars that people just show drive. cars yeah they're, they're having fun with it it's like other yeah, there's like a lot of different things that people get into that only other people that are into that thing would appreciate correct and then other people on the outside are like why the fuck do you waste your my neighbor hand hand builds I mean, he hand builds cars and he hand builds boats and he's a fucking impressive dude. This dude, this old British dude, he's the best. And I'll come home sometimes and he'll be like, he's an old British. He's like, pop over for a drink. And I'm like, I can't, dude. I got it. And he's like, it's one drink. And I'm like, I, but it's never. And he's like, come on. And we'll go, <laughs> dude, we'll go in the backyard. We'll be fucking tanked. It'll, it'll be nine o'clock. I'll have been drinking for fucking four hours with him. But he'll talk to me about hand rebuilding cars and. He knows that I'm not smart enough to understand it, but he'll build, you know, 
he rebuilt uh he rebuilt an old Rolls Royce an MG wow by by hand completely by hand my uncle had an MG with a wooden frame so sexy MGs are such cool old it was school the cars weirdest old car like yeah. the, the door felt like it was made out of nothing like right chunks like paper it was yeah. a convertible a little like roadster it's the, this old MG because MGs used to still have they for the long time they had still kit cars that you could buy and build completely from scratch with a lot of cars companies you know they don't what, they I don't you build a fucking Corvette. Corvette yeah <laughs> They're like, we don't trust you. Can you imagine? They give you a kit to build a Corvette. Here, you could buy it for this amount of money, or you could buy it for half that price. You put it together yourself. Oh, Every Joe Schmo is like, I'll I know fucking do it. A wrench. You don't think I know how to build a car, dude? Yeah. Ma- imagine if they did that, but they had a, a, a legitimate like Chevrolet inspector would come to your house and just like make sure you did <laughs> yeah, it before yeah. you drive. I have to come see. Yeah, before they give you the key. Right. They give you everything, but but, uh, but the key. The key. That's actually really smart. That's actually a great bit, and they film it. They yeah. like they show you. We, it'd be a great show to show up to a kit car guy's house. Right? And, yeah. sh- and and before you get the key, you have to prove that it passes inspection for the car. Yeah, we have to fucking make sure this thing doesn't fall apart when you hit the highway. I think that'd be a great fight. I would idea. love to see that. Those shows are great. I used to love uh, those, uh, like, overhauling, the, oh, yeah. the, those kind of shows. My friend Bud used to produce those. You know Chris Jacobs? He's one of the guys that was on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Oh, I know that, He's dude. fucking awesome. I met that guy way back in the day. CJ's great, man. Yeah. He's a car freak. I mean, yeah. he, there's, not a, there's not a question about a car that he doesn't know the answer to. Yeah. That's, it's like scary. That show was a legit car freak's paradise. Yeah. Because they would take these old cars and fix them. And make them look fucking oh, awesome, dude. man. Yeah. I love all those old car shows where they fix up cars. There's st- I mean, they're still... They're still there's still such a big market for that that will continue that's hard to die even when cars go all electric and we all do this Elon thing that you guys are pushing we're all there's still gonna be car people will will always exist of like oh yeah it's the intensity of rebuilding until kids come along these uber kids today they don't give a fuck about cars nah well some I think some do it depends on where we are in the country I think it's way less I think it's going out like the game pool you think it's pool and cars are gone <laughs> it's going out it's going out <laughs> like bowling it's just no one gives a shit these kids are ubering everywhere yeah you know? no it's sad it's the only it, it, honestly is it sad though the only reason it's good for me is when I drink and get high then I love uber oh yeah but when yeah. I'm not drunk and stoned fuck I love yeah. driving I do too. Ride shares are nice though. It's nice that you could be somewhere and just like pull up your phone. And Convenience is fucking key. It's amazing. It's great. But you know, you don't even know who that person is. If you're a chick and you get well, in this guy's car. that's creepy. Yeah, man. By the way, have you seen how many fucking Uber drivers have gotten like beat up? <laughs> it's like becoming a new trend of like them filming. That guy that got smoked in the face by that chick, he, they were arguing. He's like, get out of the fucking car. She just fucking wrapped around, started punching him in the fucking head. Whoa. Yeah, because people get in these cars blacked out. Yeah. That's the biggest fear to me is like, as a driver, right. I would be nervous some blacked out dude is going to get in and just cock me. You should have, they should have breathalyzers for if you can get in my Uber. Blow before you get in. Let me see what you got there. 2.6. Get the fuck oh, out of here. You're going to die. You're going to die in my car. <laughs> get the fuck it's out. It's 0.8, you piece of shit. But he's speaking eloquently. He's like, sir, I just need to go to my, my home. I just I, don't have a vehicle this I'm evening. I'm on amphetamines, and they're keeping the alcohol <laughs> right. from hitting us. He's like, sir, the cocaine is actually calming down the alcohol. I'm not that drunk right now. Everyone's so just Fine. Everyone's fine. <laughs> We're all fine. Yeah, fucking. I, I, I just the car thing will never die. But, no. but it is sad that it is that I think. Uh, well, you know, my old man worked uh, for Turtle Wax for years, and people don't wash their cars anymore. Nobody washes a car. I Why don't they that. wash their car? I wash my car. 
Yeah, you're yeah you because you have the time and the convenience. And Occasionally, you, you I have wash the my privilege, car. I usually Joe. pay people to do it. I'm gonna That's be my honest. point. Yeah. But I do have car wash materials in my 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 uh, garage. Most Americans go to car washes now. Nobody washes their car. Anymore. Oh, you go to the drive-through one. People go to yeah. I mean, I still wash my car, and I always get a comment from one of my I neighbors. Wash it sometimes. I I do. I, I love. It. I, I like getting in there. I love it, but I, I get a comment from a neighbor always. Come outside, be like. Hey, you gonna do mine next? I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> fucking no. You're so funny, Tommy. Right. No, I'm not. Try- I'm not washing your Chevy Malibu, Mike. Just uh, throw that yeah, through the fucking. Yeah, got me. Yeah, why do you even wash that piece <laughs> yeah. of shit? Yeah, I'm gonna light it on fire. I'll wash it up for you. When you see people with gross cars and they just wash them, like, what are you doing? So mean, Joe. Some people can't time? afford nice cars. That's what I mean. I mean, you have like a fucking shit box. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean like, not the brand. You just mean it's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. Right, it's broken like down. Barely hanging on, all Don't fucking it. bondoed up and Couple primer everywhere. Duct tape on the bumper. Why are you washing that? <laughs> just drive. <laughs> drive till it's dead. I had one of those before. Just Me drive. Too. I had a bunch of them. Hyundai Sonata, baby. Oh, did you? I had a busted up Hyundai Sonata. You know what's interesting, man? Hyundai has done a fucking fantastic job with this Genesis line. Great car company. They keep making them better and better and better. Yeah. They have this new Genesis Coupe. I think it's it might be either hybrid or it's electric. I think it's a hybrid. I looked at it. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's like one of the best looking cars you can buy. Yeah. For a couple of years, Eric Griffin only would drive the Genesis. And I was like, why do you like this? I got in it, took a ride. It's a fucking beautiful car. Comparable to Lexus or Mercedes. Mercedes is in, their competitor. Interior, yeah. like everything is like top notch, but oh, they'll yeah. sell it to you ten grand less. At least fifteen grand less. Yeah, yeah. You, the Mercedes tag is what. They're so moving up. The Genesis though. G seventy. That's a nice one. No, but there's a coupe. But there's see a coupe. if you have some other photos of that though. But that that's not like. God damn, that looks good. Look at that one. Now that's a sexy Fuck. fucking car, bro. If that if you told me that was an an Audi or an Acura or a fucking BMW, I'd be like, I like it. Yeah, I kind of like it a lot better than some of the BMWs now, BMW like the M4 and the M3. BMW fucked up on their front what grill. What did they do with that fucked up front grill? That's it. That's a bad bitch. That G80. Genesis G80. Look how beautiful that is. What do those go for, uh, Jamie? What does it say down below? Very reasonable. Like 65, something like that? 47, it says. What? 47,000? 48. 48,000. 48, that's the SUV. That's the SUV, right. That's why I just clicked on this. Oh, it is the same car. That was the same car from the first photo? Mm-hmm. No. Really? Go to the other photo. Mm. So the G80 is a, it's a SUV? No. that's Oh, that's the G70 and the G80 is... Is that an SUV? That one. That one. That's not an SUV. Hey, it says G80. I clicked on... Oh, GV80. Hey, J- yeah. hey, Jamie. You don't even read. Watch the fucking attitude, Watch dude. goddamn attitude. <laughs> The G80 is that one. But look how sick that back end looks. 300 I mean, horses. On, 300 horses, not bad. That's terrible. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Sad. For that kind of car, it's now not I bad. I want more money. Yeah, I know, I know. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just well, let me pay more and give me, no. give me some real fucking horsepower. So let me tell you who, let me tell you who fucked up. BMW fucked up by changing the grill on those things. They, they slipped, fucked up hard. Slipped up so bad. That, G, that M3 and M4, look, dude, I'm a, I have a 2005 M3. I'm a giant M3 fan. Those I've had great cars. four M3s in my lifetime. I love them. I would never buy one of those. The new one. Yeah, look at that grill. But Yuck. I say that, but if I drove it, I'd probably be like, okay, I'm all in. I don't know. I think AMG is still beating M maybe right it's now. Like, maybe it's like a grow on you thing. Let me see some face. I don't Let think me see so, some more images I just images think it's it. not. Give me some s- images Ugh. of it. Go online. I no like thanks. I just not, don't not like theirs. it, man. Give me some images. I can't believe they did that. Like, Why would they do that? Uh, I'll tell you exactly why. That's because of the foreign market. The Asian market loves that look. They like that big Super popular. Look? Yeah, it's super mm. popular there. It does way better there. 
They sell way more cars than they Maybe do it here. looks good in real life. No, I disagree. I've seen a few of them in LA, and I do not like them. Go in the left pictures, Jamie. The third one down. Third one down. That is a very ugly car to me. <laughs> you guys shit the bed. Hey, that's the M5. That, no. That's, no, that's the three. That's the three. Oh. The four door three. Oh God. What's the M5 look like? They didn't fuck that up though. No, they right? did not yet because the body hasn't changed. Let me see the M5. They might not have announced. Give me the, the 2021 M5. So I went to a BMW dealership looking for a new M5. They haven't. It's 2023 that they changed the M5. Okay. He said. So That's, they still have their old grill. Don't fuck it up, BMW. It's such a sexy. You that is such that a up. sexy fucking car. Go to that silver one in the middle. Birdifer. That one up there, Jamie, on the top. Go to that one. Yeah. Absolutely birdifer. Give me, give me full screen on that. <laughs> That's perfection. In it's terms of like a car. sedan, a four-door sedan, that's a gorgeous vehicle. Bad bitch. That's so nice. Yeah, they Close. better not fuck those grills up. Oh, also, you know what they didn't fuck up the grill for? The M8. The M8 is still the same. Look up the new M8. They oh. kept they kept their grill on the M8, which I thought was strange because they came. the new M8 is a 2021, but that's still the same old grill. You know what it's like to me when Porsche had the 19, uh, the, the 996, rather? Yeah, that's the like 996. two thousand one, two, three, like three. Yeah, they right had that big, there. those big stupid fried egg eyeballs, bro. What were they? they fucked up. So ugly looking. They're fucked up. They went from the best looking car ever, the nine nine three, to the nine nine six. Just but like then they shit. went back. Now they look good. Yes. Ag- now they went now backwards. They look again. Great again. Look how good that looks. I got. A, I know someone that just got a brand new turbo, the nine nine two, the nine eleven turbo S. That's a ridiculous car. Such a sick car. That's that's zero to sixty in two and a half seconds. Look at how beautiful. Go up to the top picture. Look at how gorgeous that fucking M eight is. That looks great. Joe, will you buy me one of these? No. Come on, please, no, man. But I told you said a car and a house. You didn't say <laughs> what you car. Fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up. Come on, dude. bro. Please. Look at that. I want the I, and I want the drop top. I don't care that I sunburn easily. I want the drop top. Look at that thing. That's what Papa needs. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful car. I'm in the market. I'm in the market, like BMW. Them. Give me I an like M8. Them. You still got that Mercedes? No, I drive a Nissan Altima now. Why are you doing that? I got to switch it up. Really? No. What are you driving? I'm not telling anybody. Okay, good move. Smart. Talk yeah. about it off air. Yeah, we will. Shall we wrap? Mm. Are you doing shows? Yeah. This, t- this comes out tomorrow, right? Yeah. The, uh, I'm in Dallas this weekend at Addison Improv. I think there's still some Woo! tickets left. Come out. There's uh, All shows were sold out, and then we Woo! added a Sunday show. All so shows added sold a out, show. but we added a Sunday show, and then I go to, uh, dude. I get to play the Wilbur Theater this year in October Ooh, on my birthday. Nice. Do you want to come? Come on, Joe's going to come. What day is it? October fifteenth. My birthday is the sixteenth, but it's the day before. What day? Wait a minute. What day is that? In Friday, terms of day of the I week? think. I think it's a Friday oh. or a Saturday. I don't even know. I might be doing the Boston Garden that weekend. Come on, Joe. What the fuck? You trying to push me out of that? You trying no, to push me out of your city? The week before, maybe. I'm October fifteenth is a Friday. He's I'm at the Wilbur. Am I doing? Busy. Yeah, I'm really Sorry. busy, dude. Hey, Jamie, I'll do it. You want to come open <laughs> October fifteenth? I can't do that. Joe, come on, man. But on uh, October tenth, no, October eighth, I'm at the Garden. So the Friday before you're there. So yeah. I'm doing uh, this Go weekend. I'm in, I'm in Dallas, and then I do Boston, Madison, Houston, Woo! Nashville. I'm everywhere. Whoa. Just go to andrewsantino.com and grab some tickets. I can't. Woo! I can't wait. And also, I'm going to say this because it means a lot to me. I got an offer. Look, I'm a little scared, but February 2022, I'm going to try to play the Chicago Theater. Holy shit. I'm going to try to do one show. Yeah. If I can. Fuck yeah. I'm, it's home for me, so like I'm trying. They were like, we think you can do it. And I'm like, I think it's so many it. seats, man. But Chicago supports its own, first of all. No, that's and the it's, best. It's a great comedy town. I know. And, and we are fucking hilarious. We did we a bunch of it. shows there. We had a good time. And then we played the fucking, the, what did we play? The, the United Center. <laughs> it's insane. We played the <laughs> 
fucking United Center. That was insane. I know, it was so crazy. Those are still so crazy. I show up and I'm like, really? We're, okay. doing, we're doing this, huh? The first time I did one, it was many years ago, Hinchcliffe and Ian Edwards and I were pulling up to this uh, arena in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think it was like not the American. Verizon Center or some shit. Oh. I don't even know what it was. The oh. a- American Airlines is where the, where the Mavs play, I think. It was a big ass place. And yeah. they were like, this is a fucking crazy traffic jam we were in. And then Ian goes, he goes, they're here for you, motherfucker. And I look out the window and I go, what? And I'm yeah. like, this is for us. Oh, my God. This is our traffic jam. Yeah. Wait, by the way, this is uh, deja vu, Joe. We were in Chicago. Same, Same scenario. Shit. Yeah. Me and you were leaving the hotel. And you're like, fuck, this is annoying. We were like an hour early. And then we were going to be like right on time. Yeah. And the driver was like, I think it has something to do with you. It's like yeah, weird to cause a traffic jam, but those shows are so strange, man. They're so strange. It's like you enter into a different dimension where it makes sense that you could be on stage in an arena just talking shit like you would in the OR. It's fucking uh, awesome on a Tuesday night. I'm so happy to be back. Is my first weekend was last weekend. Now this weekend is gonna. I'm like fucking. Let's fucking go, dude. Fucking go, dude. I can't wait to do shows. You got mad antibodies. You know, you got antibodies from like your original antibodies from having COVID, Mm -hmm. and then you got antibodies from the actual vaccination. Got them vax bodies, bro. You got it all. I'm ready to go, man. I'm excited. Come out and see me. Go to andersantino.com. Come out and see the kid. He's fucking hilarious. See me, baby. All right. When you moving here? Buy me that house. Buy me that car. We'll talk. Talk later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.